You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Hey, it's sicko. Sicko? What the fuck? Like, just because you're sick, you're trying to make a name for yourself? My quirk is I make people infected with boogers. Okay, don't say that. Ooh. Michael, this is our 99th episode. <laughs> you're going to start start with pockets going, ooh. <laughs> no, call me the boogeyman. Ooh. Ah. I give you boogies. Ah, I get it. Germs and boogers. And, yes. Okay. I'm sick, guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's a long way of saying Michael wasn't feeling very well. I'm not, I'm not as sick as I was when I had that super deep. Like, hey, God. Just so Michael. you're not cool sick? Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not cool sick. <laughs> you're just normal sick. Yeah. Just... All right, we'll try and make do. But yeah, man, today it's it's the 99th episode for podcast. It's crazy. I got 99 problems, but a podcast ain't one. Yeah, sometimes it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Like right now, you're sick. It's not, that's not 100%. But the podcast is still going, so... Yeah, that's true. <coughs> Can't stop. Won't stop. 1,000 episodes. 10,000 episodes. I don't know about that. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to stop. We, we made a blood vow. <laughs> I mean, how long? I'm like, how long did it take to get to 100? Well, this week, we're actually going to be talking 10, about... 10,000. Yeah. Probably going to be dead. <laughs> well, I mean, this week, uh, we're talking about the Dragon Prince. There's a thing called bindings that you can do, like blood vows or whatever. We're going to do that, but for the podcast. I'm going to wrap some ribbon on your arm, and then we're going to make a chant, and then you can never not do the podcast or you'll die. <laughs> I don't want your cooties. Look who's talking! <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but you have you have straight cooties. I don't want that. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all who's been with us for these 99 episodes. Next week is 100. We're going to have special guests from Blurred Visions Pass on here, so be excited for that, you guys. But this week, we're talking about My Academia. We're talking about Attack on Titan for anime. Then we're going to get into some The Predator. We saw the newest iteration of what Hollywood calls a Predator movie. I don't know if I would call it that. It's more like a comedy than a Predator movie, but we'll get there when we get there. Um, like I said, we got Dragon Prince. Uh, Michael hasn't watched any more Iron Fist, but I've I did. watched I watched all. one more episode. That, that, <laughs> do you have something to talk about for one more episode? No. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so you effectively watched nothing, but I finished it. So I'm going to talk about at least like very non-spoilery my my thoughts on the finale. Um, and speaking of finales, I also finished watching Adventure Time. I watched the series finale of that, the four-part arc called Come Along With Me. Very sad. I'll touch upon that a little bit too. But before we get into all of that, it's my favorite thing to do. Watch Adventure Time. No. You said the name of the episode was Come Along With Me. I hate you. <laughs> You're making Adventure Time dirty. <laughs> All right. Whatever. <laughs> Sploosh. Semen. Okay. <laughs> and then we're going to hand it off to Michael for News of the Week. But before we get there, we have iTunes reviews. Our first review comes from Life's Nerdy. 
against our old pal Bradley. It's a five-star review. Subject is, I've changed characters. He's referring to his My Hero Academia character. Uh, for those who don't know, we a lot of our regulars in the podcast have uh, My Hero Academia characters that they've chosen for themselves. He's no longer an invisible girl. No, I guess we'll maybe. See now. What, yeah, we found somebody from, cooler. He's cooler than an invisible girl. This is Bradley, mind yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Jordan Michael, I've changed from Toru to Drumroll Michael. Minetta. That's because Minetta's freaking no, hilarious. Nobody's, min- nobody's Minetta? Do we not have a Minetta? I thought we did. Mm. Uh, maybe not. Jacob. Yeah, Jacob, let us know. <laughs> but maybe he doesn't. I, first of all, if no one doesn't have Minetta, then... Bradley, you're the man because Mineta should have been taken a long time ago. He's awesome. <laughs> the hierarchy is collapsing. <laughs> <coughs> um, there was this thing in the group chat late Thursday night, and we changed my character. Oh, then if you talk to the group, oh, then okay. yeah. it's verified. I'm not going to get into details. But let's just say me and Saro killed the group chat. <laughs> I can only imagine if he became Mineta after that conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I must have missed it too. Chastise. You're, you're definitely a razor hand. You're the Aizawa of this podcast. Over <laughs> here with the rules. Uh, I feel this character suits me a bit better than Toru. I have a lot of nosebleeds. I should have I should have those checked out. I'm weird and... Everybody's on house arrest. <laughs> uh, let's just skip that one. This was also officially done by Deku himself. Oh, okay. So he's got the AOK from uh, Jacob himself. We had a ceremony and everything. That's all this week's folks. By the time of writing this, this week's My Hero Academia has not come out. So let's get hyped for Deku versus Bakugo. <laughs> that fight was so good. <laughs> I wish I recorded myself because I was not, losing it. We're not going to talk about it right now. No, but whoo! All right. Uh, stay nerdy, my blurries. Go beyond plus, plus ultra. ultra. Uh, next review comes from Anakin J.K. Gatsby. It's a five-star review. Subject is group oh, chat. Oh, wait. Where has he been? Yeah, he's been a while. I haven't heard from him in a while. Where have you been, bro? Uh, You know, he's busy being a Sith Lord. It's unacceptable. <laughs> Solving <laughs> mysteries. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, group chat. What group chat? So apparently this group chat for this Blurred Vision fans, how do I get in this? I'll literally be any character from My Hero. I appreciate you guys so much. I've been binging to catch up, and it's been a blast. Oh, there you go. He's been busy, so he's been listening. Uh, he's not. You're not allowed to be busy. Nobody's allowed to be busy. <laughs> what? <laughs> People have lives beyond us, Michael. I know it's crazy for you to comprehend. I can't. I don't understand any <laughs> of this. Life beyond me? Yeah, any of these words that you're saying. Wow. Uh, I've been binging to catch up. It's been a blast. I have to keep reminding myself that I'm not in the room with you guys because I'll respond or make a joke along with you guys, and it's getting odd. I need to chill. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, anyway, real quick. Who's your favorite hero? What brought you into the world of nerd and geek as far as Marvel, DC, anime, comics? Uh, <coughs> Finish off by saying post signature. Loki's still waiting on that drunk commentary of B- B- T- uh, BBS. Uh, oh, he says Loki, like Loki, like Loki. Yeah, Dad's Guardian. I, I got it. You get it? it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> We're going to give it to you, bro. And it's going to tie into a big announcement I'm finally making which is long overdue next week for episode 100. Stay tuned for that. Ooh, big announcement. I don't even know what this big announcement is. Uh, it's something that's been long overdue that the fans have been asking for, and we're finally going to do it. Penis! Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no. Are you sure? I'm positive. <laughs> All right, move. Let's, let's go back to <laughs> Anakin's question here. 
Who's your I think, favorite I think hero? The fans have been asking for it. No, yeah. they haven't. <laughs> I think Wally West heard you. We're talking about that in the news. Yeah. <laughs> are we? Yeah, we are. Are you hijacking? Are you hijacking my corner? <laughs> yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add something to your news section if you don't want to talk about it. But put a pin in that for now. Anakin asks, uh, "Who's your favorite hero?" And what brought us into the world of nerd and geek as far as Marvel, DC, anime, and comics? Well, my favorite hero, guys, is a recent video game that's out right oh, come now on, dog. that Don't Jordan is not playing <laughs> called Spider-Man. I'll tell you more about this game I haven't heard of before. And it's quite spectacular. Is it amazing? It's very amazing. Uh, is it the ultimate? It's, ult- it's an ultimate game. <laughs> I hate you. But yes, that's my favorite hero. What got me into comics and all that? Funny enough, are horror movies. Like, so, like, Interview with the Vampire, The Lost Boys, Chucky, mm. the Halloween movies, Friday the 13th. Then that eventually transitioned into superhero cartoons and shows and then comics. You're weird. Shut the fuck up. It all segues together. There are <laughs> vampires in the Marvel Universe. You know what got me into superheroes, Marvel and DC, and comics, like, all at once? Power, not, well, Fox. The Fox Kids lineup back in the day with Power Rangers, Batman, Spider-Man, uh, WB, you know, like those, See, that, those things. That got me into it, but it started from horror movies. So I, I watched horror movies first and then I transitioned into like Power Rangers and mm. the Spider-Man animated series. And Dragon all that. Ball Z, Sailor Moon, all that crap got me into it. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to think, I have to think TV. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, that's honestly why I'm like, I'm not, I read comics, but like, you know, my favorite form of like medium for superhero stuff is always going to be TV and movies. TV, yeah. Yeah. Something that moves, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, it's not because I don't not read. Don't judge me. <laughs> uh, next review comes from LX39. He's a robot. Uh, it's a five star review. Subject is love you guys. K2SO. Yeah. Right. Hey guys, been a long time fan of you guys. Make my college days easier. The long homework uh, and just listening to a podcast gives me the escape I need and it comes from you two. So I don't know how to thank you guys for giving me the entertainment needed to make college easier. Oh, that's cool. We're a study aid. How does that feel, Michael? I feel very studious. (laughs) I don't, because it's hilarious that I'm helping someone else study when I really didn't study that much in school. Yeah, I, I would was, cram last minute all I the time. Didn't, I didn't study either. I crammed. Yeah. So at least our stupid, un- uneducated talking educates someone else in some form. Well, take our, take take from our example, guys. You cram, and you can be you can do your own you podcast. Can be yeah, too. <laughs> <laughs> you can ramble about random shit with your friend. <laughs> No A's required here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, next review comes from oh, our buddy Deku. Jacob. I meant to say Jacob. It's synonymous to me. Midoriya. Uh, Deku the Almighty. It's a five-star review, and the subject is Deku versus Kachan. Hey, guys. Awesome podcast as always. Sorry my review didn't get sent in. iTunes strikes again. Anyway, I love last week's podcast. Poor Jordan who can't play Spider-Man PS4. I'm in the same boat as you all might. My PlayStation got corrupted, so I can't play till I get a new one. Uh, now let's talk about the episode of My Hero Academia. It was epic. I read ahead in the manga. <gasps> Why? Why would you pull Michael? <laughs> so I knew what was going on. I don't read on. the manga. No, you just spoil yourself. It's the same thing. <laughs> so I knew what was going to happen, but regardless, it was still awesome. 
Ice is amazing. I don't know why I said awesome. I did cry a couple of times. I'm not ashamed. For once, I did not cry in an episode of My Academia. Uh-oh. It's not a perfect vision. No, it's a perfect <laughs> vision. But I didn't cry. Like, I was... It almost had me at one point, but it was like... It wasn't... I don't know. It was like, it was like right before I got to the point of crying, it was so epic that I was like, Oh! Oh! <laughs> We'll talk about it when we get there, okay. but I think you'll know what I'm talking about when, I, when we actually talk about it. Um, my iPhone closed. Uh, I'm not ashamed. Breaking news before our 100th episode: Jordan didn't cry. <laughs> Things are changing. What's going on? I'm growing up, Michael. I'm maturing. Are you? No. Or is Thanos destroying the world right now? <laughs> That's the first sign of the apocalypse. <laughs> That's the first sign of the apocalypse. What? No tears. The first seal is broken. <laughs> Uh, the big three Deku is talking about will play a big role in the upcoming arc. I'm not the biggest fan of the main blonde dude, but you guys might like him. I I've seen I don't know anything about these people. The big three that is mentioned at the end of this episode. Um, but I've seen a lot I of people online excited big, about it. Yeah, the big three, the top three at UA. That's all basically all I know. I mean, I've seen like people like, oh my god, they're actually they're finally in the anime. Ah, oh. but I know nothing about them. Um, da, 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 da. there's definitely the some... only the only thing I know I know one the the guy that's number one, All Might was considering him the like to take uh one for all. How do you even know that? That's the only thing I know. Why do you know that? Because that's the only spoilers. thing. Spoilers, because you spoil yourself constantly. That's, that's, the only that's thing how. I know. I'm like, that's, you know, it's like very specific. You're like, that's the that's, only thing I know. That's not specific. That doesn't tell me anything, though. That doesn't tell me anything about the, like, his quirk. What's don't. His, what's his name? Don't spoil shit for me anymore. You just did. That's really that's not a spoiler. Yes, it is. That's not a spoiler. That's a cool detail. I would have liked to know in the episode. not a cool episode. detail. You suck. It's a minor. I hate you. Anyway, back to, the, back to Jacob. Uh, da, 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 da. There's definitely some really intense, interesting, weird moments coming up. Yeah, like what Michael just spoiled. <laughs> Fun fact, the shirt Deku was wearing during his fight says sheets in Japanese. I think that's pretty cool. Sheets? Okay. I have one that says t-shirt in Japanese. <laughs> okay. Anyway, last thing before I let you guys go. Thanks so much for giving me the opportunity to be back on the podcast for your 100th episode. It's a huge honor to be on not once, but twice, especially for something as big as your 100. I'm looking forward to it, as am I, bro. Uh, that's all for this week. All Might and Eraserhead go beyond plus ultra. Yeah, you're you're more Aizawa than <laughs> than all for one. I'm gonna put you on punishment, bitch. Oh shit! <laughs> all right, see exactly what I'm talking about. P.S. The reviewer asked about the group chat. Of course, you can join. Contact me, see Deku, man. Jacob's on that. He's on it. <laughs> uh, contact me on Insta at Jacob, aka the Deku, or podcast historian at Blurvision underscore facts. One of us will definitely let you in. Man, I need to hire this boy. <laughs> if I had money. <laughs> right. Are you good with money? You want to money manage my money? Even though I don't have any. Uh, you want to be our treasury too? Like what's up? <laughs> Blur Vision Treasurer. That actually has a lot to do with my announcement next week. Wink wink. You know I'm going with this. Uh, okay, just okay. save it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving a hint to the people who don't know what I'm talking about Spoilers. yet. Spoilers. Right. <laughs> our last review comes from Lil King Gaming. Oh, our little pal, our old pal again. It's a five-star review. Uh, subject is any good Spider-Man stories or comics, I think he says. Uh, hey, what's up? Just finished playing Spider-Man, and it got me wanting to start reading comics again. Do you guys have any Spider-Man recommendations? 
I will read the Miles Morales comic just asking for the Peter Parker Spider-Man because I don't know where to start. Yeah, good good on you for starting with the... Well, okay, but if you're doing Miles Morales, I highly, highly, Go back highly, to the beginning highly, of Ultimate yeah, Spider-Man. Start from the beginning of Ultimate Spider-Man and read all the way through because it becomes uh, Miles Morales' <laughs> story much, much later. But to really appreciate... Uh, a lot of the origin of that character you need to know about the ultimate Spider-Man as well. So if you're not planning on starting with that, I'd start there. But if not that, I would recommend... What would you recommend for a Spider-Man story to start with? Um, One more day. No, I'm just joking. No. <laughs> Michael's face is twisted. No. He was like, no. Um, I would say go back to uh, Big Time. J, oh, J. Michael J. Michael Straczynski's start... Of Spider-Man, because everything that yeah. happened, all the major stuff that you could think of with Spider-Man start really kind of started there. Yeah, from him getting the Iron Spider suit, dealing with revealing his identity during Civil War, even sp- the Superior Spider-Man stuff that yeah. goes all the way back. Yeah, and you can't start with something like Superior Spider-Man because you need to appreciate some Spider-Man before you jump into Doc Ock possessed Spider-Man. Get an idea of what the status quo in that universe is first. Mm-hmm. I'd also recommend, even though it has no tie ties to the... Well, okay, never mind. It, it kind of does. If you like Spider-Verse, that concept, I'd read that, but I would start with um, The Other, which is the Moreland story that kind of introduces Moreland to the Spider-Man universe. Um, it's it's played like a Death of Spider-Man story, so I kind of like it. Um, and then that, that eventually ties back to Spider-Verse. And I think, so that was still requirement. Sh- I think that was still Straczynski, too. I think that was before Dan Slott took it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good story too. It got weird when Spider-Man got revived and had weird organic powers like the See, movie. I liked his powers though. I did too, except for the spike thing. That yeah, was I didn't like the spike thing. Yeah. But yeah, the movie took it from the comic. Like I was like, he should have organic Wait, weapon. really? I thought the comic took it from the movie. That was the other way. Wait, is it? The I other think way? it is. I think so, because that was after Ultimate, and I think Ultimate took it from the com- from the, the movie too. I don't remember. Yeah. Either way, but I was just like, he should have organic webbing. He, I agree. It's all. It's always Spider Man. Spider Man does whatever a Spider can. Except webs. Yeah, except webs. <laughs> and Stanley came out and said he was like, the only reason I decided not to give him organic webbing because you know spiders can make that organically. I yeah. thought people would think it would be too weird, but then I didn't think about. I didn't think. I, mean, it, I didn't think it, it through. Gross. I didn't think it through because I'm like, he's already. He already does everything else. He should be able to make webs. But to be fair, it is kind of gross. You got like a little like thing in your wrist that webs splurt out of, like. I mean, he has hair on his fingers that can cause him to stick to walls. I mean, so... I mean, that's also terrifying when they zoom in close in the first Spider-Man movie. Yeah. The little, like, spikes on it. But, I mean, it still is horrifying than a hole that shoots goo out of it. Hmm. I was just about to say... I knew it! You already already have a hole that shoots... Shut up! (laughs) White, sticky goo. And with that, we're going to move on to... (laughs) Something that's kind of a romance between two men. (laughs) Let's talk about My Academia this week. Uh, this week's episode was titled... Uh, if you shoot too much, you run out of white gonna, sticky glue. I'm gonna goo. Sh- I'm going to shoot style my, my foot across my face. <laughs> Stop it. You're going to shoot style? Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. This is over. <laughs> Show me how you squirt. <laughs> I quit the podcast before we start. <laughs> Heard that before. You're still here. Mm. <laughs> this episode was titled Deku versus Kachan. Part two. I know what I am to do now. It's my 
Talk about that title for a second. When I first saw the title, I was like, "Part two? Where the fuck was part one?" That last week's episode was not titled "Deku versus Kachan." No, part one was the season, season one. one. Yeah. Did you remember that right off the bat? Yeah. Don't shrug at me like you fucking just know things. <laughs> I mean, that was obvious. They even said it in last week's episode. This is the same place that we first fought. During that practical exam. I did not remember that the title of that episode was titled Deku versus Kachan. I was like, wow, that is some... Like, I don't know they probably didn't plan it like this, but just like the fact that thematically that was their first confrontation and then this one is like their second and it's been that long over the course of the lifespan of the show. Now season seven or whatever is going to be part three. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, thematically, their next fight should be when they are... Like, are actually you know fully grown heroes and like you know their rivalry is at an end kind of like the goku versus vegeta fight at the end of um super uh-huh. this episode man let's talk about it let's talk about deku versus kachan naruto versus sasuke goku versus vegeta this shit is biblical this is going down in one of the it's gotta go down in one of the best anime fights in history not just based on when it gets fucking crazy with the animation in the second half but i felt so many feels <laughs> but didn't cry which is crazy <laughs> well how do you feel about this episode it's very crazy you how didn't you cry what yeah i thought it was gonna be oh i was crying the whole episode i was bawling tears of joy and emotion so much emotion there was so much emotion but it was not like, enough emotion you know what, here's a reenactment of this entire episode for me Woo! Well, I became Ric Flair. Woo! 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 Oh! That was the entire you episode. Blew somebody's ears out. Hey, Listen to this on headphones. I'm sorry. I went full Ric Flair. The moment where they started after the, the the mid part of the episode where it cuts back from the commercial, and Bakugo starts doing like boxing footwork, and there's like that spin around with the exploding hand of Deku, and then Deku kicks him away and shit. That shit was amazing. It was. <laughs> I was like, yo, they kicked up to 11 for this fight. They def, they definitely did. And I was just like, it just goes to show like how fucking proficient Bakugo is as a fighter. Cause he was just like, I don't have time to think, but he was still moving and just doing shit that you've never seen him do before. Well, let's start at the beginning. Just because, like, they both push themselves in the fight. And that's kind of the point. And then, where did they get robots from? The robot was like... That's true. It was like, like a warning security yeah, bot. Yeah, a security warning, bot. Warning. warning. Their kids are fighting without permission. Yeah. Time to warn Ayazawa. Mm-hmm. Alert, alert. I, I was like, what the fuck? Know. 
Where the fuck did I mean, they had Johnny gi- Five come from? I mean, but they had giant robots to fight as trainers. I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So they have robots, but it was just funny that I've nowhere Alpha Five is like morning, yeah. morning. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that it showed Aizawa like somebody was because after the, they start fighting. I'm skipping ahead, but when they start fighting and like the half of the the train ground they're in is being destroyed <laughs> with explosions, like I'm sitting there like, first of all, no one hears this. No matter how far away they are, it's the middle of the night. No one hears these explosions. But I'm like, someone's got to stop them. So I'm glad they're like, of course, this is a school. This the the master, the head guy is gonna actually gonna come and intervene. But I like that All Might was already there, knowing uh, the somehow head, the head guy, eraser head. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess knowing. Their temperament, knowing them well enough to like see that this was going to come to a head eventually. The fact that All Might was already there to stop Aizawa so that he could let their fight play out. Because, you know, I think it's actually... He was reading that... All Might was reading that book before about how to be like a mentor or Te- be, a, teaching be a teacher. Teaching for dummies. Yeah. Like having them... Like he could have stepped in when the fight started, but then nothing would have been hashed out. Like letting them fight before he stepped in was like a great growing moment for both of them because they were able to ex- like both able to express themselves in ways that Deckley even says they would never been able to express to each other before despite knowing each other for how many years since all being, their lives yeah since much. they were kids but it's it took until this fight this explosion huh, pun on Mbakugo <laughs> for it to, things to come in the head and them to actually know how each other how the other person feels about them uh-huh. and, but just when the fight before the fight even started Deku not wanting to fight Bakugo. I was I was getting out of mad though. Why? I was like, it was on. very Aang. It's very Airbender. Give me, like, give me this fight. You better not bitch out on me. Like, I want to see you fight. <laughs> You're Bakugo. He was like, don't run, yeah, fight me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like his, his face is going all like like angry, mad. So funny. this whole time I was like, you better fight. <laughs> <laughs> but you had to hear him out first, and like Bakugo actually expressing himself, like like no, I want this. Like, how did you who was nothing always behind me so far? Like how do you, how did you cling to me so long to the point where now you actually think you're you're better than me? Like you're up there looking down on me now. You think you can actually surpass me? How could, how can you? And then for it to go from that and thinking, okay, it's it's the Bakugo we all thought he was, like the very stubborn, like the very egotistical, I'm the best Bakugo. But then for him to start breaking down later on in the fight and being like, how could you go from nothing to be acknowledged by the person we both admired? And yet I'm the person who admire him just like you. So am I admiring him wrong? But then on top of that, I'm actually the reason he lost his powers. He blames himself. Uh-huh. And that, the kudos to the actor, the Bakugo voice actor. Because when he broke, you could hear it in his voice how yeah. upset he was. Yeah. Like, did you get that? I was like, oh, my baby. <laughs> and, and then not only that, like, it, it kind of goes back to the conversation that he had or not the conversation, but the the moment that with his mother, where even <laughs> when his mother is just like when she slapped his ass on the top of his head, yeah, <laughs> it was just like he he needs to he needs to be strong. There's a lot of things that he needs to work on, and because he, he's he he's he's constantly being told how good he is, how great he is, mm-hmm. and that has an effect on like how egotistical. Mm. He 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 ended up beca- be- becoming yeah. yeah, and so just to see him have a moment where he was he kind of dropped that egotism and kind of and I'm like no it's true he was vulnerable he was very vulnerable yeah 
to see and that. Deku saw that. Yeah, for the first time, he, like, oh. he let Deku saw see that. So yeah. that's a, that's a huge moment in their relationship, I think. Yeah. I was like, oh. relationship. You, you over shipping, yep, aren't you? Yep. Aren't you? <laughs> I was like, oh, this is where the love really starts to happen. <laughs> I mean, skipping to the end, All Might even says when the fight's over. Now like, they're true rivals. Now they're true rivals. Like the, the sh- proper shonen rivals that we've seen in every other anime, now they're that. But before it was unhealthy. We even said it before in past podcasts. Like it's not, it's not a good rivalry. Like it's a very unhealthy rivalry. Although I will say, I was hoping, and maybe it was just something I just didn't see, but I was hoping this episode would finally explain kind of what you said last week. What? Why Deku cling to, to Bakugo so much. I didn't really get an answer too much. He kind of explained it because he said that there he were things kinda, he hated about He kind of did, but not really. But It was but, like, yeah, I hate things about you, but also, yeah, you're cool. It's like, but that's not really. But no, but he's, he likened him to All Might. Did you catch that? Like right before the final clash, like he, not, not before the final clash, but during their clash, at one moment, Deku was like, I admired you as someone closer to me than All Might. I think he don't not only means closer like in terms of relationships, because before All Might came into his life, he didn't know All Might. So Bakugo was all he had as in terms of like a strong, a, a powerful figure in his life. But I think he also means closer, like it's proximity and emotional, because he there was no one else around him that was powerful like Bakugo that he could actually look up to like that in his real life yeah but that i get that part but i'm saying it doesn't necessarily explain why because yeah bakugo is powerful bakugo is probably the most powerful person he knew at that time even other students acknowledged his power but it didn't explain why because bakugo treated him like shit and yet he still chased behind him all the time that's why he he explains that in that like he chased he hated things about him but because he still admired things about him he stuck around that's how i got from it and i feel like that's and, but it's twisted. Like, I, I'm only kind of on board with your shipping thing. I'm not actually shipping them. <laughs> but I'm only on, I can, I can see how somebody can get that. Because it's like the relationship wasn't healthy. And Deku himself knows that. But he still preferred him in his life and admired him in a weird way. Because even he was like, it's sick. But in my mind, the image I had of victory was you. So, I mean, like, of course you would follow. He low-key fanboys on Bakugo. Just like he fanboys over All Might, he fanboys over Bakugo. So, yeah, your, 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 your idol at the time might be a piece of shit, but he, you still fanboy for him. So, you still, at some, on some level, you want to, you still admire him and you want to be around him. So, that's why he stuck around. You know what I mean? It's like, it's sick. But and that's why, what blew my mind was the revelation as to why, I've never actually, I don't think I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, but Deku's smile when he does the All Might, like, you know, believe in yourself, be courageous smile, uh-huh. it's not like All Might's, where, like, All Might's looks like, you know, like a, like a, I'm Shazam smile. Like, you know what I mean? Like the everyman, modern day conception of a hero smile. Kind of like forced, more or less. Forced, but, like, the Superman smile. Like, it's just like the... The plastered in your face, chiseled good look smile. Uh-huh. But like Deku's is he like smiles. twisted. He, he, he's, but he also smiles because he kind of likes he he likes fighting too. Who Deku? Yeah, I'm sure that's part of it. But I mean, like his smile is before he, this revelation. This episode, I would have said his smile almost looked evil. But his smiles like Bakugo's. You notice that? And he even said during their during their fight, like because his I his his image of victory is Bakugo. And I've never actually put that together either. They kind of just start starts talking shit 
yeah. when he starts winning. He even says that, like, I'm starting to insult, throw, throw insults towards him. Well, he says, every time my feeling of I want to win is stronger than my feeling of I want to save somebody, he defaults to Bakugo. And if, every time, they, and they flash back to every single fought, fight uh, fight that uh, Deku was in that pushed him against, like, the, the wall, like his fight with Muscular, the smile on his face is like Bakugo. It's like sinister. Like I thought it was like nervous, nervousness mixed with him trying to like force a smile. But now that you couple it with like, he also kind of like talks shit a little bit. It's like, that's Bakugo's face. That's why. And it's like a melding of his two ideas of what being a hero are. And just like, like that balance of like beating people and saving people. That's like the yin and yang of Bakugo and Deku. That's uh-huh. why I love this fucking fight so much. <laughs> but just like that revelation slowly coming out during the fight. That's what made it so emotional. Essentially, they need each other to become yes. top heroes. Yes. And I like the way all my phrase it later when it was like, Bakugo, like, Deku admired your strength, and Bakugo, you feared Deku's heart. Again, and the best hero is a combination of those two things. Uh-huh. And he, what, did he, what did he also say? Uh, Bakugo says something. That kind of reminded me of Endeavor, like mm. where uh, Endeavor was saying that he's always seen All Might's back, and it's a back that he was constantly chasing, but it kept getting further and further away from him. Mm. But the same thing, uh, Bakugo kind of said, "You were always at my back, but yet you were still far ahead of me, mm. despite that." And that's what I, that's what pisses pisses me off about you. Oh my god! The moment when they're fighting and Deku's doing this thing where he's like thinking through the fight and strategizing, and he's like, I can't. Like, it's cool to see how their different strategies like collide and how they counteract each other. Because he's like, I can't think fast enough for me to move because he's moving like so wild and quick. So I can't. My strategy, my my strategy of thinking through every move and reacting isn't working as well. Uh-huh. The moment where where Baku goes like. You know what I hate about you? The fact that I know you're thinking about something right now. And I don't know where it is. Yeah, I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> it pisses me off. I love that. I'm like, oh my God, they know each other so well. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't know who it is, but I know you're thinking of what it beat me. <laughs> and that was funny because they're both, both of their strategies are to predict movements. Yeah. And for whatever reason... I mean, because Bakugo, I mean, because Deku could completely read a lot of stuff that Bakugo does unless he changes it up. Mm. But like uh, Bakugo mentioned, he was like, I can't read you. And in fact, he started the fight because it's like, Deku even agrees to fight in the first place because he feels like Bakugo needs this fight for catharsis. He's like, I don't think there's any point to this. There's no point winning or losing. But in that moment, I want to do this for him to try and work through feelings that he probably can't express. And even then, he's being a hero by doing that because yes, almost kind of the same thing he did with Todoroki. Like, but they're testing Breaking his body to, to help him move beyond his issues. Yeah, and they're, but they're also like, they're testing each other in the fight. So like Deku's practicing his yeah. moves on him and yeah, stuff. Yeah, because he said, this is a perfect opportunity for me to test my power, how, how far I've become. Yeah. And, and when he went to 8%, oh! I was like, oh! <laughs> Super Saiyan for that one moment, and that was like, like for that one moment, I surpassed him, and he hit him, and you see Bakugo's face like this bitch. <laughs> he, was like, he just got faster, yeah. and you saw that scar on his arm. Yeah, bruh. But what got okay? Here's the moment that I was mentioning before, where I was is after after that point when the fight continues, where I was like, woo! 
when they're in the air and Deku's coming down for that kick and Bakugo jumps into the air and he's like, I have the advantage in the air. And Deku's like working it through and he's like, I know, he, like, I didn't jump up in the air for no reason. I'm going to come down like, he's at this point he's used to my kicking. He's used to my shoot style. But then you see him pulling back his fists and he's like, oh, I'm like, oh shit, he's going to use a punch with his kicks. And when he does it and it flashes back to your next. I was like, <laughs> I was lo- and the theme song kicks in and he punches Bakugo and his face is being pushed back and he goes back to the flashback with Deku who's like, I'm going to make this power my own and when I do, I'll surpass you. I was like, oh, and then Bakugo flipped his ass yeah, around. I was going to say, but even then, Bakugo was eating that punch. He was like, you think I'm going to let you win, motherfucker? And he slammed his ass into the ground and uses explosion power to speed that shit up oh that was so fucking dope slammed his face into the ground i was like damn that shit was so fucking cool though that blue like i won i was like (laughs) (laughs) there was a moment i was about to cry when it flashed back to those two moments with deku but then it was like gotcha bitch (laughs) i was like oh shit so i would have cried if it didn't turn around but I'm glad it turned around. I, I we talked about it before. I was gonna say it goes to what I said last week. There's yeah. no, there's no way because the show's over. Deck, yeah, but not even just that. But I was just like Bakugo. I, I'm pretty sure he was going all out mm-hmm. on that fight. But for the most part, Deku can't go all out because mm-hmm. like even when he went eight percent, he almost he surpassed Bakugo even in the even in that that quick second. Yeah, that instant. But he still has another ninety two percent of his power that he can't use yet. That that's untapped. So it's like once he's well, I mean, you know, on paper, of course he's stronger. But in terms of like, because you know, Bakugo technically, if you want to put him on the timeline of his life, he's probably at eight percent of his maximum potential. So, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just it's, but for right now, it's comparable. And I'm sure I I, I like to believe that Bakugo is actually his the potential to be like beyond endeavor. So I feel like it will be a thing where their continued rivalry makes them both stronger to the point where they're probably the strongest heroes that the world's ever seen. I'm sure Deku will end up being stronger, but... <laughs> I was say, you think Bakugo is going to end up being stronger than Todoroki? Would you argue that he's stronger than Todoroki now? Or would you argue that Todoroki... Be- I, don't, I think it's debatable. I think it's debatable, yeah. So but, I'm not sure. Because, I mean, in, in many ways, they kind of have the same power. Except for he has no ice. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about the fire part. The, yeah, that explosion. I part. mean, kind of, but Todoroki uses more like like a flamethrower a lot of times. Yeah, he's more explosions, so it's a little different. Like it's not like his power is just fire. He specifically makes things explode. Yeah, so it's like it's a little different. It's a little different, but a little kind of the same. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm just saying, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, and I, I mean, like... they're both very smart strategists, so it's not like just yeah. just thinking about the power. But that's why I was like, I would I would like to have seen them actually fight. They'll be definitely top three heroes in this, you know, the next tier generation of superheroes, though. Maybe. Because the hierarchy is collapsing. <laughs> the hierarchy is collapsing. <laughs> I mean, but for the sake of Baku, though, though, he didn't go full out either. You didn't see any of his new moves that he has. It's not like he's trying to kill Deku at the same time. And that's what I like. It wasn't like in the fight, there was never a point. I thought what was going to happen was I thought Bakugo was going to go too too hard. And Deku would have to, like, match him to make the fight kind of even 
But it was more a thing where, like, I don't even think Bakugo was going 100% all out to, like, hurt Deku. I think it, it no, was... trying to hurt him. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I feel like it was, like, a mutual respect thing. I was expecting something more violent, but it ended up being pretty civil. To the point where they didn't even need, like, a recovery girl or anything. <coughs> um, well, Ayazawa wouldn't let them. Well, but I mean, like, they didn't really need it either. Because he even said, like, I thought that was cute. He's, like, a stern father figure. Because at the same time, he's, like... You can't get you can't heal yourself from any of the injuries you sustain in this bullshit by using recovery girl. But if you're hurt for more than three days and something like aggravates you, you can go see her. Like it's like a, if it's an emergency, you can go. But only if it's an emergency, bitch. <laughs> um and I just I like Dad Might at the end. You know, after the fight ended and All Might came in, uh huh, had a conversation with Bakugo. And I oh my god. And now Bakugo knows everything. Yeah, which is good. You know, fill him in that way, bring him close. But I, two things got me. I, I like, but I like how he was like, you could trust that I won't say anything. I'm like, unlike that was Dick, one of them. Like, I'm like, like Deku. Deku over here. Yeah. <laughs> like he was like doing begrudgingly, like, oh, I guess it'd be a bother if this got out. So I'm gonna keep it a secret better than Deku. But that was one of the moments I really love. But the first moment that got me was when Bakugo broke down and was like, I'm weak too. Where he was, where All Might was telling him the reason why he chose Deku to have his powers instead of Bakugo. Even the way all my phrase it was heartbreaking. It was like you had power, you had potential, like you were a contender, you had the ability, but Deku didn't, and I felt like he deserved to be he within the stand, stand in the ring. Yeah, yeah. And even going back to him being a heroic when no one else was in that moment back in episode one, two, uh, two, yeah, two, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, him breaking down, being like, I'm weak too. I'm weak because, like, like, if I was stronger, you would still have your powers going back to him blaming himself. Uh-huh. And then dad might bring him in, tell him it wasn't his fault. Like, that... Uh, and the fact that he let him he, for just... For a second. It, yeah, it was for a second, <laughs> but he still let him do it. And smacked him away he's a hard ass. Yeah. <laughs> that was still beautiful. And at the end, when they are, like, you know, their their true rivalry begins, I'm just like, I don't know, that was just, that was heartwarming to me. Perfect fucking vision. Like, are you kidding me? 10,000 times perfect vision. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Is uh, it though? Because you didn't cry. <laughs> they didn't let me. But you know what? It's, that's more impressive than crying. Because my They academia, didn't let you? Yeah, they, they become so good at it, they can stop me mid-cry. Like, I'm like, oh, no, we got you, bitch. Like a racer head, just stop you from crying. Yeah. That's, that's your quirk. Your quirk is crying. <laughs> they looked at me and like, yeah, you've been gotcha. stopped. <laughs> oh, <laughs> But, oh, my God, they stopped me in the best way. That turnaround was so unexpected. But, now that stinger at the end, that made it beyond plus ultra perfect vision. Oh, when they're, were they're uh, cleaning? The vac- yeah, they're vacuuming. Yes. And that was beautiful. And he's like, so, how was my shoot style? And he just gets quiet. Bakugo just gets quiet. And he tells the actor's nervous. <laughs> yeah. But then he answers him. Mm-hmm. I'm just like friendship. He would and he would have never he would have never have done that before. No, never even talked to his yeah, ass. Yeah, why are like, you talking to me, Deku? I hate you, Deku. damn nerd. <laughs> Die, Deku. <laughs> but the fact that he actually gave him advice, it was like, yeah, the movements are too big, so it's not good in a slugfest. Yeah, he said even when he got faster, he could still barely dodge. So he's yeah. like, that's not good. But then he said the combination of the speed and the punching. It pissed me off. Yeah. So then Deku was like, oh, both. Because you can see he did kind of 100% switch from punching to kicks. So now he's like a, com- a smart combination like, of both. Deku, come on now. You're smart. Like, why does it take you? It took you forever to realize you should- Oh, use yeah. my hands and my feet. Yeah. Oh, I should use my feet now. 
Oh, now I'm only going to use my feet. Oh, I have arms too? What? <laughs> I can use both? Shut up. Leave, leave that girl alone. He's piecing things together, all right? He's growing. He's growing a boy. <laughs> my sweet baby child. All right. I fucking love this episode. I couldn't. I wish I record myself. It was just like Ric Flair in the entire time. <gasps> Woo! <laughs> that shit was epic. I thought about watching it again before I came here. Oh, I watched it twice. I loved it. <laughs> I'm going to watch it again. more Probably more than twice. <sighs> but you know what I love less? Attack on Titan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about it. This and that's the thing. It's not even that it... It's not even that it's bad. It's just not as good. It's just less. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's talk about Outside the Walls of Orvid District. <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I love, you know, if My Academia didn't exist, <laughs> like, like, if I just erased that from my mind, just plucked it from the timeline, Attack on Titan would still be one of the best animes of all time. It yeah, still agreed. is. Just think about how we talked about it before, My Hero Academia. The first two, granted, it's a different skew because the first two seasons are incomparable to like this season. And not to say this season is bad, but like the first two seasons were like, like they were going, moving, mm-hmm. and shit was happening. And, like it I was like liking... it was like Game of Thrones more so, but this season is like I don't even want to compare it to like the slow parts of Walking Dead because it's not even that bad. See, I was gonna say the first two seasons of Attack on Titan were like Flash season one, and then season three of Attack on Titan is like Flash season two. <laughs> like it's still okay, but there's some some you know the veneers kind of wearing a little bit. You're kind of seeing behind the scenes like okay, well. Aaron's kind of a bitch. <laughs> it's kinda. pissing me off. Kinda. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw out my rating right here at the bat. And we even we even talk about racism. Perfect vision. What the fuck is that? For those that don't know what racism here on Perfect Vision, <laughs> on blurred vision. <laughs> perfect vision. Yeah. Oh, I will drop the rating system here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, catch upon. Uh, I'm gonna drop my rating right here. It's it's a, a high passable, and it's because Aaron's pissed me the fuck off. <laughs> I was saying that too. I was like, Aaron is pissing me. At, like, like I feel like I don't know if the transition like, is, is it, worse. I was like, is it me or? Well, I'm like, I don't know. If am the... I being a, am I being an asshole? No, it's because you go from fucking crybaby Deku who's now become a fucking man to who was I'm gonna kill all Titans Aaron. So now he's crying like a little bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they were almost the opposite spectrums of each of their characters, and now they've both reversed. But where Deku has grown, it feels like Eren's regressed. Am I wrong? I mean, yeah. But also... <laughs> remember, remember season one, Eren? But also, a lot... I'm gonna kill him. A, a lot's, I'm gonna kill all of a them. A lot's happened. A lot. I know a lot's happened. And, and, he, get, and he's learned a lot. And he's going through... And, you know, knowledge can cripple a person. Like, and he, that's a lot of what's going on with Eren right now. Like, he's... He's still reeling from all the revelations of his father killing what he thinks at the time might have been innocence. You know, like innocent kids or whatever. He feels like he never knew his father. He feels like if he didn't have this power, a lot of lives could have been saved. If he didn't have this power, maybe the Titans would be beaten. But it's all fucking stupid. <laughs> I was trying to think of like a smarter way to say that. <laughs> but it's, a, it's I get why he feels that way, but at the same time, I don't because the other characters don't. 
Like Historia, no, they don't at all. Historia right away put it all together. Like, nah. I even kind of thought I was gonna. I, I thought about killing you, but I'm like, it wasn't even because I thought I could save the world. It was because I I fucking wanted to please my father. Like she she right away cognized and very maturely was able to deal with her emotions. And it makes her feel like I'm, I'm like still what, not a fan the, of this. Character, I'm still not a fan of this. Even though I am the the enemy of humanity, I am your ally. And I'm like, could we could we drop this enemy of humanity shit? I don't know if the translation is weird for Attack on Titan or if the writing's not good. You know what I mean? Because like I feel like translate different. That scene might have made more sense for Astoria. I'm still not sure what she meant by that. But then when she goes on to explain, you know, her feelings. No, what they are actually. She doesn't come off that way. It's like no. she's the enemy of humanity. Yeah, enemy of humanity, no. But she's then, just the enemy of her family or her yeah. father. Fuck, fuck my family is basically what she comes off as, not fuck all humans. But if she meant it in a way like fuck people in general because people were pieces of shit, I get it. But when you translate it to fuck humanity, I don't understand. You know what I'm saying? So I yeah. feel like it might be a translation thing. I'm not sure. <clears throat> because when she explains herself... Even the thing where I was like before, oh man, she really contemplating and she's going to drink this fucking Kool-Aid and kill Aaron. She explains, yeah, I was going to do it, but not for my fucking, not for the save the world, just because I fucking never knew my father and I felt love and, you know, affection for him in that one moment. And she's able to actually cognize it. Meanwhile, Aaron, after, skipping ahead, past the events where he saves everybody from the giant super colossal titan, when they're in the wagon formulating a plan and debriefing what happened, He's still like, well, it was a good option. Maybe I should let the dude eat me. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I thought you put that shit away when you became the armor titan. Either you're crying to when you did save everybody, it. yeah. But then he's still talking about like, maybe I should just die. Although, I'm like, I thought what? that was kind of stupid. Like, he, when he bit the, the the liquid and all that other stuff, and now he has the ability to go armor. I'm like, I think it's funny there's a thing literally labeled armor. armor yeah i'm like, like all these powers from? are just are they in liquid form I'm like what the fuck is this i didn't where that even was that where that bottle the, even come from thank you come on like yo did i miss that like where was that from he did reese drop it why did he have it but no Do not we, all titans as come far with as that i ability? know he only had one vial i thought he did too i didn't i'm glad you caught i was like i don't remember there being another vial that's labeled armor. conveniently labeled armor yeah <laughs> And if I drink it, I'll get armor powers. It's oh, like, that's convenient too. Yeah. <laughs> but then, okay, I liked leading up to that moment, sorta. No, not I can't even say that. I okay, I didn't like how it started with literally every character going, "Aaron, you're a bitch. Aaron, you're a bitch. Wow, Aaron is such a bitch. <laughs> like everybody, fucking everybody. I don't even know their names, but every single main yeah, character, Con- Connie." Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the dude, the Connie, not Connie. Yeah, Connie's Krillin. But I mean yeah, the other Connie's, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know their names. What? It doesn't matter. Everybody basically tells Aaron he sucks. Then Levi. This is where I start liking it. When Levi flashes back to that last moment where he gave Aaron the decision to fight or to trust in their plan, and their plan before Aaron took that armor thing was, okay, I know that this is a a closed environment that is being destroyed by a growing and expanding Titan. But we're going to try and get past it somehow. And it was like, you're all going to die. <laughs> like if you try and do that, especially afterwards when you realize it's so big and powerful that just being around it makes you burst into flames. Cause it's so hot. Cause Titans give off steam for some reason. Well, this one does. No, they all do. 
Oh, they do? Yeah, they do. That's why they steam and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. They, they explained that at one point in one of the past seasons when they were doing experiments on Titans. Um, but yeah, they, they, their plan is basically suicide. And Aaron knows that. But then just like in that previous season, I think it was one, right? That was a female Titan. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Season one. Where you were talking about, right? No. Where the the moment, because they flash back to it. You talking the about moment, the woman that ate his mother? No, 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 no. Uh, back in season one, when they're being chased by uh, Annie, the female Titan, Levi is with Aaron and his squad at the time, and Levi gives Aaron the choice whether to run. Wait, Annie? What was Aunt? Yeah, Annie, 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 the female Titan. No, I'm saying, was she season two? Was she? I don't know. How Annie. did season one end? I don't remember. I don't remember. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Annie, that moment where they're running from her and Levi gives Aaron the choice, look, you can run away and you can get away because you're, you're the target. So you, you can escape and we can handle it or you can fight with us and risk the entire mission. What are you choosing? And Aaron's like, I'll believe my comrades. You guys got this. I'm going to go on ahead. And then he goes on ahead for literally 10 seconds and then all of Levi's squad dies. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> and he like kicked dude into the fucking tree and shit. That was fucking epic. Um, it flashes back to that moment and Levi gives him a choice again. And he's like, you, we can go with this plan, which is probably suicide or you can try fighting. What do we do? And he's like, I choose armor. Because ah! <laughs> he's like, last time I had faith in you guys, you all died. So have faith in me this time. I'll do it. And he's crying like a bitch, but he still does it. And he's able to stop the, the thing from caving on them because he's able to make the armor titan crystals or whatever. Yeah. Which even turns the Titan to crystal. Yeah. Which is weird. It's like they, they keep saying that the Armor Titan has that ability too. But I've Annie's ability is like that. But the Armor Titan says armor. I don't get it. Yeah. So. What? Beats me. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> I'm uh, still on this vial of armor goo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, convenient armor goo. <laughs> like I almost would have rathered he just did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just learned how to do it. Yeah, like in that moment where he needs the fucking man up, he just has the ability. Because even before, they're all like, well, other Titans can do it. Why can't you? Exactly. Because I needed to vile, I guess? I don't know. Yeah. But then, yeah, so you think he has that moment of revelation, and he has skipped forward to in the wagon where they're all debriefing what fuck happened. And Aaron's first thing is, so I should, I should let, him, let him, eat him eat me. me. <laughs> I'm like, Aaron, have you learned nothing? You've learned nothing. You're a bitch. <laughs> even Historia was like, we don't even know if that'll work. Yes! At that point, I'm like, who's the main character? Is Historia the main character? Because when Makoska was talking to her later, after, like, Levi's like, yo, uh, because Reese is a piece of shit, and we had a coup, yeah, we you're the queen. Yeah, we queen, yeah. And everybody's like, and then everybody's like, oh, but we just asked her not to fucking do shit. Maybe we shouldn't ask her to do more shit. Which is stupid. She's like, no, I'll do it. Yeah, of course. I'm like, yes, thank you for being reasonable, Historia. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> other guy but that moment where Mikasa's like you know when you become queen you can him over the head or whatever cause you're, you'll be in charge like at that moment I'm like I feel like his story is the main character right now not Aaron I mean she might be at least for this part of the arc but the fuck Aaron <laughs> <laughs> what happened to badass I'm gonna kill all titans remember that Remember that when he beat when he beat it'll, female titan? It'll probably come. It'll come back at some point. All right, I'm not feeling crying bitch ass Aaron right now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and it really hurt I'm, the episode. I'm feeling crying bitch ass Aaron coming from a crying bitch ass Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> my emotions are my power. <laughs> I hate you. Well, his emotions are his power. 
whatever. <laughs> and then episode ends with Erwin being like, hey guys, we're not going to evacuate the city because the Titan is careening straight to yeah, the city. Yeah, so Ovi District, whatever. Ovi District, whatever. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. I'm like, and then mo- I want to see that fight, but... It's moving like a slug. Like well, it's supposed body going it's, like an accordion. Because it's so big. It's like it's not able to hold up its own weight. Like yeah. It's, it's crawling not even forward. His face, like his face is... Straight down. Straight down, yeah. So it can't even eat people. It's like literally a wall destroyer. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we'll see if it destroys the wall next episode. But for me, yeah, high passable. I was like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I will give it the same. High passable. I'm wondering I'm wonder how they're going to destroy it if they can't get close to it. That's a good question. I don't remember. I watched, I, or I read. I'm now remembering, I, I suppress memories, I guess. <laughs> oh, the first like king. The ring, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I did read up until the end of this arc because I remember them starting the trip to the wall to go to the basement, Aaron's father's basement. Um, but I don't remember at all how they beat this thing. So, um, when I see it happening, I'll be like, oh, that's how it all went. Oh, funny enough, it just, it just reminded me. What? Uh, when I, uh, when we talked about Attack on Titan last week and I sang the song. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was to call you out on that. And I was like, and he was like, is that it? And I was like, yeah. yeah. And then when I went back and listened to the podcast, I was like, wait. That's Full Metal Alchemist. That's not Attack on Titan. It sounded weird. I'm like, that don't sound like it. I don't hate that as much. I'm like, yeah, that's Full Metal Alchemist. Oops. How dare you? I actually like that Full Metal Alchemist song, too. I don't know why I didn't put that together. I'm like, nah, he's right. Why would he lie to me? I do remember the end song. I can't even I don't know. That was close. That, that sounds was, terrible. That was close enough. No, it wasn't. <laughs> that was that was 98% it's, accurate. It's like you're having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, let's get something in. I liked even less. <laughs> you don't the, know that. The Predator. No, you don't yes. know that. Yes. You don't know that. Let's talk about the Predator. <laughs> exactly. The front of Mexico. Data suggests it tracks prey. A ranger sniper made first contact. He's being evaluated. You shove me again, I'm gonna break your neck. It's the loony bus. We told you. Why are you here? I had to run in with a space alien. <laughs> That's the thing that killed my man. It'll take us one by one. So come and get us. All right, so yeah, we got invited out to go see the Predator. Just a sliding scale of likes. <laughs> All right, man, let's talk about this. We've we saw the trailers leading up to it. We saw at first. Everybody, spoiler alert! Jordan loved this movie. Mm, yeah, well, dude, it was great. I will say I was entertained, but it was not the movie I expected. It doesn't take much to entertain you. <laughs> you were entertained too. <laughs> Blinking lights will entertain you like a cat. <laughs> You said you're entertained too, you jackass. Anyway, let's talk about the Predator because going to this movie, we saw trailers uh, that introduced us to the next stage in Predator evolution. Somehow, they were Predators were revealed to be splicing genes with other species they were coming across, which is a revelation just for this movie. 
But then I, was the saying, I feel like they didn't really go into that that much. They didn't. Spoilers. Yeah. But we'll talk about it. But uh, they introduced, introduced us to a new species called the Super Predator. I don't know if they officially call it that, but it's basically a Super Predator. It's a jacked up, bigger, badder, not your daddy's predator type of predator. You know, Hollywood's definition of what makes something cooler, make it bigger and make stronger. It bigger and stronger. Yeah. And faster. Well, up until a point anyway. Which is one of my major complaints with this movie. There's no consistency with its goddamn storytelling. Um, I enjoy it though. Don't let that that piss expression make you seem like I didn't enjoy it. I did enjoy it to an extent. Um, wait, let's get into our non. We'll get we'll talk non spoilers first. Give each other, give our ratings each, and then we'll get into spoilers for the Predator. Um, this is a movie with I don't even I don't know what's his name. <coughs> Key Key Mike and Peel. Not what's his name. Key uh, Peel. Keegan Michael Key. Key with Megan Key. Keegan Michael Key. Uh, Before I saw the movie, I, I saw an interview. The, I don't know who the lead is. What's his name? I don't, I don't know what else he's been in. That's not Rick Flag, is it? I thought it was. Is it? I don't. Ow, he's such. A, he's a generic white guy. The main character is a generic white. I'm about dude to look it up. Who's more, a little bit? If you gave Rick Flag some personality, that's the main character of the Predator. I saw a little snippet of an interview with Keegan Michael uh, Keegan Michael Keel. Key, whatever. Um, right before we saw the movie, saying that it was like gonna be, the people will be surprised by how much comedy is actually in the Predator. Like he says, it has a, the movie has a sense of humor he didn't think people were gonna expect. And when he said that, coming from him, since he's a comedian, I didn't hear that and go, "This movie will definitely be a damn near Avengers level comedy." But fuck if it wasn't. This movie had a lot of comedy to the point where it felt like a Marvel movie. It could be the movie could end it with Nick I, Fury. I guess most people would know him from Narcos if people watch Narcos. I do not. So, but yeah, all the other movies he's been in, with the exception of uh, Gone Girl, which I think he had a minor role in that. I oh, haven't seen it. I haven't seen any. Yeah, with Ben Affleck, I haven't seen any of these movies that he's been in. So mm. yeah, the main the main guy. So you want me to give my thoughts first or you? Quinn, whatever. You can go first. Oh. Okay, well, I was already in mid-conversation anyway, so I guess I'll just continue. Um, but yeah, this, this movie, if Nick Fury showed up at the end, I would not be surprised for it to be part of the MCU. There's that much comedy in it. Now, I say it's not funny. There, I laughed out loud a lot, and the audience we saw it with I guess we're super diehard. They Predator fucking fans. love this movie. They were cheering, but, I, but I'm like, if they were diehard Predator fans, they should have hated this movie. So no, I don't think they were Predator fans. Well, they fucking loved it. There were parts that were sort of emotional, like there was supposed to be emotional, just in the virtue of like this guy, <coughs> he's a veteran, and he fought for your country. It's a moment like that. Like it's not any any more emotional than that, really. And they were loving it. And they were cheering. Woo! I was like, wow. I was okay. like, are we watching the same movie? Are there <laughs> veterans in the audience? I don't understand. <laughs> but I don't know. It was just... For a Predator movie... And was this rated R or PG-13? I don't even know. I want to say it was PG-13. Uh, I'm about, I'll look that up again. Were there F-bombs? I don't really remember there being hardcore cursing. It was rated R. It was rated R. Yeah. I feel like there wasn't enough violence for it to be a rated R movie then. Because like there, there was the blood I saw, gore. I saw an article that said this is the most goriest, th- this is the goriest of all the Predator movies. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I think it's mostly just because of what happened in the beginning. That's really it. In the terms be- of like... The beginning it, and maybe the 
I don't. Maybe by virtue of the fact that I'm thinking about the first Predator movie, there's not that much gore. Like a lot of the, like there there are some bloody kills, but like now that I'm thinking about, there are some things that happen in this movie that I guess they've amped up the violence to eleven for Predator. But see, the thing is, those deaths in the first Predator movie, I think the difference is they felt more impactful. There was like it felt more visceral, more gritty. This felt very clean in Hollywood. I oh, see so you, you didn't watch the first Predator. Wow, you have no point. I told you this already. But I thought you would have at least watched it before we saw the movie. Uh, Wow, so you have no point of reference. Okay, so the first movie felt more gritty than this one. This this felt, even though it was bloodier, it could somehow feel more clean. Especially with the Predator designs. They felt more like modern day era sci-fi rather than like the grungy 80s sci-fi. You know what I'm saying? More dirty and lived in versus this felt very like, especially like the, the main Predator's armor was almost Iron Man-like. And I dropped the name Iron Man for a reason because there is something at the end of this movie that, bruh, <laughs> I'm about Nick Fury and freaking MCU. What? <laughs> Ending was stupid. And yet, did you see my poll on Instagram? No. It was 50-50. Half the people said that it was epic. Half people said it was stupid. Well, I half, could not believe it. The half that said it was epic are, tr- are trash. It was the half that was cheering in our audience. Yeah, basically. But I'm like, yo, this is not a Predator movie, y'all. What am I watching? And what does it mean for the sequel? If there is going to be a scene, well, maybe. But know. just to wrap up my review, I mean, the characters were interesting, more likable than I thought they would be for a movie like this. So the first half, even there was a lot of comedy, I thought the comedy did a good job of making me endeared to some of the characters. So I thought, I honestly thought it was going to be a very good movie going into this. Especially, I was very confident after the first 20 plus minutes. I was like, okay, I'm liking the characters. Now, if, when they introduce more of the horror elements and make this more of a, like a horror movie, I feel like I'm going to feel on the edge of my seat because I'm going to be actually afraid for these people I like now. But even though there was predatoring in this, hunting of people and killing them in predator-like fashions, it didn't feel like a predator movie for most of it. The things they do in it and how much it meanders before it gets to the hunt the Predator-esque hunt, it, it makes it feel like just a generic action movie more than a horror movie. I wouldn't even classify this as a horror movie. It's more of an action thriller. If you can stomach some blood, it's not that. It's not a scary movie. I would movie. say this is an action comedy. You know what? Actually, yeah, right, thriller. What am I talking about? It's action comedy. You're right. Definitely an action comedy. So there's no thrills to be had. Let's <laughs> be action, action thrills, but that's about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was expecting... I wasn't expecting this, but for what I got for like the first half, I thought the last half was going to knock it out of the park, but it completely missed the pitch and swung the fuck out because the ending drops the ball completely. But even getting to that point, they suit up this amazing, you can't tease us with the idea of a super predator and then ultimately have how you beat him be super lackluster and disappointing. Like it was the most like convenient way to kill something I've ever seen in my life. So like... It completely drained the movie of any tension. I'm like, there was, if there was any tension to be had, it's gone now. It never felt. It, it felt like Michael Bay presents the Predator. That's what it felt like to me. Uh-huh. And that's not the Predator I wanted whatsoever. And you guys know, going into this, I was pretty positive. I I thought maybe oh, they delivered. Big monsters! Oh, big monsters fighting! There wasn't even much of a fight. They had two Predators. The whole, you build this entire thing on this is a predator that you know, but this predator is bigger and better, and you do nothing with that. 
So yeah, you get the main character, generic military guy, going through the motions of like, oh, my, the crew that I've fallen in with is being attacked by predators, and how do we survive? And what? My son's been kidnapped? We gotta save him! Oh no! Like, you go through these motions of a thing that's like just an action movie, not a predator movie. So, you, and then you fail on even the super predator being a threat over the normal predator, because you don't spend enough time with that. And the elements you introduce, like you said before, <laughs> with fucking... Oh, they're splicing their genes with other people, like other species around like the galaxy. There's nothing to that. There was like one scene where she mentions. She just mentions it. And that's but it. It doesn't factor in anything. It doesn't factor in anything, no. That theory about Arnold Schwarzenegger's DNA being used for the super predator, and that's why he's that big? No. I wish, at the end, I was waiting for Arnold Schwarzenegger cameo, and I'm still waiting. <laughs> I mean, they 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 mention the other two Predator movies to show that oh, it's still in that same world. It's not a reboot. Mm. But that's it. <laughs> so yeah, I'll give it a passable. I'm down the down the middle. I give this a straight passable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first fifteen, ten, ten to fifteen minutes into this movie, I was like, oh okay, this isn't necessarily what I th- I thought it was gonna be. Based on the trailers, I thought this movie was going to be vastly disappointing. But based on these first 10 minutes... The jokes that were funny make you feel like it's going to be a good movie. Yeah. I was like, so based on these... I would say 15, 20 minutes. I was like, so based on this, I'm like, okay. Maybe I might be in for a ride. Maybe Jordan may... Because you made a prediction. Which I'm like, I should know better not to trust your prediction. When you stake your claim to make a prediction, it's going to be wrong. When you just randomly throw out a prediction out the blue, that's when it's usually probably right. I should have known better. That's true. So you were like, pattern. You were looking around. You're like, wow. When we go to these screeners, it's never been this packed. So you know what? I'm gonna make a prediction and say this movie's gonna be good. Yeah. And I'm thinking in my head, it was really packed. I'm like, "Mm, my prediction senses are tingling. I don't think it's gonna be good, but I'll trust you on this one. And so first 15 minutes, I was like, oh. Uh, okay, Jordan might have one in his belt. It might act end up being good. One, you bitch. I've got a lot more. Debatable. So I was like, all right. But then that 16-minute mark happened, and the 17-minute mark, and the 18, and the 19. The rest of the basically the rest of the movie happened. It was basically it got to the point where like, when's the horror start? <laughs> like, you I know what? Like, when's the horror movie kick in? Yeah, and and point. and really. There was only one scene in the whole movie that had a thriller horror element. I'm failing to remember it. The uh, scene with Olivia Munn. Oh, in the very beginning? Well, no, when the Predator wakes up. Yes, and she's hiding out in the uh, the lab. Yeah. that's. And this is not spoilers. No, it's but not spoilers. she gets naked just to get naked. Like... They didn't have to have that in the script. They didn't have to have that at all. But, like, to get out of the laboratory, the Predator's being held in, like, in the trailer, like, you have to, like, detoxify. So to go in and out, you have to be, like, nude. And they set it up. De- de- uh, contaminate. Decontaminate. Yeah, detoxify. Same thing. She goes in the shower. She she tries to use the thing to get out. It goes, you can't do it. She strips naked. But before she can even open the door, the Predator still walks in, so she can't even use it. And she just kind of ducks down like, and like you know, cowers. And the Predator, and we all know the Predator lore. If you don't have any weapons, it didn't see you as a threat. It won't kill you. So it just walks by her. But I was like, that was like a oh, really... Oh, that's, pre- that's a Predator lore thing? 
Who am I talking to? I was like, we all know. I was like, I don't <laughs> we know. We all know. Yeah, this. I don't know that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so the because pre- I was wondering. Yeah. I was like, why is it ignoring her? Is that gonna come up later? Maybe no. she's. Maybe her DNA is the reason why. <laughs> it's my daughter. Yeah. No, and that's fucked up because that's actually a, a really cool revelation in the first Predator movie. Like they realize that the the the, the like the Arnold's unit realizes that the girl they're with hasn't been attacked. And the reason she hasn't been attacked is because she doesn't have a weapon, but they all do. So it's like, oh, if you don't look, at, if you're not a threat, it won't kill you. So she, she tries picking up a gun at one point, and Arnold smacks it out of her hands, like, no, you can't do it. <laughs> It'll kill you. Just like that. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Get on the shower. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So yeah. That, so like when it happened in the movie, I knew, and I guess everybody else that's actually seen a Predator movie, unlike Michael, <laughs> knew it wouldn't kill her. But I mean, like, he didn't have to be naked. I just felt like it was like a fan service, like, oh, it's Olivia, Olivia yeah, Munn. Yeah, Olivia Munn. Let's get her naked. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? I mean, she wasn't even naked. Like, it's not like they showed anything. No, they didn't show anything. So why? I'm pretty sure she was naked. I guess maybe. So it was just for them? <laughs> Behind the scenes, guys? Maybe. I don't know. But even then, I felt like Olivia Munn, I was like, well, you could have just got anybody. But she wasn't bad. People were like, oh my God, Olivia Munn. But like, she was No, she cool, wasn't right? bad. But I was just like, she didn't really add anything that any generic other actress couldn't have done. She was just there. No, but I'll I'll say this: she was better in this than she was in the second Ninja Turtles movie. What? The second Ninja Turtles movie. Was she in Ninja Turtles? Yes, <laughs> she's in both of them. Who did she play? You really don't know this? Who did she play in Ninja Turtles? Guess. What's the only female character in Ninja Turtles? She didn't play April O'Neil. That was a uh, fucking uh from Transformers. Oh, wait, who's that? That's the same bitch? Megan Fox. Oh my god. I'm like, what are, you talking, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? That's the same person. No. <laughs> Racist. Oh my god. I can't wait to leverage the facts and make some meme about that. And it's yes. like Olivia Munn is side by side it and be like, Jordan thought this is the same person. I swear to God that they're the same person. I'm like, what? I'm about now he's about to look it I'm up. I'm about to look it up right now. I literally thought they were the same. Person. They are not the same person. So then <laughs> I can't give you any kudos, Olivia Munn. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jordan is trash. Uh, Olivia, Olivia <laughs> I'm like, I don't even I can't even talk now. I have no words. Olivia <laughs> Munn plays Psylocke. Megan Fox didn't play Psylocke. Bro. <laughs> I swear to you, I thought that was the same person. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, Olivia Munn, she's Asian. Megan Fox is white. Man, she don't even look it. You sure? I know. I think, no, I think she is half, though. I yeah, she's that. half. Because that's why she's Psylocke. But anyway, wow. so, yeah, I felt like she was a typical uh, girl character in these movies. She didn't really add much to, to the storyline. And also, I feel like the motivation of a lot of characters were skewed. Like, you learn something about the original Predator later on in the movie, and it was like... Yeah. Where was this? Bro, when we get into throughout spoilers. The rest, it's like, where was this throughout the rest of the movie? Like, I would have liked to have seen that storyline. Like, yeah. There was none of that at all. Yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck? That came out of nowhere. So, and it was a lot of that. This is like, the same damn person. It is not. They are almost identical. Tell me they don't look similar. <laughs> you cannot tell they have, me. They got the same hair. <laughs> Bro. You can't tell me that. It's just like Olivia Munn got a fuller face. I thought for sure she was getting some weight or something. 
I swear, yeah. I was looking at her face like, man, she gained some weight since Transformers. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. Not the same person. But yeah, but also with motivations, like you have characters that have never killed anybody. Suddenly they're killing people and they oh. don't give they don't give two shits about it. There's no indication or reaction about it at all. And it's like It's like they're not in the real world. Yeah, it's like okay. So it feels like the MCU. <coughs> oh, Jordan shitting on the MCU. No, Ooh. I'm not. I'm saying don't make a predator movie based on the MCU. It don't work. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like But MCU has consequences. Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. This movie has consequences. Unlike all the, the, fla- the side Like the Flash doesn't have consequences. <laughs> but yeah, so I was just like, I mean, overall, I found the characters, the little side soldiers characters, I found them likable. But at the same time, I didn't give a, I didn't give that much. Did you, I didn't care at all when they died. And yeah, I didn't give two fucks about them. That's what I'm saying. Like, I felt like in the beginning, they were likable to a, a lot. They were likable to a certain extent. But it's the way they killed them. It was just like, oh, it's the end of the movie. People have to die now. That's what it felt like. Like they, it didn't feel like there was any like tension at all. It was just like he's dead, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. Wait, wait, what, what, what? Okay, all right. And then also, they didn't feel like real characters. It was like they were just there to joke, throw jokes, throw jokes, throw jokes. They didn't feel like people. You're right. No, not at all. You're right. And it was just like, all right, where I thought it was gonna be a good movie, now you started to lose me. Mm-hmm. But some of the jokes are funny. Some of the things that they did were funny, like the one predator. I think a lot of the jokes landed. Yeah, the predator being a fucking comedian all of a sudden. Oh my god! No spoilers. Yeah, I guess it's spoil. I don't want to say it. Then. Yeah, don't say it. Movie. But yeah, there's a scene where it's like that was hilarious. It was. But for the predator to do it, I'm like, bruh. What I was like, reality? Is this, I was like, in? is this Freddy Krueger? So I'm saying it's like MCU. It's like that's an MCU thing. I think that's a Freddy Krueger thing, like the way they play it. Well, yeah. the later movies, because the begin- the earlier Freddy Kuhara, earlier Nightmare on Elm Street movies, it was a horror movie, but then later on down the line, they turned him into a comedian. Very silly, yeah. Yeah. All right. So wait, so what would you, what would you give this thing? I right? said out high passable. Oh, oh, same 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 boat. Yeah. Well, you're higher than me. I'm passable. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm thinking of Attack on Titan. No, I said a passable. Oh. Straight passable. You're just copying me. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. All right, so let's get into spoilers. If you don't want to hear about spoilers, skip ahead in the timestamps. Check out the iTunes description for that. But yeah, spoilers. Talking about deaths having no meaning. Let's start with that fucking kid. The main character's son. At one point, and again, funny scene. He gets picked on by some bullies. He's wearing the predator mask that he finds, even, finds in the, ma- just in the a, mail. Just a... Just a- uh, jump for, jump uh, back real quick before we even get to that there was a scene in the beginning of the of the movie that was stupid with the kid was like oh bullies are gonna fuck him up and then they just leave yeah what was the point of that and what was the point of just that just to establish that he's got uh, a photographic memory or well, whatever to establish that he has Asperger's or something has photographic memory but then also establish that they're bullies just so we can see them again later at the Halloween scene? I guess so. They could have did that way better. It was yeah. stupid. They could have been any... Like, they didn't have to set them up at all. I didn't need to see the bullies twice for me to understand that they're bullies. Exactly. They're just generic bullies. So then they bully them at the ho- on Halloween and... Oh, wait, no, but they didn't even do it. It was some guy that he rung the doorbell for trick-or-treat, but instead of some douchebag guy coming out of the, the second floor of a house and throws, like, candy at the kid's head. Who does that, first of all? A grown man throwing because we candy. gotta we gotta establish the plot of if you attack the helmet it'll attack you back. But then not that it was even used that much. But then 
to also establish that this guy's an asshole so you don't feel as bad because when he throws it and the, the mask attacks him, it blows him the fuck up. And then the kid has no reaction to that. None. He's just like, meh. <laughs> it's like, he doesn't mention it again. He just committed murder. Doesn't care. The only thing he does is take the helmet off, but come on. I mean. Bring it up to your father later on. Like Who also isn't that smart. And then he, not only that, he kills the, he kills the, the, he blows up the guy's entire house and then he looks at the he looks at the helmet, and then he like jumps at the. Well, that was funny. Bullies. Yeah, he punks him. Like, yeah, it was. Fun. But at the same time, it's like you're not thinking to do that after you just fucking murdered somebody. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'm a badass. I'll murder you too, bitch. I was like, maybe he didn't realize he killed somebody, but no, he saw it. I don't know because the fucking explosion pushed him, you know, forward. Well, he saw the explosion. I don't know if he realized that somebody was there. I'm giving the movie a lot more credit than it deserves. Don't even argue with me on this. <laughs> I'm just saying maybe. But fuck that. Because just people didn't make decisions that made sense. Because even before that, the, the father, when he finds the alien tech or whatever and wants to ship it to himself for evidence, he says, I guess, in case he gets killed or something because he knows that the FBI government's going to debrief him and they even threaten to lobotomize him at one point. Yeah. Because so that was what they were going to do. Just yeah. kill him. He swallows... This alien marble that I guess is how the Predators have their cloaking ability. Who the fuck swallows a fucking alien device? He when, does. He, he does. when he did that, I thought he was going to explode. I was like, he's going to die. It's going to burst out of his chest at some point or something like that. No. But you see all their other tech is lethal. That, and that shit was huge. I yeah. was like, is that going to really, really going to go down your throat like that? Yeah. But my thing is like, you don't. Despite the germs of like an alien world, fuck that. I even mean just like you see all the other technology when things happen, it transforms or blades come out or like things pop off of it. Like, you know, it transforms. Why would you swallow any of it? You don't know what's going to do. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm pretty sure he, I'm pretty sure he tested it out a couple of times before he did it. A couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> before I ingest this alien artifact, alien technology bead. <laughs> But whatever, let's go with that. But there was just a lot of things that were introduced. We're talking about consistency. It had none. There were a lot of things that were introduced that just nothing came of it, or it was poorly explained, or it just decided not to, to decide to ignore it in favor of a generic action plot. Example: the Predator Dogs. What the fuck were they? So, I mean, supposedly there were Predator Dogs in other movies. What I have never. I, I don't remember Predator Dogs in other movies. I mean, I think I've seen every Predator movie. I don't remember. Maybe I maybe I missed one. But fuck it. They're, I don't even mean like them existing in the world. I mean, explain it more in this movie. Or how about... Explain to me why when... when the, the Predator Dog became an actual dog. But, but, before but they didn't even, even that, do nothing with it. No, but before even... All correct. But before even that... When the Predator Dogs, both of them attacked the kid and the, and the dudes in the football field or whatever, the baseball field, yeah. they didn't do anything. They're, they're what I assume to be hunters trying to kill things and attack people, right? They're, they're trying to find him specifically for that technology or whatever, right? Yeah. Why did they just stand around? All they, they, Not one attacked anybody. They just kind of like jumped back and forth, growled to the point where dude maybe man they're not, walked up. I don't know. I'm just like, maybe they're not there to kill. Maybe they're just there to find and then the predator comes. Well, then they're terrible at it because then they let a guy just walk up to its side and, and shoot, shoot him in, in the his head. head. Yeah. And then it lobotomizes it, which I guess means make it, like you said, a shepherd, a German shepherd or something because <laughs> then it acts like a normal dog the entire movie or the rest of the movie. 
to the point where it helps them beat the super predator at the end. And fuck that being stupid. It's, it it makes no fucking sense. Because now we're going to skip forward. To even get to that point, how the fuck did that dog predator get there? How did it know after, spoilers, we're in spoilers, a long spaceship ride into some remote part of the forest that the spaceship crashes in because dude man main character Rick Flag, you know, somehow lucks the fuck out and is able to take down a super predator ship. <laughs> All his friends die. But they go from point A where the ship takes <coughs> off to point B where it crash lands in some other faraway location because it was flying for a minute before they were able to make a crash. The dog finds them and Olivia Munn finds them just in time to help the main character defeat the super predator. How the fuck? How? Predator powers. Predator. They're not predators. <laughs> the, the, the dog is a predator. The dog is. And she followed the dog. How did she find it? The dog wasn't even there when that fucking ship took off. Look, Jordan, they have a connection. She found the dog she, and her yeah. and the dog together yes. were able to run faster than the ship could fly and got to the end of that fight. <laughs> she's, a, she's a mutant. I, she is Psylocke, right? She is Psylocke. <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? And then, then fuck that. Before that, you had to go through all... In, despite the main sidekicks being funny, you go through all of those last battles or like the last predator hunt where the hunt predator's like, all right, guys, um, I'm going to destroy the ship uh, that you can't have and I'm going to give you guys a head start. And I know this is like the last 20 minutes of the movie, but we're starting the predator movie now. I'm like, it's the very end of the movie and we're starting this shit now? Okay, this is a predator hunt. And then you kill off all the side characters that I kind of cared about in the most, like, random, quick, lackluster ways in the span of, like, 10 minutes. So, like, you don't even get a chance to care about any of that. It's like, oh, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. Oh, he's dead, too? Dude, man, the black guy, uh, the, the government guy. What's his Sterling name? Sterling K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown. Who, the whole movie, I wasn't even sure if he was a villain or a good guy. He kept, like, fluctuating between, like, being a funny asshole to him just being a straight-up villain. And I'm like, am I supposed to be intimidated by this guy? I'm not. He decides to be, do, pull a Bakugo or a Vegeta and is like, alright, enemy of my enemy is my friend. I'm trying to get you guys in custody slash unlock alien technology for the government. But, because the person's going to kill us, I'm going to work with you. He kills himself with the alien gun that he has. Not on purpose. Not on purpose, but almost instantly. He barely does anything with that. And then he dies. Yep. Like, you kill, like, all the main characters in, like, ten minutes. In one in one forest oh, fight, but they're not the main characters, Jordan. Obviously, otherwise they wouldn't have died. But like I'm just saying, when you kill that many characters so quickly, very quickly, they lose all impact. Like there was no impact for any of the deaths. So then you just get to the you you boil it down to the bare essentials of every story. Which who's gonna live? The kid, the main male character, and the main <coughs> female character. It's almost like they watched uh, the Red Wedding episode. It was like, well, a lot of people died in one fell swoop. And people love that. Let's do that. And it's like, but now when all your characters are just jokes. Yeah, no, that's not I, how that works. Yeah, you, you, they killed main characters we had time to care about in the Red Wedding. This was just random joke side characters that I assume were can fodder anyway. So just like, all you do is give me jokes. Like you didn't make me feel for any of them really. I thought they were gonna do something with um the Punisher. He's in this. They gave him like freaking uh, not John not John Bernthal not John Bernthal uh, what's his name Thomas something Thomas Jane <coughs> they gave him like uh, what like PTSD no no Tourette's no, yeah, Tourette's Tourette's and I thought they were gonna do something emotional with that no just a joke all the characters were jokes 
fuck this movie. <laughs> it was okay, but it wasn't what I wanted from a Predator movie at all. Like, I want a horror movie, not a fucking action comedy. And then, like you said before about the, the main, again, inconsistent, the storyline ends up being the Predator that we follow in the beginning of the movie, the, the normal Predator, Predator Delight, <laughs> it ends up being a thing where that Predator came to help humanity. To help humanity. But I didn't get any of that shit. Because suddenly Predators are taking over the universe. That was never a thing in any of the Predator movies. It was just like they're sports hunters. But now it's like, nah, we've been casing your world. We're going to take that shit. What? Okay. What? <laughs> so this Predator was here to help us. But then yet, it's not like the Predator was like, hey guys, I'm here to help you. No, he came in. He was guns- killing everybody. Yeah, he came in guns, bla- guns blazing. <laughs> like, I'm confused. Are yeah. you going to help us or murder us? That's why I was like, when that, when that revelation dropped, I was like, wait, where, where was this in the movie? It's not like even when you were in the situation where you had a chance, when you woke up in the lab... To be like, humans, stop. I'm not going to kill you. You just start murdering people and, like, escaping. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was stupid. You know what was stupid? That fucking... That ending. That ending. <laughs> Let's talk about that fucking shit. We became Predator Man. <laughs> I am Predator Man. <laughs> Bro, and I was I was so excited. Cause I was like, all right, that, was, that movie was not as good as I had hoped. But guess what, Michael? I got another prediction. It's going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was what that Predator was trying to bring to us. It's some kind of cloned replica body of Arnold Schwarzenegger who's trained with the Predators. (laughs) And now he's going to save the world. I didn't care how. I just thought that would be a cool thing to drop at the very end of the movie. Nope. No, it's cooler. A gauntlet that clings to your arm. I guess whoever's closest. And transforms you into an Iron Predator suit. Yep. I mean, Shane Black directed this movie and he did Iron Man 3. But like, you've broken the universe. You know what I'm saying? You can only ignore this movie now to to make a good Predator movie again. Because in this universe, now it's going to be Iron Predator fights. Where it's Iron Predator versus all the Super Predators. And that's where the franchise is going. Giant Predator Wars. That is not yeah. what I want. Iron Man 3. <laughs> That's not my Predator, man. It's not my Predator. Hashtag not my Predator. Hashtag not my Predator. And I tried. I truly did. But fuck this. <laughs> this movie, the best movie of 2018. <laughs> but that's just, that's a lot to say, though, but it still wasn't bad. Like, I, as a movie, it was still watchable. I still, I still yeah, enjoyed was, parts was, of it. It was likable. Yeah, because it was funny. It was genuinely funny it was utterly watchable but it was not cheer worthy like they were doing in the theater <laughs> no that's why I was like I don't know what the fuck I don't know what the fuck they're watching and then what kind of made me mad is press screening or not the fact that I didn't love this movie I was just like I was sitting like mad the whole time cause I'm like I woke up early wow <laughs> I woke up early for this and I gotta go to work tonight Way to look a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> and I'm going to be tired as hell. Like, it would be one thing if this movie was worth it, but the fact that it wasn't, I was like, I could have stayed asleep. Could have been worse. I could have got three hours extra. I could have got three more hours of sleep. Could have been Transformers. <laughs> Just saying. Even then. Even then? Ew. <laughs> Don't you ever say that again. The last night was fucking trash. It was. It was. <laughs> At least it was funny. That shit wasn't even funny. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's get here. You, you should be more excited about this because this is your favorite thing. 
This thing you've been penis. Whoa, what? <laughs> that's my favorite thing. No, no penis. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> well, you've been trying to convince me to be excited for penis. Every- no, I'm I mean trying to get you. Yeah, yeah exactly. God damn it! <laughs> it's the Dragon Prince. <laughs> War is full of uncertainty. We strike when the moon is highest. Moonshadow elves are dangerous elite fighters. Can't you just make peace with them? It's not that simple. There's history of wrongs on both sides. Humans cut down the king of the dragons and destroyed his only egg, the dragon prince. Justice will not be denied. You need to see something. This changes everything. Maybe it could stop the war. It's up to us now. We have to return this egg to Zadia. Get out there and find them. Well, I'm gonna find a way to stop them. After all, unstoppable is just another kind of stoppable. No, that's not really right. <laughs> Let's talk about the Dragon Prince. Unleash the dragon. Yeah. Actually, do you want to take control of the uh, Dragon Prince section since this is your like your favorite anime? Even though you didn't watch more of it, me. You watched it. You watched like the whole thing. <laughs> I watched. There's only nine episodes of this show. I think exactly. it's like 20 minutes an episode. Yeah. Wait, you, this motherfucker. Watched the whole thing. <laughs> every freaking news section that we talked about this damn movie. Oh, Dragon Prince. I think this is gonna be interesting. I'm like, yeah, it looks alright. Animation's kind of weird. And you're like, oh, you're, just, you're racist. Give it a chance. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I've watched seven episodes. Yeah. You watched two. No, I watched three, motherfucker. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, all right, let's talk about Dragon Prince. Closer to seven and two. <laughs> yeah, good job. But yeah, so the Dragon Prince by the creators of Avatar Last Airbender, which is very apparent just from watching the show for five minutes. Yeah, the, uh, the one of the princes, that was, that. I think, I was like, that's Sokka. That's Sokka? That's Sokka. Okay, because I'm like, yo, this dude is just Sokka. Like and the fact that he's voiced by yeah, Sokka, the, vo- the voice actor is Sokka. There's there's no like he's. I mean, so- it, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm like I'm listening. I'm like no, that's, he sounds that's, just like Sokka. That's Sokka. No, I I was also like this has got to be a Sokka sound alike. But like, but why choose Sokka when the character's personality traits and mannerisms are just Sokka? Here's the thing. This show is about a uh, medieval fantasy world in like a. 3D cell shaded s kind of animation, kind of akin to um, Into the Spider Verse on Netflix. Um, uh, dark elves. There's a war between magical world and human world. Dark elves. Uh, Once again, humans ain't shit. Yeah, humans ain't <laughs> shit. There's a dragon that guards the 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 barrier, the chasm between the human and the the magical worlds. Humans kill the dragon. Well, yeah, the human and the human world. And the magical world were all one at at a certain point, mm-hmm. and there's like ele- there's six elements of magic: okay. the sky, the sun, the moon. Let me jump in here real quick. That intro was just Lav- Avatar: The Last Airbender. Earth. Yeah, Air. they do all that. They show the elements, yeah, and then they show a human with the power of dark sorcery. That's the seventh element or whatever. And when they do it, and it zooms in on him using like the ma- like the dark magic shit, I'm like, bitch, say. But I believe the dark magic can save the world because <laughs> it was the same intro, the same exact intro. I but mean, said it was, I, I was believe, say, well, it's the same, basically the same people. So. But like, it shouldn't be a carbon copy. You know, it felt like Game of Thrones mashed together with the Last Airbender. 
and that's not like dissing it, but like it felt very much like this is just the last Airbender with the Game of Thrones veneer on top of it. To the point where Sokka was a character. The main character is exactly like Sokka to the point where he has Sokka's voice. So it's like, you're Sokka in another world. <laughs> Prince, what's his name? I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember Prince number one. Because <laughs> Prince number two is a little black kid, a little mixed kid. Half black, half white. I was say, are they black? Or are they like? Well, the the king of this world seems like he's black because his kid, which is the younger kid, he's mixed because his wife was the main character's mother, and he's white. So I gotta assume because I'm like they're somewhat brown, but I'm like, are they black? I think they're black. The guy has dreads. Or I'm like, or the king has dreads. Are they like white people with tans? No, he's got dreads. And then, and then, and then the little kid has like a fro almost. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. a, like it's like a not complete fro because he's half black. I mean, half white. You know? Yeah, that's true. Which I mean, kudos. And no, but you know what? I'll, I'll I, I am kind of insulting it by calling it by diminishing it to just Game of Thrones' last Airbender, but it, it kind of is that. But that being said, there are some things in this that I thought were admirable. One, the fact that the king is seems to be black with the dreadlocks and such. That's cool for representation. Also, I have never seen, and this goes, this is like clearly this is the influence of the creators of Avatar. Just like with Toph, I've never seen such a badass. Like I've seen other blind characters, but like the way she used her blindness in combination with her bending was unique. And this, I have never seen in anything a badass deaf character. And they have, like, one of the most bad... Did you get to that point yet? I'm like, who's deaf? Oh, you haven't gotten there yet. And then it might be episode three. Then. No, you're at three. No, I So, I guess it's four. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm at three. It might be four. You haven't gotten to the cabin yet? No. Okay, so, yeah, episode four. Episode four, they introduce a knight, this female knight, who think like an adult Toph, who, instead of being blind, is deaf. So, she's, she rolls with this guy, who's, like, her her ward, her squire, I don't know what he is, a general. She's, like, top-tier captain. And he's, she's got like a guy that rolls with her, and he just signs for her. Not so, uh, she, he translates her signing. I've never seen that, but it's really cool. And she's a badass. So I'm like, okay, kudos to you, creators of Last Airbender, because that's actually a pretty dope like representation. I've never seen that before. That was cool. Yeah, I like uh, the animation style. I mean, I kind of like it, but at the same time, it's kind of weird, like the frame rate. I mentioned, I kept telling you that. Yeah, but I, I, didn't, I didn't catch it in the trailer, but now it's like. Here's obvious. the thing when it's fast and there's fast paced action, it looks great. Like it looks fluid and like the, the choreography and the animation is beautiful. But when it's slow, it looks almost like the, the movies or the, the show is buffering. It's like lagging, yeah. Yeah, it's like buffering. I, I constantly want to stop the video to let it buffer and let it keep going. I'm like, I get it's the style, but this is also my fear for Into the Spider Verse. Because it's the same thing where the frame rate looks kind of weird in some scenes. Like, I get it's a style, but it, it. I don't know. It looks laggy. Like, it, it fucks with my brain. Uh, and I guess that's just a, more of an, a, an aesthetic choice. Like, maybe maybe we're not sophisticated enough. <laughs> to see, for, see it for, fluid? Yeah, for that style. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like it's supposed to be like storybooky. Like, that's why Into the Spider Verse is like comic booky. You know what I mean? It makes it look more like a book come to life. Yeah, like a motion. What's, what's those motion? Stop motion? Yeah, stop motion. Yeah, kind of like that. But it just translates to my brain as lagging. <laughs> so I'm like, just fill the frames in. Just just make it smooth, man. Like it's, it, it looks better smooth. 
But yeah, you can definitely see the uh, the Avatar writing on the wall. It's like, hey guys, you like Avatar? Well, this is the same thing. There's a Momo. Kinda. The the young kid is just a bendingly a bendingless Aang. The main kid is Sokka. The the elf female that they meet, who's like the warrior, she's just Cora. Uh, like these are all they're literally for the most part. The main characters are all so these you say, archetypes. You say, you say Momo. I, I say, I'm like, that's Appa. So I'm like, okay, now the three of them okay, together. Okay, Appa. You're right. Yeah. Oh, so you're going to say she's Katara? Hmm. She could be Katara-ish. Yeah. I was say Korra just because she's more, she's not as nurturing as Katara. She's more like hard-edged. I mean, she's obviously not Katara, but I'm just saying just that. No, no, no. I feel you. I feel you. You're right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like it, And the writing... All the jokes, the humor, it's exactly Last Airbender. So if you like the Last Airbender humor, you definitely enjoy watching this. And that's not to say I don't like this show. I'm just, obviously I'm six, seven episodes in. Like I like this show. It's just do you? Do you? Yeah, it's all right. But it's it's, it's all right. It's not Last Airbender at all. And it, it invites. And the problem with this is it invites the comparison because it's so similar. It just feels less unique. That's the problem. Like. Yes, yeah, really, it feels less unique. Not not even just in the the story, the characters, the tone, but even in like its world and some of like its elements, like the fact that there's elements, the fact that there's a a chosen one kind of thing going on. You know what I mean? There's a lot of similar like story beats and elements in it. I don't. Well, the chosen one is the egg, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not, there's no Aang as like the, you know, the airbender or whatever. But then they even have things like, like an avatar state for the elves. The elves have like a bonding ritual they do and it makes them go avatar state with the moon spirit or whatever the fuck when they go to assassinate people. So they go, which is a really weird choice to have two invisible kind of characters have a battle because the moon makes them like super strong, but also their skin goes dark like, like the moon, like moonlight kind of. And there's a whole fight between between two elves, and it's just like that's, I don't know, weird choice to make you kind of invisible, but then have a, a sword fight. <laughs> like I don't want to. That's weird. But I can still see everything that's going on. Something about happened in the second episode. Yeah, I still I was still able to see everything. Yes, but still, you know what I'm talking about? Like just to, for that to be story beat. Yeah, you're invisible. Now fight. That fight. Yeah, yeah, I was like what? <laughs> and another weakness of the show, though. I feel like the the motivation for the characters and their journey isn't nearly as strong as the last Airbender. Like the when they get to the point of like, okay, now the main characters they find out that the egg that they thought was destroyed, which is the dragon prince's egg, isn't. Uh-huh. They have to go on a journey together to try and um, put the egg back in the dragon's den or whatever. Yeah, why do they care? They later they explain more like, oh, but if you come with me, it makes it it's. It's more important that the humans do it as a show of like goodwill to the elves. That way there can be peace, they can end the war, yada yada. Meanwhile, we haven't seen a war. As far as I'm at, I still have never. Like, they keep talking about a war. They keep talking about soldiers on a border and like all this. Like they, they, they're acting like winter is coming, and they make that they, joke. I was gonna say they say that they make Game of Thrones. So they it's make, not even like this. This comparison isn't out of nowhere. They yeah, make Game of Thrones jokes. Coming, yeah. They they know what they are. They know their last Airbender plus Game of Thrones, <laughs> but like. They keep talking about this coming war like it's just, it's right around the corner, but they've done nothing to show me any of it. So like I have no investment in it. And then on top of it, their motivations themselves are weak, but then they have no antagonist really that's intimidating or fleshed out. Because th- there is a guy who 
really confusing how he turns to be a villain in the first episode. But later on, I was expecting maybe like yeah, his the, true the intentions. Friend, the friend. Yeah, spoilers. It's it's but it's not really spoilers. When you well, see I, the guy I was gonna say I didn't say who. I just said friend. Yeah, his friend. But really but, but when, when you what, see him what friend? Yeah. All true. So light spoilers. But like when you see him, you'll know he's the villain. And then he'll do things that make you go, Wait, he's not the villain? And then right away before the episode ends, oh he is the villain, I think. And then you would think after that, oh he's not a villain, oh he is a villain kind of thing. They would drill home that he is a villain. But the way they tease it out it's just confusing. Like, I, again, I'm six, seven episodes in, and I'm still like, he's a villain, but how much of a villain is he? What are his motivations really? Does he really have any power beyond schemes? Because no one else really seems to be in on it. So it's like, how powerful is he really? I, it's just confusing to me. Be like, is he the big bad? Because he doesn't seem like a big bad. I guess that's kind of the point. To make, to make him, it murky? To make him a villain, but not really. But then when you don't have a clear and strong villain, again, it makes their motivations for being on this journey it feel weak. It feels almost forced. There are times where like I'm like, explain what you're doing to people. Because they're like, we can't tell anybody what we're doing because we tell them they're trying to stop us. And the first time that that happens, they're trying to explain themselves during a, like a battle to kill the king. So it's like, yeah, of course no one's listening to you now because we're in the middle of a giant like assassination attempt. But then everything, every moment after that, they never try again. So it was like, you. there are definitely other times where they have moments to be like, you know what, in a moment of peace, I could totally explain this right now and I'm sure the other person wouldn't be like unreasonable about it. But they keep leaning back on like, no, we can't explain it. People won't understand. And then they go like, oh, well, people don't like elves in this world. If, if we try to explain them to, to them that you're good, they're not going to believe us. But it's like, you don't even try. And when you do try, you're in the middle of a fight. So no one's going to listen to you when you're in the middle of a fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I feel like they're not, they could do a better job of just being like, this is what we're trying to do. Can we do it? They don't give anybody a chance to even like, you know, give them a chance. If that makes sense. Well, I mean, based on the three episodes that I've seen, though, I mean, I can see the flaws in it and they do it's not it's not as compelling as avatar and they don't really set you up in terms of what the storyline is going to be like like you mentioned they make the guy seem like he's the big bad which haha funny enough that term was coined on buffy (laughs) big bad originated on buffy and a lot of people a lot of people use it now but then they kind of make it ambiguous to the point you're just like, well, maybe is it going to be him and his daughter? Is the daughter not the big bad? Exactly. You're wondering who's involved. Like, does anybody else know what this dude's about? Or what is this dude about even? Yeah. What is he about? Why is he the villain or whatever? Is he a villain? Is the prank? Because then they kind of make it seem like the king's going to end up being the villain. Bro, that conversation made no fucking yeah, sense. Yeah, it was like... Because it was like, okay, if you are a villain, why did it seem like in your quiet, alone moment, you were going to be good? But then the the king becomes an asshole and just a, oh, we miscommunicated bullshit a thing. I hate that in fucking stories where it's like, if you just explain yourself, this wouldn't be a fight. But because you you didn't understand what I was saying, it became a fight. I hate that. I hate it in real life. I hate that in stories. <laughs> but... 
The king just flips 180s. Yeah. And he's like, like I was a complete like, asshole. What the hell? I'm like, so is the king an asshole? That's what I was like. I was like, so is the king the villain? But then, no, he's not. It, it was just a misunderstanding. And the other guy's actually the villain. But it's like, but then why did you make it seem like you were going to be good in that moment if your plan the entire time was to be a villain? You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't, things don't add up yet. And I'm, I'm seven episodes in. <coughs> six, six, I keep saying seven. I don't know if it's six or seven. But I'm deep in this fucking series and I still don't know. So that's not, a, that's not a good thing. You should be more clear than that by this point in the show. Well, overall, I still like it. I will give it a high passable based on where I am. I actually agree with you. <laughs> also high passable. Um, let's talk spoilers real fast before we move on. Um, I guess not any more spoilers than we've been talking though. I was going to say that the kid, he's an airbender. Like he's a mage. But the, yeah. the artifact he steals is a storm. Yeah, it's a power of wind. So I'm like, oh, so that's all he can do for now. It's all he can do. No, I take it back. He's he's the fucking no. He's the avatar. He uses electricity later. <laughs> oh, wait, you just got the elements. You're you're an avatar. But it's like I don't know. It just needs to have a clearer direction later. I'll, I'll actually for spoilers I'll just go into a little and then bit more also detail. it's like what is what is the what does the actual prince do like why is that? that's the thing like, like the main character what, prince or what, the other what, prince what can he like what is the point of having this trio wait what do you mean uh, not the white kid the, the actual son the prince oh he's only there because the uh, elf assassin was gonna kill him that's it and then he found the egg and she decided not to kill him and they just left together He's he's got no reason to being there other than their father told them both to leave the the castle, knowing that the assassins were coming that night. There's no other reason. He doesn't do anything. He just carries the egg. That's what I'm saying. Like what? Granted, I've only seen three episodes. They just started the journey, but I'm he's just like, like used to saying, "What is he there for? Nothing." I, it's not like he's comic relief either, because that's the main character. The main character is the comic relief. So yeah, narratively wise, he doesn't serve any purpose. Which is terrible writing. You should have a reason nah. for the character to be there. And you're saying he's black? <laughs> yeah, I think he's a little mixed, baby. <laughs> no reason to be there, though. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's why he has no reason to be there. It's unfortunate. Because he's, he's black. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, just the details of like... The, the, the villain is... The, the main character is the white guy, even though he's not the real prince. Yeah. The villain is the vizier, of course. The yeah, Jafar yeah, type. Yeah, Jafar. <laughs> the, I'm your counsel. Of course, I'm the evil one. And at first I was like, I thought you were going to... That's why I was like, is he evil? Though? I was like, are they lovers? Even, I, I, I did pull to you. I was like, I was trying to ship them. But the way the show even started with him waking up the king and the king being like, oh, how many times did I tell you? Like, you wake me up that early, I would like sentence you to death or something. I don't know. But like, they had like, they had a very familial bond. And then for later, the main villain to be like, villain in quotes, to tell him like, oh, I thought we were brothers. And it seemed like he meant it. I was like, uh, so was there something deeper there? I don't understand. I don't know. You know I was trying to find, oh, it's two gays. I'm not saying that. The, I, I, I was, because I was looking at it for a representation. I know the Avatar people were good for that. It came later with the deaf woman. But I thought they were going to start there. Because I was trying to suss out why the fuck they had such a weird relationship in the beginning of the, of the episode. Then later, he flips on them. You're a servant. You serve. And he's like, that was completely out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm like, what? Where was, is this coming it was, from? It was weird. It's like, all right, we need this guy to go villain. Let's let's make the 
the king and asshole for just a hot but second. But it's not go villain. He was already a villain because then you find out he stole the dragon egg. So it was like he already had a sinister plan and then he starts, once he, I guess, kills the king because the elves don't kill him. They He kills the king. He just doesn't tell anybody. And then there's, they do a thing where you don't know if the daughter and the son know. They don't. They're completely, they get, later on, they both get weirded out by how dark he seems. Because he tells at one point the son, um, can I go look for the princes? He's like, your job isn't to actually find the princes. Your job is actually just to come back and say that the princes are dead. And he's like, uh, but what if I actually do find them? And he's like, then I know you'll do what's right. And the son's like, clearly like, okay, I'm not comfortable with that. And he says, yada, 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 if I become king, you will be too, blah, blah, blah. And he leaves. And the, the son's like, oh, what the fuck? And then that same episode, he tells the daughter, uh, you're going to go with them, help them out, blah, blah, blah. The daughter's like, she makes a joke. And she's like, well, what if um I have a choice between, he's like, get the egg. No matter what, you have to get that egg. Because apparently he's telling her the egg is safer with him. It's dangerous for anybody to have it or something like that. So she's li- he's lying to her. She's like, okay, what if I, there's a, a choice between saving the egg and saving uh the boy's life, uh, uh her brother. And she's laughing about it. Like, I'm just joking, dad. But then he's like dead serious. He's like, the egg. You saved the egg. And she's like, what the fuck? And they both have a conversation later, the, the daughter and the son. And they're like, did dad say anything weird to you? And he's like, uh, no. Did he say something weird to you? They basically don't, they don't tell each other that their dad's a fucking sociopath. But I'm like, I don't understand. Has he always been evil? And he's just, he's just now letting it out? Like... He's talking about yeah, how did they not catch catch this before? Before now, but then yet the the deaf um, general woman, who's the sister of the king's wife, so she she's the aunt to the main character. She doesn't trust him at all. She knows right from the jump that he is up something and that he is trying to usurp the throne, right from the door. So I'm like, how does she know? But no one else does? I, I'm confused. How well did you hide your backstabbery? Because when you lose one of your senses, all of your other senses, she sensed. I don't know. I don't know I'm either. Not, I'm not at this point, so I'm like, I can't even. Nah, when you get there, I'm going to talk to you about it. But it's, just, it's weird. I'm like, I don't understand how much of a villain you are. I don't understand what your ultimate goal is. Because it's not like he's revealed. At one point, I don't know if you got this part yet, he walks to a room and then... He's got to be some somebody else, like disguised ancient villain or something. Because he, he he touches a butterfly, and he's like, ah, my little friend, you've come to to uh, volunteer, something like that. And then he walks up the room going, ah, like he's like satisfied. Well, he eat the volunteer? Well, then the butterfly, you see this on the ground, and it's like, it's like the butterfly was all beautiful and blue and radiant, then it's gray. Oh, so what, he sucked out the magic? The life? The magic? I don't know. But that was the whole scene. And the episode doesn't have anything to do with that. But I was like, this might be an amazing reveal. I'm like, maybe that'll come up later. I don't know. Maybe. If they're teasing out, like, why he's the villain until the very end of the season, maybe that makes sense. But, like, you gotta... The motivations for the characters aren't strong enough without at least having a strong pillar villain. So it's just confusing. It's not, like... It's not even intriguing. It's just, like... Are you evil or are you not? I don't understand. <laughs> Who are you? Why are you? What is what is this world really? What is this war? This evil light. Yeah, I don't know. It's not telling me about the world instead of me seeing the world, I feel like, in the show. Even yeah. the intro is like five minutes long. 
and there were elements, and there was a dragon, and a war. Did you know about the war? I was like, what is happening? What are you talking about? But that's a lot of these shows. The intro is way too, even by Hero Academia, the intro is way too fucking long. Yeah, but it's simple. It's There's a world of heroes. I'm in school. I want to become the best. <laughs> the end. Even no, Avatar. Then it goes into the theme song. Not the theme song, the part of it. But it's the same thing for like the for Avatar, where it was like, there were elements, there was a war, he can save us all, the end. You know what I mean? This, this shit was like, and here's a six-part miniseries about what happened in this world before we started this story. <laughs> there were elements and a dark sorcerer, and also there was a dragon that protected both worlds, and an egg, and an ancient legend, and there's elves with dark magic, and there's like, and there's glow toads, and sometimes there's water, there's giant water sea serpents. Uh, yeah, I'm and, like, what the fuck is that toad? It's just, it's just solar flare powers. <laughs> I thought they were gonna do a thing where like he's the dragon prince. Oh, the toads actually. <laughs> the dragon but no I was like oh it's the egg and it was so weird like the, the, they revealed the egg I figured it would like, be I figured it would be like a person there's a dragon prince I thought so too I thought he was gonna be the egg character you know what I mean or the dragon like when the egg hatches it's like a dragon boy you know what I'm saying uh-huh. and he's like a boy with dragon powers not just an egg they're carrying around whatever whatever this is what you wanted us to talk about so <laughs> I hope you I mean, enjoyed it's it still a high passable yeah <laughs> That's what you gave it. I know, but still, it's me. All right, let's move on. Uh, real quick, rapid fire review. Rapid fire reviews. This is gonna be really rapid fire. That's one real quick. We talk about the Iron Fist season finale. Non-spoilers. Um, it was stupid. <laughs> That's not what I was expecting. What do you thought I was going to say? Everybody saw all oh, that ending, that ending, but I'm like, what happened? Fuck, I want to talk about it with you. Are you going to finish watching it? Probably do you not. care if I spoil it? Probably not today. Do you care if I spoil it? Uh, how, how, how major? It's exactly what we wanted. Like, it's exact. Okay, here's the thing. By the time we get to the last couple episodes how, of Iron like, Fist, how major was the? Was it like something like not I like didn't oh, think, not like oh shit in a good way, but was it like a oh what the fuck? There was never a moment where I was like oh this is awesome. No, I don't mean awesome, but like was it like like a whole what the fuck type of ending? Because if it's a what the, the fuck, okay, but if it's what, a what the fuck, I don't want to know. But what part of the ending? Because the what the you know the what the fuck the what the fuck is why I showed you in the picture what, the guns the guns that's uh, literally. I guess spoilers if you want to know exactly when it happens. It's literally the last scene in the show. So like literally, I had people hit me up saying that 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 picture was fake, and then they hit me back up later saying, "Oh shit, I was watching the last episode and it was like the last five minutes. I didn't see it, so I was like, oh, Jordan's picture was fake. I'm sorry. I apologize. It actually happens in the very very last moments. Like it's literally the last image that happens in the show. After like after the credits, basically." I don't like it. <laughs> it's stupid. It's a terrible way to end the show. And it's even more of a what the fuck because most of the episode and even the episode before it 
does a thing where I'm like, how does that moment happen with the guns? And they do a thing at the end of the Iron Fist season two that like, at first I was like, oh, this is fucking stupid, really? But then I was like, the more I was sitting there, I'm like, actually, this is exactly what I said I wanted in season one. Huh. They're actually going to go through with this? No way. Watch last episode. It's stuck. Wow. So what's going to happen in the next season? I'm actually intrigued about the future of the Iron Fist series. Come on, him. And then, guns. Oh, you fucked it all up, Iron Fist. You had it. So I made a story today. I was like, you were this close, Iron Fist. You were this close. Like, you're a gymnast. You were at the dismount. You fucking nailed it. And then you stumble, your knees buckled, and you fucking fell over. I was like, oh my god. Oh, how did you still fuck this up, Iron Fist? They found a way. They found a way, Michael. Okay. <laughs> I mean, do you want to know what happens? I don't know. If... I do, but I don't. <laughs> I feel like you might even kind of know. Because I've, I've seen images of this online, too. But I didn't think it was going to go down the way it did. Just to give my quick thoughts about the end of Iron just Fist. T- just tell me, just tell me. Okay, so before I get there, I'm just going to my quick thoughts at the end of Iron Fist Season 2. Like I said, better than I expected, but not as good as it should have been. Again, the, I watched the entire show now. There was never a moment in the choreography that I was like, now it makes sense why he's why this show is Marvel's martial arts show. You know what I mean? It never really did that concept justice. Uh-huh. Leaps and bounds, better than Season 1, but never got to that level. Um... I felt like I did like that Mary character more toward the end. She did kind of redeem herself. Um, I still feel like she was trying too hard in the moments where she was being a badass. But the thing they did to her character, I kind of liked how it tied in the tied up in the end. Um, Ward. Does she have power? No. She's she's Punisher, but just with schizophrenia. <laughs> or D.I.D. D-I-D. Um, the stuff with Ward. His arc. Fucking heartbreaking. What happens to his character by the end? I, I for them to flip Ward's character so much for me now to I would easily say he's one of my favorite characters in the show. I loved him, and his his the ending to his story is still tragic, but it leaves room for growth, which is what his character needs. I think it's like this is like the beginning of his uh, <coughs> rehabilitation as a character, which I think is was done really well. Um, good twist ending to his story. Uh, I also like what they did with. What's her face? Colleen. Kyle, not Colleen. Misty. Not Misty. Uh, Ward's sister. Joy. Joy. Uh, oh, they can't write old white women. That's what you said. They can't. Because <laughs> her, her reasoning made no fucking sense in the beginning, but at least by the end, she did have a revelation of like, oh, I was fucking bullshitting. And like her and Ward do make amends, but not in like a we're completely friends type of way. In like a, like I know I fucked up. But we're both fucked up. Let's be fucked up together. Like it was kind of sweet in that way. Um, Missy Knight and Colleen, great chemistry. I would totally like to see a Daughters of the Dragon. I don't know what I'm calling you out, Chris from Uncanny Comic Quest. I don't know what you're talking about. He's talking about how she's uppity. He doesn't like her character at all. I'm like mm, these terms about black people, uppity, black women, right? Yeah. Uppity. When he said it, I was like. Mm. Are you sure not just interpreting it that way because she's black? Because she's a detective. Like, and it's really, I, could, I could see it more in was she like that last word, season. That word that has a history. But she was more annoying, I think, in season one of Iron Fist. In this season, I liked her a lot more. What they did with the character, especially 
and especially how her her, her journey kind of paralleled with Colleen because there's a point later on in the in the season where they both have to make a choice about what they're going to do with their future and how they're going to decide to help the world in their own way. Misty's is she's debating whether or not she's going to become a captain instead of a detective. And Colleen, and here's the light spoilers, she's debating if she should take the Iron Fist. Uh, Danny, at one point, I guess the the testosterone of having the Iron Fist, it, it compels him to be a dick. And in the first episode when he's like punching that that I, mattress I, I or whatever. I was what that was about. He's like getting off on it. He's like masturbating. That's him masturbating with the Iron Fist. And he, he admits to Colleen at one point after they have this really, this is part of that was weak. It gets stronger toward the end for me, kind of. But here's where it got kind of weak. After he gets hurt fighting Davos, he needs Colleen to train him again. And in so training him, because Colleen's all fucked up about training people since she was a part of the hand and, you know, uh, Bakugo. What's his name? Bakugo. Uh, what's his name? Not Bakugo. Uh, Bakudo. Bakudo. Yeah. It's, it's, same shit. Same shit. It's so close. <laughs> uh, she's like all fucked up over training people. And for whatever reason, this is, and this is like, this is so angsty and this is, I don't like this writing. She was like, if I train you, this is over. Like, I can't be with you if I train you. I'm like, no, fuck. what? It just makes no sense. It's just their way of trying to end it because the whole Misty Knight and Luke, uh, Iron Fist is a thing in the comics. So I guess they probably want to go lean with yeah, that. But I'm that's like, weird. I can't see Now to go this, back to that? I can't see this version of Danny being with Misty Knight. Not at all. Not at all. They have no chemistry. At least Colleen and him kind of had a... Like, I could kind of see it. You know what I'm saying? But with Misty, nothing. But now Colleen's like, fuck, fuck you. If I train you, I can't fucking be with you. So fuck that. And in so doing, they have a revelation. And this is where I think the show got strongest after that moment because they go into like a bunch of like martial arts training stuff. Yeah. But he, she goes back and shows him. He goes, he goes to show her that room that he beats off with the Iron Fist. And she's like, what the fuck is this about? And he's like, well, I would go out and I would say I was trying to clean up the streets. I would say I was doing Daredevil's job. I would tell myself that was because I'm the Iron Fist and I'm the protector of Kunlun and blah, 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 blah. But really it came down to like the dragon's blood compelled me to use it. And I was just angry, lashing out. And like, I don't, it, it felt like he was blaming all of his like bitchiness. On having the Iron Fist. Petulance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what it felt it's like. like a panel of uh, Iron Fist in the comics. Yeah, no, I've seen them together yeah, in the comics. Bra- that's so cute. Yeah, He's... braiding braiding her hair. Aww. So that is the... not this Danny Yeah, Rand. I'm like, in the comics, I like them together, but like, yeah, that's not... That's not Danny. That's not Danny. Not, not this Danny. No. <laughs> that's like the Luke Cage Danny from uh, his his cameo. I want that Danny back. But yeah, yeah so he's like, my email, all my emo-ness came from my hand. You need to take it. And when we beat Davos, you have to take the Iron Fist. You can do it. And she's like, no, 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 no. But eventually, it threw a bunch of... Bl- I'm not going to get into details. But basically, she decides, yes, I'm going to take the Iron Fist. I'm going to protect people uh, to the best of my ability. I need to be able to do more. And with the Iron Fist, I can do it. And what killed me was, at one point, Missy even tells her straight out. She was like... Because she has a conversation with both of them. And she's like, I love Danny. And she, this is basically what she says. She's like, I love Danny. And he gets the fist back, that's great. He can do a lot of good with it. But if you had it, she's like, you, you... She basically, she bigs her up and is like, you're the best of both worlds. Like, you're smart, powerful, blah, 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 blah. You could do so much more with the Iron Fist than he ever could. 
So it's basically like the, the cosign of like, you are the true Iron Fist. And I was like, at that point, I was like, fuck, they're going to give everybody an Iron Fist by the end of the season. At this point in the season, I was like, by the end of this season, Colleen, Danny, and Davos are somehow going to all have the Iron Fist. And it's going to be a three-way Iron Fist battle. And it's going to be, it might look cool. But then it just like feels like everyone's got Iron Fist. You get an Iron Fist, and you get an Iron Fist, and you get an Iron Fist. Fucking dumb. How does that work? How does that work though? It's not how it works in the comics. I was like, you're supposed to fight the dragon. No, in this you can just transfer it with blood and a tattoo and and chanting, I guess, and putting your thumb on someone's forehead and taking their chi. That's how you transfer the dragon now, I guess. Hey, whatever. This is now Netflix rules. I'm going with it. So right then I'm like, this is gonna be stupid. By the time they get to the end, though, it's not like a thing. I thought maybe like during the transfer process, something's gonna happen, and something does happen, and like all three of them somehow like explosion happens, and they all get the power. You know, you know, some bullshit like that. The power splits, and everybody has it. No, that the ritual gets stopped, but it's a thing where they have to finish it, or they both die. So Davos and Colleen are the only two with the Iron Fist. And like they're dying because they need to have one person hold it at a time. So then when they ultimately fight, and they do do what I thought they were going to do and have an Iron Fist versus Iron Fist punch, one time, the entire season, one time. <laughs> I reiterate that because it, it should have been the whole fucking season. Last fight, decent enough. Nothing great, though. Again, disappointing. And then but, why? But, but, but fine. And then, uh, Grant, as much as I like Colleen, why is she, it's from what you're saying, it seems like she's getting the big moment when it's not her show but see that's what by the time they get to the point where i'm realizing oh shit i, I don't think finn's getting finn <laughs> finn jones yeah. i don't think uh danny's gonna get the iron fist back okay i'm not even thinking about the the gun thing at this point i forgot about that so now i'm going like okay so how is this gonna play out is like is colleen really gonna become the iron fist in this show but then i realized Oh fuck. That's what I wanted season one. And that's what I wanted in Defenders. All those times we talked about, yo, Danny fucking sucks. Danny Bland, get him out of here. You I would I would care. I wanted anyone else to be the Iron Fist. And yeah, I think at one point we've been I think I've even entertained like, yeah, man, I don't care. Have her be the fucking main character. Not have the Iron Fist, but I'm like, have Colleen be the main character. Fucking Iron Fist season two. I want Daughters of the Dragon. You know what I'm saying? Even back then I wanted that. So for it to be happening. I went from like going, this is fucking stupid, to me going, wait, I I want this? <laughs> okay, okay, Iron Fist. All right, how's it going to play out? She beats Davos with, with Danny's help. It's actually a pretty satisfying fight. I kind of don't like that she needed Danny's help to win, but whatever. It's still his show. <laughs> she transfers, he transfers the power to her. She's got full-blown Iron Fist power. And then I'm like, how are they going to how are they going to run this back? Like, is he going to realize he still has remnants of the Iron Fist in him? Like, how is he going to get the ability? Because he, she can't become the Iron Fist, right? Mm-hmm. Come to find out. And this is where I was like, yo, this show jumped up, jumped up a rating. If it sticks with this, this is actually a pretty fucking dope development. And it's the spoilers. The medallion that she had in the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. At one, Danny, like, is cleaning the house because Davos fucked it up. And because it's like broken in its box, the medallion is like loose. So he takes it out and turns it around and you don't see what he sees. But he's just like, 
oh. Cut to the very end. Because then after that, that happens like the very beginning of the episode, of the last episode. Then a lot of like wrap-up happens with like uh, Colleen and her... It, it seems like she she goes to the main villain, not Davos, but the other main villain of the of the season, and like they have like a like a, a conversation where you're like, it almost feels like she is the Iron Fist now, like she's taking on the main character status of the show. She's the one leading the end of the show, basically having all the conversations, having all the wrap ups. I'm like, holy fuck, are they are they getting rid of Finn Jones? Are they actually gonna make this show about Colleen? Fuck yeah! Like, I'm like, this is actually gonna be fucking awesome! Yeah, it's not the comics, but this is a cool development. I'm down with this change. And then, the kicker. And this one, I was like, yo, now I like it. As stupid as I felt that this was before, like, you get Iron Fist, you get Iron Fist. Now I'm like, it all makes sense. Before this moment, they talk a lot about, about Destiny. How, like, isn't it so crazy that, like, I met you, like, a year ago? Like, the last conversation, basically, like, I met you, like, a year ago. And it was like you were passing out flyers for like a dojo and I didn't have a place to live. Like, isn't, isn't that weird? And she makes, I think he says something along the lines of like, uh, in hindsight, circumstance looks like is, is recognized to be like destiny, to be fate. When she gets back to the apartment, he's gone. Again, me going, they really made him in the show. This is fucking awesome. Come to find out. On the back of that medallion, which is her family crest, is the Iron Fist symbol. Turns out, her ancestor was the first holder of the Iron Fist. Oh. And then he, that, that's my reaction. I was like, oh! <laughs> and then in his letter, he explains, like, now I understand that that meeting, it was fate. And like, like blah, 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 all things that could bring us together for me to meet you, for me not to, and another thing was like Davos keeps telling him like he doesn't know, at least Davos is like, at least I had a drive, at least I had a purpose. You don't know what your purpose is. And it was just a lot like, Danny, you don't have much of a character. <laughs> you don't really have a strong drive. Like Daredevil has a mission, you have the fists and you're just fighting crime with it, but you don't have like a true reason for doing it other than you're just doing it. But now, by tying the Iron Fist to her and her lineage, it's like that truly is her destiny. He feels like, in his letter, he describes it this way: that him meeting her was fate to pass on that iron fist that wasn't really meant for him because he doesn't. He feel, feels like he hasn't earned it yet because he doesn't have true purpose, true enlightenment. Uh -huh. He's like, this was a this was a a meeting by fate for me to give you your your own lineage back. <coughs> and like, I was losing my mind. I was like. What a dope way. If you're gonna if you're gonna dismount this season with Danny's out and now Colleen's the Iron Fist, fuck yes. That was a brilliant fucking way to tie it all together. And what? Then, and then wait, there's more. Cause the last scene you think, they do like a, almost like a post-credit scene thing, and the, I'm like, oh no, they're gonna bring Danny back, aren't they? No. The last scene you think is the last scene, because there's two post-credit scenes. The first one is is a robbery. Colleen stops robbery, takes out her sword, and they're like, who the hell are you? She's like, you don't want to do this. And her sword lights up with the Iron Fist. Oh. I was like, bruh, <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, I am literally fit like, yes, I am excited for Iron Fist season three. And then. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> and then cut to. But. 
some bullshit. And I like what they're doing. Ward is helping Danny find himself overseas. He's trying to figure out the lineage of the Iron Fist, where it came from. He's doing this to find himself. And Ward went with him to also find himself. So I like that. But then it's very much a, hey, guess what? I'm still the motherfucking Iron Fist. But how? Hey, they don't tell you. He's he. They're looking for artifacts. And the, the guns are from Orson Welles. So the the comic book implication is these Iron Fist artifacts, I guess, can give you the power of an Iron Fist for holding one. Maybe in the top, because like a two-month time skip. Maybe in that time, he trained Orson Welles. And and gained his Iron Fist abilities back, fought another drag. I don't I have no idea, but just time skip forward. Now there's two Iron Fists. Colony has this like, and, and there's another thing. She didn't know that. Like she's the real Iron Fist. You had to go find the 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 origins of Iron Fist to gain Iron Fist pistols. She just just naturally. Oh, I can use the Iron Fist on weapons now. Boom. Like you know what I'm saying? Like. Don't. <laughs> Why are you still in the show, Danny? <laughs> Jordan doesn't like Danny. But the thing, like, I didn't. I like Danny more in this season. But like, I don't know. They they could have. They had a perfect opportunity to dismount his character and let him go off and do his own thing and become the secondary character. But I feel like they're still gonna try and bring him back and make him the main Iron Fist. And I'm like. Well, he Why? Is, he is not. He is the immortal Iron Fist. No, motherfucker. She's the immortal Iron Fist now. God damn. Her, thing, her fist is white. It's fucking cool. I'm like, this is whack. God damn it, Danny. It's only temporary. White privilege. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm still the Iron Fist. But anyway, uh, that's the my my feelings about this season finale of Iron Fist. I'll give it a, um for the whole season, high passable. I, I would have given it. I was like, that's better than. Uh, that was much better than season one. Yeah, season one. <laughs> Poor fucking vision. It would have been more than passable just for that ending. Because it really got me. I was like, yo, you fucking won me with that revelation about her being the ancestor of the first Iron Fist. But then they fucked up, fucked it up with the, <laughs> with the two guns. Fuck them. Um, yeah, let's move on. But I'm also kind of like. How did she not put that to get together? That her ancestor was uh, part of the Iron Fist lineage. There's a thing in the season where obviously they, they tell her a story. And Danny, obviously her and Danny have fucked. So she's seen his tattoo. But she didn't know that, ta- that that symbol wasn't visible. You said it was on the back. On the back. But she, you couldn't lift it. It was in the box. Oh. Like it was, it was part of the box. Oh. Yeah. It was only because the box broke. So it, he could lift the medallion and look at the back. And there's like a story earlier in the season that some old woman told. I forgot it. But it was a story about her ancestor. And Danny was like, I've heard that story before. And he did. I don't know. I've had paid attention to that episode. <laughs> but it was along the lines of he didn't put it together until he saw the medallion. I was like, That's, that was a story from Kun Lun. And it was about your ancestor. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I thought that was a cool revelation. Like, oh, she was always destined for this. That's fucking cool. Is she, though? <laughs> I liked it. Because they're going to take it away. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. <coughs> or they might not. They might keep it. Oh, actually, before... They, you... they might keep it where there's now two of them. Just they like there's it. more than one Slayer. There's two Slayers. Two it. Slayers. I would have rather him just be her sidekick. <laughs> like, honestly, I think that would have been fine. He worked well as a sidekick character, I think. But that's me. 
No, it's gonna be two. It's gonna be two Iron Fish. Like I said, just like there are two Slayers. All right, before we get into the news, real quick, I just want to real quick my thoughts on the Adventure Time finale. <laughs> with me i fucking cried i can't really talk to you about it because you don't know anything about adventure time come along with me oh <laughs> come on man <laughs> oh come on man <laughs> but no that's that broke my heart like the ending gave me so many feels it was literally like my childhood ending again i'm 30 years old so my childhood already ended a lot of times but <laughs> wait, wait, wait 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 how old are you again three oh <laughs> third toe how old are you? 23. Okay. <laughs> uh, pause. Reverse that number. <laughs> um, but, I mean, yeah. I, I can't really talk to you about it because you haven't seen anything about it. But um, they confirmed Bubbleine, which is a lesbian relationship between two of the main characters. Bubbleine. I mean, Bubbleine. Uh, Princess Bubblegum and Marceline. That was fucking amazing. They... I don't know. Just the... The song itself, not even the end song, come along with me, which is just like they do a thing at the end of the show where they'll sing the, um, you know, in anime, how they'll play the last song, the ending theme, like in a very emotional moment, or like mm-hmm. especially at the end of a show. Yeah, they did that for Adventure Time, but they had a story reason for doing it. So like people said, they cried during that song. I cried. I teared up a little bit just because I was like, oh, it's, the, it's truly the end. But what made me really fucking like start bawling. There's a song that the main uh, robot Bimo starts singing, which is basically just about like memories and uh, no matter how much things change, <coughs> we can always look back on our memories and be like, oh, we're still back there. So things may be different now, but we'll always be together back then. Time is an illusion that helps things make sense. So we are always living in the present tense. It seems unforgiven when a good thing ends But you and I will always be back then You and I will always be back then Singing will happen Happening happened Will happen Happening happened And will happen again and again Cause you and I will always be back then you know what I'm saying? We're all in this together. No. One by one. I don't know if that's... I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember how... I'm going to play it in this podcast, but that shit got me. Because basically it was a song about growing up and like, you know, looking back on yeah, your past. I'm to play another song at the end of the podcast. What? I'll get to it when oh, I get to God. it. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It. I feel like I'm not doing justice because I'm not really talking to anybody that knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm just talking to you. I know what you're talking about. No, you don't. I know Princess Bubbleina. No, you don't. There was a fucking, oh my God. She makes the bubbles. The way the Ice King storyline wrapped up with his wife. Fucking emotional as hell. The way the uh, uh, Fern, Finn's evil 
slash misunderstood leaf clone <laughs> or grass clone uh, character. His storyline wrapped up was fucking emotional. Very much like Infinity Wars. I like, caught a lot of grass Pokemon. No, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> he literally had a Peter Parker like, uh you recording me right now? <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> you're gushing about Adventure Time. You don't understand. <laughs> Keep talking. But yeah, Fern. He had a Mr. Sucker Don't Feel That Well moment. Oh, yeah. Fern Gully. No, not Fern Gully. Fern from Mr. <laughs> Sam. Oh, my God. I hate you. And the just the ending itself. How it went full circle with a, a feeling like adventures will never end. Like, I don't know. It fucking got me, man. I liked it. Perfect vision. <laughs> perfect vision for every season after season six. So, seven, eight, nine, and ten. All perfect seasons. And especially it's a perfect vision for that finale. That four-part finale was fucking amazing. Come along with me was so good. And Finn, my baby boy. He grew up. He grew up so fast, Michael. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Alright guys, I'm recording this alone because me and Michael are trash and forgot to read emails, and with his permission, he said I could read them without him, so here we go. Jordan is solo. Our first email comes from Stanley Ward. Uh, the subject is All the Small Things. Hey guys, it's Todoroki here, and I'm here to say thank you. Without this podcast, I never would have met such honest, inspiring, responsible, humble, and gracious people. The people who listen to this podcast are truly special. And... I truly care for them, even though I've never seen them in person. Oh, it's beautiful, man. Yeah, the community we kind of built over time for Blurred Vision has been pretty pretty astounding. Like, we, we wouldn't be here without you guys. So on behalf of Michael, I want to say thank you guys for listening, too. Um, I also want to know what your views are on Tokyo Ghoul. Uh, I don't remember you saying anything about it, and I was wondering what you thought. As for anime recommendations, that will probably never happen. You really should watch Promised Neverland when it starts in January because it's one of the best manga I've ever read. I've never even heard of it. Um, Bebek isn't a real word. The song you didn't know was My Hero Theme, and I think about this podcast every day. Stay, ner- stay nerdy, my blurdy, and go beyond plus ultra. Thanks, Stanley. Love hearing from you, bro. Um, what do I want to say? The... Uh, in terms of Tokyo Ghoul, though, of course, Michael hadn't seen it, but I've seen the first couple of episodes. I couldn't really get into it. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I know it's a big, like, you know, uh, it was really big in terms of, like, fan cult following, especially its first couple of seasons, but I just wasn't able to get into the main character or the, or the world's lore. But, again, that's just me. I felt like a, a darker version of, of Naruto with a demon and a person and, I don't know, the vampire vibes I got from the ghouls and how their world works was just like, nah, not for me. Maybe Michael would have liked it, but who knows. Our next email comes from John Rainey. Uh, because we're trash and misses last two emails, he says, disregard them, but what they did, what they did with Colleen was stupid, although there's some comic accuracy to it. And they made the whole final fight about her. That's funny. If you listen to the Iron Fist review that I gave, I will probably be giving before this. I'll, I'll drop this right before news. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I have no idea what they do with Colleen's character in the comics. I, I don't ever remember hearing that she ever had the Iron Fist. But 
uh, as you kind of heard from my review of it, I'm all for it because I think she's a stronger actress and character than I think Danny is right now in the show. So I was cool with Danny taking the backseat to Colleen being the Iron Fist of the MCU rather than like in the comics. I'm fine. You know, you know me. I'm fine with Elseworlds. So as long as it's a cool story and they gave me a really cool uh, reasoning for it with Colleen being an ancestor of the first Iron Fist. So I was fine with it. Wow, it is shockingly easy to do this without Michael, and it's kind of scary talking to myself. Um, next email comes from Christopher Higgins. Subject is DC streaming. Hey, guys. Now that the DC streaming service is available, what do you think about it? I assume in the upcoming podcast, y'all will talk about it. If not, what are your thoughts? Uh, so far, I've watched the first two episodes of Batman Beyond and the Batman short Strange Days. It'll be way easier to watch DC movies and shows that y'all talk about on the podcast now that it can be accessed quickly. I mean, yeah, I mean, for the price point, I think the DC streaming service, as long as they offer, and it seems like they're offering a lot with just like their comics and um, shows and movies, like it, it seems like it'd be worth it. The problem is like it, it opens the door for so many other streaming services. We can't talk, we talk about that on the podcast too. But, you know, for what it is right now, I think it'd probably be worth it for especially DC fans and comic fans in general. But once you start getting into granular DC or granular streaming services and we have like 20,000 apps for different streaming services, I think it's going to become kind of out of hand. But, you know, fingers crossed for this one to be a success because I am looking forward to Young Justice. I'm hoping Titans will be better than the trailer leads us to believe. Uh, next email comes from Jacob Brennan. Oh, pal, Jacob. Uh, please keep playing the My Hero third season theme. Please, for the love of God, stop playing the Attack on Titan theme. It sucks. That is all. I will edit the Attack on Titan theme. Cause I, I agree. I It takes up so much space in the podcast. It's like a, a minute and a half or whatever for the Attack on Titan theme that I, I also hate. So I think I'm going to start abbreviating it uh, in our episodes. So look out for that. Uh, probably this episode, actually. Uh, next email comes from Jake the Snake. <laughs> Subject is blurred, blurred, blurred. Blurred is the word. Blurred, blurred, blurred. Blurred is the word. <laughs> Don't you know about the blurred? Peter gonna tell you, but tell you the blurred is the word. A question about my academia. If All Might has a muscle form, does that mean Midoriya will have one? And you guys should do a drunk Dragon Ball Z movie commentary. We should do a lot of drunk commentaries, including the BVS one we haven't done yet. So. We'll get back around to that. That has to do with a lot with the announcement we're making next week um, uh, for our 100th episode. Uh, but in terms of All Might having a, mus a muscle form and whether or not that means Deku will have one, it's unclear. There's been a lot of speculation online whether or not like All Might has a secondary form because he has that muscle form in the first place. Like it, It's kind of unexplained right now. Um I would hope that Deku doesn't. I'm hoping that it's the thing where over time he'll become as muscular as All Might was in his prime and doesn't have to have a muscle form. Because I don't think he had a muscle form until he got injured in the first place. So, I don't know. We'll see how it works, though. Um, And I think this is our last email from Rashan Ram Ramlakan. Oh, man, I'm terrible at pronouncing names. But it's Flaza, dude. Our old pal. Um, Flaza says, just in case the iTunes app is trash which it is uh the end is near if you read this don't worry about my email last week oh okay well there you go it's been a slow crawl and episode 100 is upon us and that means jordan dies wait what 
Is that what happens in episode 100? Uh, spoilers? <laughs> Sorry to all you in Provision Land, but I read the podcast script. <laughs> but good news is Michael takes over and has a killer rap segment. Oh my god. <laughs> I wish Michael was here to hear that. Uh, besides the joking, Jordan, you might actually die when My Hero Season 3 finishes and you have to watch the season... Oh, you have to watch The Flash again. He's fucking right. Because uh, who doesn't enjoy a show that has inconsistencies and give development to every character but the originals? Uh, yeah, The Flash has fallen off. I am not, I'm not even looking forward to the new season. And that's, that kills me to say. I used to... I've said it before in the podcast, but I used to look forward every week. The, the way I, w- I look forward to My Hero Academia episodes, I used to look forward to Flash episodes in that first season. So for me not to be excited for the next season to start, I'm just like, meh. What happened? Um, who knows I want to be wrong but CW takes story advice off Tumblr posts facts so Iris might save the universe this season also facts anyways I did read the Attack on Titan manga a little further than you did no spoilers here but it's like one of those shows that consistently digs into the past as well as move ahead but I guarantee the second half will be great because there's a basement that needs to be found and deaths that need to come oh no I'm scared now. <laughs> I can also guarantee My Hero Season 4 will be better than any other season and will surpass any expectations you have. People might even die. Or not. You must live with not knowing that this is Season 4. Oh my god. Why are you doing this? White Lego Thriller, man. I'm like on the edge of my seat now. Thanks. Anyways, last episode was hilarious. I had to finish it at home because I couldn't stop laughing while I was working. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Jordan, you really be hating on short people. I heard Michael say it's. I heard Michael say it, so it's so true. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Michael says it and becomes reality on this podcast. Anyways, your four-way fisting fetish is strange. <laughs> Unlike me in my underwear suit, Spider-Man fetish. <laughs> Lol. Anyways, stay nerdy, my blurdies. Stay nerdy, Flaza. Um, and that was a great email. Uh, thanks again for everybody that sent in an email. Sorry again that me and Michael are trash and forgot to literally add this. Uh, to the podcast but he was feeling sick and left before I even realized like oh shoot we didn't record the emails but uh, I'm going to give this back over to Pass Jordan now take it away Pass Jordan alright I'm done rub the fire no, I'm not going that one no it was also amazing what Spider-Man for Playstation 4 which you don't know nothing about <laughs> no I do I don't know nothing about that let's move on let's get into news of the week with Michael <laughs> Spider-Man Fuck you. <laughs> she's the black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. No, they just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I can call you a nigga in the you better not. If he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. Yeah, I don't want to hand me down. I don't want any gay things. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. I got, I got, there were a couple more scenes with Miles, and I took a selfie with Miles. And Miles also has Spider-Man's phone number. Hey, guess what? You can run Miles in this dick. <laughs> How about that? Don't say that to a gay guy. Oh, God. <laughs> well, actually, before we get news, Jordan news, this just in, oh, Wally West, a.k.a. Kenyon Lonsdale, is showing his dick on the Instagram again. He's not showing his dick. He is showing his dick more than ever. Kenyon Lonsdale was literally twerking his dick on Instagram. This is Wally West, Michael. It's Wally Ke- West. It's Keenan Lonsdale. Two no, different people. No, it's Wally. My sweet, sweet Wally. He's just shaking his dick literally on Instagram through his boxers. I'm like, what is going on, Wally? 
I don't think that those weren't boxers. Those were like basketball type shorts. He's gone were, beyond you. Because they were way too loose. Like last week I was talking about how he he's like taking a page out of your book. Now he's gone beyond you. Has he? He went plus yeah. ultra. Yeah, you've sad. never done that. Yeah, I've never done that. I've never <laughs> looked at your Instagram and be like, oh. <laughs> yes, you have. You said, oh. <laughs> oh, I meant oh is in, that's Michael's dick flapping. <laughs> Like he was literally waving his dick at the screen. I'm like, hmm, maybe I should do that next. No, don't do that. <laughs> this is so new. This is a lovely picture I took off of as Miles. That's funny. That looks like Keen Lonsdale a little bit. That you can't do because you don't have a PlayStation. Hey, guess what? Fuck you. <laughs> How about that? And look at that. He's in front of Feast. And guess where Feast is? Feast is where Aunt May works. You know who Aunt May is? I know who Aunt May is, you dick. <laughs> it's Spider-Man's aunt. I wish I was playing that game. <laughs> well, you can't. <laughs> he said, well, you can't. <laughs> so, uh, all right, where are we at? We in the news? Uh, okay. I don't know. What's new? What's news? What happened this week? Hey, shit happened this week, guys. Goodbye. What's, That's what's been Blurt Vision for the week. Wow. <laughs> but no, uh, so let's talk about the first trailer. So the teaser trailer dropped for The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Happy birthday to fucking so dark what happened in the good old days of salem making adorable cat jokes he's an adorable and comedic cat fuck those days okay, those days well. are gone <laughs> this is not the barney days anymore uh, okay this is the dark days of riverdale because it's the same creators same creators of riverdale it looks it. which to me i'm just like so then why aren't they crossing because they're saying this is in the same world so i'm like so why aren't they crossing over they're saying they have no intentions to cross over Riverdale. So I'm like, what's the point? No fantasy elements in Riverdale. That's why. Well, they're if they're saying it's in the same world. Oh, literally, it's the same world. Yeah. Oh, then yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, you can at least bring Archie into that show. You know what I mean? If not the other way. Because also, uh, I know in the comic Riverdale and Archie, I mean Riverdale, uh, Sabrina and Archie, they spun they spin off each other, in the comic. I didn't know that at all. So. Yeah, I'm just like that was a waste of a wasted opportunity, but based on the the trailer, I was like, oh, this seems kind of interesting. Like when I, when I when I heard they were gonna reboot Sabrina and put it on Netflix, I was just like, mm, really? But then I saw the trailer, I was like, okay, this kind of looks this looks kind of interesting. What's that voice? <laughs> Uh, I'm vaguely interested a little bit. What really got me was that last scene where they're at the table and it's like the weird like Baphomet head or whatever it is, the goat head. Yeah. That looks cool. So I'm like, oh, it's kind of intriguing. I don't know if that's enough to make me keep watching the show, but I'll watch one episode. Check I it mean, out. I want to see what they do. Why'd you become Kermit the Frog? <laughs> what the fuck? That's not Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog is like this. Okay, then you're like Elmo. Like, what the? <laughs> I'm Kermit the Frog and it's not easy being green. <laughs> Nice. 
But yeah, I, 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 but the only thing is like with magic, I kind of feel like you have to have a budget and we've already know Netflix is notoriously cheap unless you're Will Smith's bright. Cause they even canceled Sense Eight because of the budget. What do you expect from this? You want magic battles? Like, what, what do you think is gonna happen? It needs to be maybe not magic battles, but something like I want to see like hands waving and. So you want magic battles? Yeah. <laughs> Was that the original intention of Sabrina? I mean, they don't even call it the Teenage Witch, but they call it like no, the. No, they call it the Chilling Adventures of the Sabrina. The Chilling Adventures, like as opposite of the Teenage Witch you can go. Yeah, but Chilling she, Adventures. She's a teenage witch. Okay. I don't know. I want, but I want, I want some magicy magic in a magic show. Boo! Show looks stupid. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. So I don't, I don't want them to only be like fucking levitating pencils and shit. Like, <laughs> show me full on Dark Willow season six if you're gonna go dark. Have a moment where Sabrina says bored now and fucking flays a guy alive. I mean, I don't Jesus know. fuck! <laughs> Why would you want that? Because it, it's it's cool. When Willow did that shit, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Which, but you don't know about that because you didn't watch season I did. six. I did. I watched that. No, I, yeah, because I showed you yeah, the you clip. you forced me to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I showed you the clip. You didn't see the whole episode. You just saw uh, that clip. Same shit. Trash. <laughs> anyway, uh, next trailer, they showed a little teaser trailer of uh, the Titans thing that drops in a couple weeks of Robin meets Robin. Jason Todd meets Dick Grayson. Nice to meet you, bro. I'm the new Robin. This is the dopest gig ever. Kicking asses, being famous, driving the Batmobile. He lets you drive the Batmobile. What'd you think of that? Um, okay, so here's the thing. I have no idea what tone this show actually is because the tone of this teaser was uh, like a, a complete 180 from the tone of the trailer. Like, this is like comedic with like rock music. The other one was like emo and dark. Fuck Batman. Yeah, so I don't know which which with is the real show. Gore. I don't know if this, this but trailers, the, this teaser could be a, a mean, lie. It could be a trick. Bo- I mean, they might both be the real show. One episode would be super dark. Next episode would be all hip and cool. I don't know. Mm, doubt it. <laughs> I, I'm more inclined to believe that this teaser was clever like editing. One scene. Well, it's like it was. It feels like they could thrown on some rock music to make it the the mood seem more energized. They could have just edited in all when Jason Todd is talking. They clearly could just edited in those scenes from other parts of the show of him like whooping ass and stuff. And then it's just one joke. You know what I'm saying? It's just him. said the one scene. Yeah. It's not just a scene. It's just one joke. The joke is, he lets you ride the Batmobile. And he shrugs. So like, ha 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 ha. In a teaser with editing, you can make it seem like that's like a the, the tone of the whole show. But that could just be a one-off joke in, in a dark show. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, they, they were able to make BVS look like it was comedic with that one scene in the, um, the, the dance room or the dance ball or whatever it was. Ah, Bruce Wayne meets Clark Kent. Exactly. So one one funny part of any ah. movie. Have you ever seen those like trailers online? Where they they take movies and change their and tone. Change the tone, yeah. yeah. It's just like that. Like it's it's you could it's easy to do. Which I'm just like, wow, it's amazing. Trailers okay. can lie. Yeah, easily. trailers can definitely lie. Yeah. But I mean, I was funny enough. But I, I was kind of mm. like, 
why is this 28 second trailer better than any of the like four minute, two minute trailers that they've shown before? I mean, the only trailer they've shown before? That, didn't they show two? That was only one. I thought Fuck Batman was the first one. Or maybe yeah. I'm thinking of the images. I don't know. Maybe you think of the images. I'm like, I thought they released more than just the one. Nah, I think it was just the Fuck Batman trailer. But I mean, but they're also only focusing on the what seems to be the strongest aspect of the show, which is the Bat Family. Like Robin easily has the, for we've we've seen <laughs> he has iconic, the best. They put all their money in Robin. Yeah, like he's the most iconic and best looking costume. His movie, his movie, his, his superhero, superhero movie. movie. Oh my god, it's real! <laughs> <laughs> he finally got it. <laughs> Cause like they, everyone else seems like a second. And thought. it's all about him, and it's all about him. That's what it feels like. They're putting all the budget. Like he gets the best costume. And honestly, he fuck gets all the Titan he show. He gets all the trailers. And they just called this show Bat Family. Like if you made a show without Batman, but had every other person in the Bat Family, I would watch that show before I watch Titans. Honestly, so it's like uh, you should have just made that show, guys. Could have Batgirl in this, Batwoman. Throwing some some Red Hood instead of Jason Todd. Had him be Tim Drake instead. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I like the concept. I like the idea of Dick Grayson meeting his replacement Robin. I do too, but I'm like, what are they gonna do? What are they gonna do with it? Is Dick Gray is Jason Todd gonna be a a thing, or is he just in like like one off? Probably just a one off cameo. Maybe they'll bring him back as Red Hood at some point. Leave it open for that. Maybe. Doubt it though, but yeah, I, I mean, if if the show's like this, I'll love it. But if the show's like the emo trailer, I'm not so sure. Well, speaking of Batgirl and the DC streaming service shows, so we already know Titans is coming out, Doom Patrol is coming, and Star Girl is coming. Well, Metropolis is, is still on the books. That's still happening. It's still on the books apparently, but. Wow. <laughs> they're, they're now saying that uh, Fandom Wire is saying that Batgirl is going to join the uh, streaming service for a 13-episode live-action series. And it's expected to start shooting maybe next February, planned for a 2020 release date. And as of right now, no one is attached to take charge of the project and an actress hasn't been found yet to take on Barbara Gordon. But yeah, so Batgirl is going to be getting her own. Speaking of, let's have a Bat Family sh- show about the Bat Family. We're going to have every Bat Family character gonna have, have a show. Every Bat Family person is going to have a show. That's not what it's, I wanted. <laughs> is it? Isn't it though? No. That's what you just said. No, I didn't. No, I feel like it's a genie wish. <laughs> it is. You didn't phrase it well enough. Exactly. You, you didn't phrase it well enough. So yeah, your wish has been being granted. God damn it. There's also a Bat Woman show happening. So I was like, what the hell? Well, that's on CW though. Okay, all right, whatever. So it's different. Now you're just gonna give me too much. <laughs> Are you excited about that? A Batgirl show? Yeah. No. Mm, me either. Just give me Batman. <laughs> like, why don't they? <laughs> Gotham's ending. I don't know, but I guess it's the same reason why we um, we can't get a Superman show. Which is? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't know. <laughs> The world may never know. But anyway, so uh, talking about the audience loving the Predator, 
people in our audience love the Predator, but I guess they didn't love it that much because it only made a 24 million. Granted, it was enough to let it be number one at the box office this weekend, but it was a very, very, very not so great $24 million opening for the Predator. So it's some bittersweet news because it's, it's number one. But it's number one because everything else was shit and didn't make it didn't make that much money. Mm. So uh, it won't be number one next week. <laughs> yeah, Predator was number one. The Nun was number two. Uh, number three was A Simple Favor. Four was. It was funny. I heard the Nun was all jump scares. So it's like either you watch the Predator, which has no scares, or the the Nun, which is all jump scares. Yeah, and I heard. Yeah, I heard. I heard the Nun wasn't that good. Uh, Peppermint made number six. The Meg is still holding in the top 10 is number seven. Searching, which I still want to see. Oh, yeah, me too. It's number eight. Oh, we're trash. I've not seen that yet. And 10, Mission Impossible is still in the top 10. Hmm. So it's saying that uh, the Predator has to really make up in the international box office to really turn a profit. Because the way it's looking domestically, it's not going to make a profit here. So might not get a sequel. Who cares? You care. Do I? Yes. Oh, I big, don't want big monster and robots. I don't want the Iron Predator, bro. Iron Predator <laughs> versus robot. Oh, big monster! <laughs> it's everything I ever wanted. Is it? Is it though? It is. <laughs> well, speaking of everything I ever wanted, I can't wait because there's a rumor that, uh, actually, I think it's been confirmed that a Captain Marvel trailer is coming out next week <gasps> on Good Morning America. Sweet. So we'll be on the internet right after. <laughs> yeah, I'll be on the internet right after. I'll catch it when I wake up because I'm going to be asleep. I wonder if that one's going to break the internet. Yeah, because she was like, oh, you ready to break the internet? And it was just the pictures. Pictures. I was like, like that's not. Yeah, this is, this is great and all, but I don't think this is internet breaking. I mean, we've seen your costume already. Like, it, now it's just they got the right colors, but we've already Photoshopped it. Like, we don't know. We, we didn't need your, like, it's nice to have, but we didn't need your reveal of the actual, like, in suit. <laughs> Boss Logic already photoshopped that shit. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, uh, might want to drop a trailer to break the internet. But I'm ready. I'm ready for the trailer. Same. Give me Wicked and Hawkling. <laughs> it's not gonna come in a movie, but <laughs> at some point, I, I saw a lot of jokes about uh her not breaking the internet, <laughs> but then Henry Cavill did. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get to that. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get through the Marvel news first. Okay. <laughs> So, wait. Is that Game of Thrones? It sounded like it, but that's not what it was supposed. That's not what it was supposed to be. Okay, then what are you trying to sing? Ali, he ni hiding in the karamalo. What the hell is that? Bollywood? Racist. Is it? No, it's Black Panther. What? No, I'm about to play it. I'm about to play it right now. That's oh, how it starts. Uh, it's like, and he got I'll take it. I'll take it back in black card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, what's this a cigarette? <laughs> that is Black Panther. It's like, oh, no, 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 Stop while you're ahead, man. <laughs> Let me, what song is that? I kind of know what you're trying to do. Now, now I think I, I get what you're trying to do with that, but it didn't didn't really play the way you thought it did. I'm about to play. Hold up. I think it's this song. Yeah. 
It's so funny. See, I'm right. This is exactly what he did. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> it's exactly, it's exactly well, right. We'll leave that to the Blair Bridge audience to decide. <laughs> this is, listen, guys. This is exactly what I just did. Tinika! He's like a Mikko. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> You're hurting your case. Hey. Hey. Uh, yep. No, you're right. <laughs> you are. You're right. Totally. <laughs> That's totally was, it. So, like I said, I was right. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Anyway. <laughs> of course I nailed it. <laughs> you keep like hurting your case. <laughs> anyway, so Black Panther news. Okay. <laughs> so Black Panther. Chadwick Boseman shaking his head somewhere. Right <laughs> so Black Panther is continuing to break records. It surpassed uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi domestically as the top Blu-ray of 2018, selling. More than 3.9 million Blu-rays, exceeding more than 82.2 million dollars in sales, in terms of Blu-ray sales, since May 15th. So that also increases its uh, domestic or b- domestic take in terms of the box office. Okay. So, yeah, Black Panthers continuing to break records, and it's on Netflix now. So yay for if you got oh, I didn't Netflix, even know it was on Netflix. If you got Netflix. Sweet. I'm gonna watch that PS3 scene over and over so again. Says, <laughs> domestically, Disney holds four of the top five spots with Black Panther, The Last Jedi, and Coco, and uh, Marvel Store Ragnarok. And then, uh, in terms of Blu-ray sales, and then it's followed by The Greatest Showman, which. This is the greatest show. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you waited for. Oh! And it says Black Panther has also moved the most DVDs in the U.S. People still buy DVDs? Yeah, DVDs? Not Blu-rays? No, DVDs. Wow. (laughs) All right. But yeah, Black Panther continuing to hold, break them records. It's a pretty average movie, though. It's racist. It is. Anyway, so... More, uh, why can't I talk? Disney Marvel News. So, based on these comments, people are saying that, oh, it's looking like they're going to retcon Scarlet Witch's origins because... In what? In, in the movies in, or in comics? The, in the movies. Oh, okay. okay. They did it a few times in the comics. Because <laughs> they're saying, oh, Elizabeth Olsen's Scarlet Witch might turn out to be a mutant after all. Wait, what? Because these are the comments... How do you go back on that? They they were experiments. It says, she may be called Scarlet Witch, but Wanda's powers aren't derived from the occult. And this is from the uh the ten year That's true. The ten year anniversary book or whatever that they're releasing. Okay. So uh it says whether it altered her or and this is the thing that people are like, oh, maybe she's a mutant after all. Or merely unlock something latent inside Wanda. Mm. The Infinity Stone on Loki's scepter bestowed incredible powers of the mind. I mean... And then it just basically goes into her power. No, but it kind of makes sense, block. though. Because, I mean, that, that's actually a really good workaround. Because, like, <laughs> otherwise, why, how do you explain why does Quicksilver have speed and she has, like, weird powers? 
they deliberately did that, or they just use the abilities. Both mutants, bro. What's what I mean? Like it's unlocking something within them rather than they experimented on them to create speed and weird power. I don't, I don't know how to describe her powers. Psychic? No. Magic? No. What is it? I mean, if they were smart, they would just say it's magic and connect it to Doctor Strange because they already introduced magic in the MCU. But that's so not how like, the magic in this universe works. Like, she just shoots beams. It's different magic. Like, Doctor Strange does, like, gang signs and then magic happens. That's not, that's not one way to magic. Magic, magic, bro. Did you get that from Buffy or something? No. Okay. I'm just saying, there's, there's more than one way to magic. All right. Yeah, I guess so. I'm just saying it just it seems different than what he does. Because she's a witch and he's a sorcerer supreme. <laughs> These weird divisions. Okay. <laughs> it is. Everything's divided. Well, speaking of divisions, looks like there's no more division on what's happening with Miles Morales. And he's not going to be called Spidey. Thank God. Really? So... Uh, Miles Morales is returning with a new comic book series, uh, coming out, uh, when is it coming out? Oh, same month as, uh, the, the Spider-Verse movie in December. Okay. And the comic is going to be called Miles Morales, Spider-Man. So yay, it's not Spidey. And it says the new series will be the first ongoing Miles Morales book not written by Brian Michael Bendis. Instead, Exiles writer Celine Dean Ahmed and Secret Warriors artist Javier Guerin, I don't know who these people are, will be charting the next major chapter in Miles' superhero career. And this, I'm not really a fan of like how his head looks. Oh no, is it a new costume? Well, no, it's the same costume, but uh, this is uh, this is the cover for the first issue. Oh, I like it. What's wrong, what's wrong with it? His head looks tiny. He looks like his head, like almost looks like you know that little. I mean, it's the you know that creature, creature from Beetlejuice, where his head. Oh, it's not that bad. It, no, it looks it just is like, not that bad. <laughs> you gotta take the angle into account. It's like it's from the bottom up, so his head's the farthest thing away from the, the panel or whatever. He looks like the Beetlejuice creature with the tiny head. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. <laughs> Overall, overall, I like, I like, I like it. But the name of it is still Miles Morales Spider Man. Yeah, because you also have the other Spider Man book, I so know, you don't want to. I know, I know. You know how I feel about this. You're racist. No, I'm not. I, I think it's it's, it's just... too black. It's too black. No. Oh, <laughs> if... uh, oh, wait, wait. Well, how does this sound? It sounds like oh, your Miles Morales battle sounds like the same thing I wanted for Black Buffy. I don't wait, want. What? I don't want the same thing. No, that's not what I'm saying either. Oh, you want you want Miles Morales to be his own, otherwise he's Black Spider Man. No, it's the same thing I said about Buffy. I don't want her to be black because it's like it's just she's gonna be known as Black Buffy. It's completely same, different oh, situation. Oh, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> you know, you yelling over me does not mean it, right? It is. It is. It, is. it means I'm right. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm... What? <laughs> he should have been. I don't know. They fucked up putting him in 616. He didn't need to be. Especially since they showed that fucking amazing scene at the end of the Spider-Man. If they didn't put him in a 616, he wouldn't exist because the Ultimate Universe does not exist anymore. Yes, it does. No, they're not writing books for it, though, is my point. But they can just write his book and have it be set in the Ultimate Universe. No. Isn't fucking uh, Spider-Gwen in Ultimate Universe, too? 
they're not doing Spider Gwen books anymore either. Because she's, no, she's not She's not in the Ultimate Universe. She's in her own. She's in a separate universe. No, no, not the Ultimate Universe. She's a, yeah, she's in her own universe. Yeah. So I'm and, saying, and guess you, what? That book doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Now she's only showing up in like Spider Verse books. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, and the same thing for like um, Val Zod. You know what I mean? He's Earth too. Guess what? Those books don't exist anymore <laughs> either. Look, I'm not saying <laughs> that. <laughs> Clearly, they cancel all the books that have anything to do with alternate worlds. But I'm just saying, like, the, the, the Spider-Man 2 is ending. The dick slaps to the face is the older Spider-Man, the older Spider-Man universe does still exist somewhere without Miles Morales. That kills me. <laughs> and so they asked uh, the writer, Ahmed, what his vision for this book is going to be. And he said, for my money... Spider-Man is, at his core, a teenage hero. In this book, Miles will be that Spider-Man, battling threats against the community and the city rather than the universe, mm. and trying to do so while dealing with grades and bullies, family, and botched dates. This is the classic Spider-Man, but very much dealing with modern concerns and realities. So what it was during the Ultimate Spider-Man run, too. Yeah. And it says they also asked Ahmed if he was nervous at the thought of stepping into Bendis's shoes with the character. And and given how much Bendis wrote and created this character. Well, you know, Bendis is going to Bendis. <laughs> and he said, I've not spoken to Bendis, but he is absolutely brilliant. And his writing was one of the things that brought me back into superhero comics after years away. So, of course, and people say that a lot about a lot of Bendis, the older Bendis stuff. Mm. So, of course, there's some intimidation factor, but ultimately, you have to just respect the work and creation of those who came before you while still being confident enough to put your own stamp on the stuff. Superheroes are myths built with layers of story. If other creators hadn't gone on to help define Peter Parker after Lee and Ditko, we wouldn't have the Peter, we wouldn't have the Spider-Man we know and love today. So, uh, they also asked if his background of being Lebanese, Egyptian, and Irish, and Polish descent helped influence the character. And he says, I think our background always informs how well how we tell the story. It's just a question of how conscious of that we are. And there are always both bridges and gulfs between ourselves as writers and characters that we're writing. I'm not black or Puerto Rican. I'm not a teenager. I didn't go to a nice school like Miles does, but there are a lot of points where we do connect powerfully, even points where his experiences connect with my kids' experience. And I absolutely draw on those connections. So, yeah. I'm excited. I mean, I, I, do, I, you know, I love Miles Morales as a character, so I'm willing to take, you know, follow him on this journey, whoever's writing him. I'll give it a shot. And it says he also teased that uh, Miles' Uncle Aaron will return in his new role as the Iron Spider. What? I don't know anything about it, but I guess Aaron is the Iron Spider now? Wait, I, I keep confusing which one that is. Is it the uncle or the dad? No, it says uncle. Oh, uncle. The prowler. Oh, but in 616, he's actually a good guy. I don't know. I think he is. Because the prowler was Spider-Man at one point in 616 recently. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a good guy. But I guess he's the Iron Spider now? They fucked Miles Morales a lot. Like, <laughs> he fucked up his origins, man. I liked when he was a fucking villain. Like, he was like the anti-Uncle Ben. But speaking of his origins, in Spider-Man for PlayStation 4... I'm gonna <laughs> slap you <laughs> with I, my dick. 
Again, you like it. And so, I was going to say, <laughs> and I will love it. Oh, God. All right. What, what is Penis. It? <laughs> <laughs> is that the catchphrase of the episode? Give me power. <laughs> episode 99, penis. <laughs> it will be. P-E-N-I-S. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, so I really like Miles' origin kind of. Ba- well, yeah, this is origin and, and this version of of the 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 uh the game of this world. Okay. I feel like if they were going to have both Peter Parker and Miles exist within the same universe like they did in the 616, I feel like the way they did it in the game should have been what they did in the comics. Yeah, but in the comics they have to mash things together. <laughs> I got to make this origin fit cuz it doesn't <laughs> how they do it in the game. Should I tell you? Is it a spoiler? I mean, if you want to know his fucking origin, it's the well, story, his origin the story as line Spider-Man of the game. Or no, he's wait, not Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Tell me if he's just like what, how he exists in the world. Yeah. But yeah, so basically, at least where I am, he still doesn't know Peter Parker and Spider-Man are one and the same, but he still has a relationship with both. Mm. And he's developing a relationship with both. And the way it comes out about is... Because I mentioned before that I, when you was like, have you met Miles yet? And I was like, no, I haven't met Miles, but I met Jefferson Davis. And he was yeah. like, ooh, the problem. I was like, no, bitch, it's his father. <laughs> <laughs> and so Spider-Man has a mission where he teams up with Jefferson Davis, his father. And uh, they're doing you know, some exploring. They have a little banter back and forth. So you could tell they get along with each other. And so uh, they, they form a connection. Okay. And then, and late, later on, Jefferson Davis ends up dying from Mr. Ever since you said fucking Mr. Negative, I now want to say that <laughs> shit. It is negative. It's name. a better name. <laughs> and, uh, so he ends up getting killed in, in the line of duty from Negative Man. Oh, shit. The dad dies? The dad dies. Yeah. Oh. And so because of that. Peter, you know, he always has this, basically the green arrow syndrome. Everything is my fault. Mm. He's always been that way. Oh, he like takes a shine to the sun? Yeah. And so because of that, because huh. Miles was there, but Peter got knocked unconscious. So he, was, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't part of the fight. So Mary Jane was created. I'm like, oh my God, Peter, wake up. <laughs> <coughs> so this, 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 at that point, that's the first time you take control of Miles. And he's trying to find his dad. And so mm. you're like trying to hide, do stealth missions, because obviously you have no power, so you can't get caught. Yeah. So you're trying to find your father. And so the, there was a scene that he finally finds his father, and it's like he sees his dad dead on the ground. And it's like, damn. Oh, Miles. <laughs> I love you. So they kind of reverse because his mom dies, at least in the Ultimate Comics, but it's from Venom. This time it's from Mr. Negative. Mm. Or is it Negative, Negative Man? Man. I don't Wait. know what his name is anymore. Nah, I don't know his name anymore. Mr. Negative Man. I think, Mr. <laughs> I think it's Mr. Negative. Uh, I think it's Mr. Negative Man. <laughs> I think it's the whole thing. <laughs> Call me Mr. Negative Man. <laughs> you fucked it up. Now I don't know his name. No, it is Mr. Negative. No, okay. So you said Negative Man. Now I'm saying Negative. So yeah, it's Mr. Negative. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> negative something. So yeah, so yeah, Miles, Miles dies instead of his... Uh, I mean Miles. My- his father dies instead of his, his mother. His father dies instead of his mother. Okay. And you get to meet Rio, his mother. Hmm. So, uh, basically, because of that, Peter takes 
Miles under his wing because he knew his father and basically asked Aunt May to hire him at her home at the homeless shelter that she works at. Okay. Because now that uh, Martin Lee was revealed to be a because vi- Martin Lee is the one that ran that homeless shelter. Yeah. But now that he's been revealed to be a villain, Aunt May basically she's taking it over and she runs it now. Mm. And so he uh, he asked Aunt May to hire Miles, and so Miles is work. <laughs> Hires black kid. <laughs> yeah, basically. And so Miles works there now, and so that's where uh, him and Peter interact. And then one day uh, he goes to visit. He's like, you know what? I should go. Vi- I should go visit Miles and see how he's doing. And so as he's swinging through the city huh. to go uh, f- to go uh, to the f- to feast, which is the name of the homeless shelter, to uh, visit Miles, he sees that Miles is uh, getting into a scuffle with some thugs, and so Peter Parker swoops in as Spider Man and saves him, and he's like. I'm like, because you know, Miles is like the ultimate Spider-Man fanboy, mm. kind of like Deku is with All Might. So, okay. so it's kind of like that moment where he's like, "Oh my God, you're the, you're, the, you're, you're he's like stuttering. He's like, "You're the amazing Spider-Man. You're the spectacular Spider-Man." He's like, "Yeah, there's a lot of choice words that I get that Jameson would call me that aren't those." <laughs> so he also, uh, as Spider-Man, he teaches Miles how to fight. Oh, okay. So he's like, you know, he teaches him how to throw a punch. And he's like, do it like that. So he punches Spider-Man. And he's like, yeah, you're good, kid. And so he swings away. And he's like, and Miles is like, oh, my God. I just punched Spider-Man. That's so cool. That's hilarious. Yeah, so it's like, so that, like I said, he develops a relationship with both Spider-Man and Peter Parker. And so seeing, before he becomes Spider-Man, before he becomes his his version of Spider-Man. So seeing that, it's like, I like that. Yeah, I agree. That's a cool way to introduce his character. In this universe. I like that a lot. <laughs> what you reminded me of when you said the, uh, oh my God, I punched Spider-Man. You saw that comic uh, floating around the internet of Deku and All Might, and Deku walks in on All Might about to fuck All Might's mom. I mean, uh, Deku's mom. No. Oh, you haven't seen that? No. Oh, give me one second. That shit is hilarious. Yeah, I'm going to read this live on the air because it's fucking hilarious. But yeah, but they also kind of tease Miles getting his spot, at least to me. I mean, I could be, probably be reading into it wrong, but I, could, I I think it is like they tease Miles eventually getting bit. Give me that. Hold on, what is this? <laughs> it's literally Deku walking in on. Hey, mom, have you seen my... <laughs> and it's, it's all Hello. my and his mom about to have sex. Hello, young Midoriya. <laughs> you come, call Zuku. me Zuku. <laughs> Hey, all might. Or you guys, or you guys gonna fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is his face. It's so cute. It's Zuku. It's happening. This is what he wants. <laughs> yes, that was like what killed me. It's like his face is like. It's this is everything happening. I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> he low key wants him to fuck. <laughs> Speaking of which, I wonder if they're gonna ever introduce his father. They talk about his his father has the power to breathe fire. When? When did he say that? And the, uh, cause remember they mentioned they was like uh they in the begin like in the first or second episode they was like what's your quirk? It was like I can bring things towards me and his father can breathe fire. Oh, when she was telling the doctor. Yeah. Oh, I forgot they. Oh. Hmm. Good question. So I'm like, I wonder if they're ever gonna bring. I like the. I like see. I like the fucking theory that his father's all for one. <laughs> I mean. Can he breathe fire? Maybe, maybe he can. Maybe he can't. Well, maybe not now because he needs that. Yeah. Possibly. I like the Darth Vader 
Anakin or Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker vibes of that. But yeah, I mean, that make oh that's why I saw a meme again. All these memes, <laughs> I saw a meme um that explained Deku's not his quirk, but his the power to attract hot chicks. Because his mom has the power to attract things, and his dad can breathe fire, attract hot things. <laughs> So that's why all the bitches want Deku because he attracts hot girls. <laughs> okay, that was hilarious. Like ah, but now I get it because father is confirmed. So Fire Miles, baby. yeah, I liked, I liked, I liked the origin, and yeah, they 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 tease the spider that he's gonna get bitten by because Mary Jane sneaks into Oscorp. And she sees all these experimental spiders, and they're like, "What is this? Bioelectric bioelectrokinesis? The, abil- the, the ability to camouflage? What is Osborne doing?" I'm like, "Ha ha! That's what Miles uh, can do. That's his spider." Yeah, and his fucking OPS spider sting or whatever. Yeah. The so that sting. spider, she accidentally breaks the cage, and it starts crawling on Mary Jane. But then he, continuity slaps it off her head. <laughs> yeah, and the, but then she she slaps it off, and it crawls away, and it crawls away. Uh, he's gonna be eating an ice pop at home, crawling his hand, bite it. <laughs> so I'm like, ha ha, Miles. That's awesome. But yeah, I'm almost done with the game. It's great. <laughs> For sure it is. Supposedly the ending is like a what the fuck. So I'm like, cause everybody's like, I just finished Spider Man and that ending. Huh? Yeah, I heard and it's I'm emotional. Like, what happened? Yeah, I heard it's emotional as fuck. Guess I will find out. I guess I won't. <laughs> you won't find. Well, you'll hear it from me, but you won't get to see it. I don't want to hear a you, spoiler you ending. To, it's not like you're gonna play it. I am gonna play it. When? I don't know. Somehow. Exactly. <laughs> somehow. Never. Somehow. <laughs> anyway, uh, what was I? I am one. <laughs> so, the biggest news that dropped this week. Super news. Yes, as big as Henry Cavill's muscles. <laughs> well, Henry Cavill, according to the Hollywood Reporter, who's played Superman in the Man of Steel movie, Batman v Superman, barely, barely, and Justice League, barely. barely. <laughs> <laughs> he is now out Don't as lie. Superman. Nope, that's not what happened. Yes. Henry Cavill himself went on Instagram and said nothing. He just showed us. He has a, a Superman. Toy. He has a Superman doll. That's what happened. But it might be a toy from Man of Steel 2. No. Yeah, I don't believe that. But wait, there's more. So his manager released a statement, which I have to pull up again because I just closed it. <laughs> okay. Technical difficulties. I gotta repeat all this shit again. But yeah, so uh His manager said, be peaceful. The cape is still in his closet. Warner Brothers Pictures has been and continues to be our partners as they evolve the DC universe. Anticipate a WB statement later today. And then? Well, lo and behold, that statement came. And they said absolutely fucking nothing. (laughs) So, Warner Brothers statement is... While no decisions have been made regarding any upcoming Superman films, we've always had a great respect for and a great relationship with Henry Cavill. And that remains mm-hmm. unchanged. That was the statement. That tells us nothing. Those were a lot of words. 
That said nothing. Well, it said that... And then Henry Cavill did that Instagram tweet where he's like, oh, so much craziness has happened today. And then he said, like, today and then he shows exciting. Up, he, yeah, today was exciting or whatever. And then he shows her, he's wearing a Kryptonian lifting shirt or whatever. Yeah. And then he shows him holding up a Superman doll. Again, not saying anything. Yeah. So to me, all of this just confirms that the statement is true, that he is no longer going to be Superman. Is that what you think? That's what I. Think. I feel like it's confirmation that they're in negotiations. They're trying. Him and his manager are trying to negotiate for like a better deal or more money or something, and that's why everybody's vague. I mean, that could be it. You know what? You know what I mean? Like, why else is it so? Why is every party vague? And and what the WB said, what that reads as is. We got no problem with Henry Cavill. If he wants to be in other movies, he can totally be in other movies. If he wants to be in Justice League or Superman, he can be in that too. But we don't know right now if he's actually going to be Superman going forward. I mean, our that, negotiations aren't done. That could be it, but or it could just be simply the fact that we don't want to put this news out that Henry Cavill is not going to be Superman when we still got Aquaman right around the corner. Mm, okay because then that's going to completely take over the headline while we're still trying to promote this movie that technically still takes place in that universe well what do you think because it could be because it's also because it's all i'm I'm not saying me but that could be their thinking i mean because it could be the same uh logic with them talking about what the when the news dropped that ben affleck was no longer writing and directing or possibly even starring as batman right before justice league came out and during comic-con batman is uh, ben affleck was like oh yeah of course i'm gonna be batman forever no matter whether i'm directing it or matt reeves is directing it i'm batman guys yay comic-con and then like the very next week he's like yeah i'm trying to get the script right i don't know i might not be batman it's not necessarily certain let me ask this what Around the same time as Henry Cavill thing came out, I saw headlines about Ben Affleck saying that he was stepping out too. But is that confirmed? Is that true? Well, that that came out as an article too. But it's like that's not even confirmed because like, well, it's all conjecture. Weren't you dropping out before all this Henry Cavill stuff? But now it's like, oh, now that Henry Cavill's dropping, now I'm definitely dropping out. But, but I'm did like, he you, say that? But you were dropping out before that. I, I, I don't know if it came directly from him. It was just sources to sources say that. Oh, ben okay. Affleck. So that was all just speculation. Yeah. So I'm just like, the fact, but yeah, the fact that Warner Brothers is like <laughs> not saying shit. I'm not going to lie. When that, when that news dropped, it was like the internet, you know that SpongeBob meme where like it's all the little SpongeBob's in his mind running around the office building that's like on fire? Uh-huh. That's what like DC headquarters was like, oh shit! WBDC. <laughs> so yeah, Brie Larson was talking about the the pictures with the Captain Marvel that was gonna break the internet. No, nah. this broke the fucking internet. <laughs> Them saying Superman's gonna quit, <laughs> possibly, possibly broke the internet. I haven't confirmed, but I don't know. To me, that that screams we're in negotiations. I mean, it could be contract negotiations, but why be vague? Why is everyone vague? There's no reason for everyone to be vague. Because like I said, like, like I said, I feel like they're trying to hold. They don't want this news to come out yet because they're trying to like hold Henry, off. I feel like Henry Cavill and his manager or someone close to them leaked this information to get a internet reaction to strengthen their negotiation. Because they're like, look, if I'm out, look what happens to the internet. Look, do you see? Do you see what happens to your universe? If Henry Cavill is not part of it. Give me more money. That's what it feels like to me. And if they don't, they're idiots. If it comes down to money or I mean, more... I would say, yeah, but then at the same time, it's like, are they, though? Because it's not the same situation as, like, Robert Downey Jr. Because, like, yeah, 
You're going to fuck up like a little the, the bit of Because you, you think about it, the Man of Steel movies, I mean, yeah, the Man of Steel movie, I said movies, yeah, movies. but movie <laughs> didn't make as much as they wanted it to make. Batman v Superman, and then also it didn't have the reaction that they wanted it to have. Batman v Superman didn't make as much as they wanted. They thought it was going to be a billion dollar movie. It wasn't. They and it got huge critical backlash, and then Justice League fell on its face. So it's like if they want to get rid so of the it's universe. Like, so in in terms of the studio's eyes, why would you pay Henry Cavill? Because it seems like he's not bringing in the 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 the. the the dollars and and stuff that they might want. I think it's a short sighted, though a very WB way to look at it. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I'm just saying because it's like, well, clearly the only one that's really breaking in, much... the only one that's really bringing in the money and and the, and the accolades and stuff is Gal Gadot. But it's not just Gal Gadot. It's just because her movie was good. She didn't do any better in Justice <laughs> League. Like she didn't fare any better critically. She's it was a shit movie, just like BVS. That's why those movies flopped. She's, but she just so happened to have a cool part in Yeah, this. I agree with you. But from a studio perspective, that's not how they're going to look at it. But I feel like they would look at it now. If, if not then, which I think is dumb, they should definitely look at it now. Because clearly you see that Henry Cavill is at least loved in, his, in the part. Like, the, you don't want to get rid of the little bit of goodwill this universe has by getting rid of one of its major pillars. Regardless of how well he's been used in BBS Justice League, he's still loved in that role. So if they take that away, clearly you see that pillar is holding up what little bit of a framework of a universe you have. So you get rid of that, and now you got nothing. I mean, you have Wonder Woman, but that's like, you know, one part of the greater whole. Though I, for one, am okay with a Wonder Woman and Super Friends movie. <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> I mean, she is the lead in Justice League Dark. Let's say, okay, let's talk uh, possibilities. If Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill did And actually, before we get into that, what? remind me, which I know you're going to forget, so I need to Definitely. try to remind myself. <laughs> After we're done with this Henry Cavill conversation, we need to talk more Spider-Man, Spider-Man and Sony, because there's something I wanted to talk to you about. I was going back and listening to an old episode of ours, and the episode where I talked about uh, Sony trying to get Venom into the cinematic universe, Okay. and I was like, I thought of something that I wanted to bring up on the podcast. And I was like, oh no. But remind me after we're done with this okay. Henry Cavill stuff. Um, like I said, real quick into the Henry Cavill thing. Um, I forget where I was going with that. Gal Gadot, you were talking about. Super Friends. Oh, oh, oh. Um, so what happens if Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill do step out? Like, What do you want to see happen to this universe? I think this is actually a really good opportunity. If they do get rid of Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck, you kind of... They didn't really have plans for a Batman or Superman movie, as far as we know, anyway. So I think this well, is no, actually... They're, they're doing the Matt Reeves. Whenever that's supposed to come out... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but as of right now, Matt Reeves is doing a Batman movie. But, but according have... to Warner Brothers, they're saying there are no plans for another Superman movie. They're focusing on... They even said in the thing, what, right, our Supergirl? focus is Supergirl. Which I'm just like... That shows you right there. fuck are you doing? Exactly. But I'm saying this is a good opportunity. Just like you put Superman in the back burner for the Supergirl show. This is a good opportunity for you to shift focus to other characters. And then in another team of movies, if you do another justice league or something, this is actually a good opportunity to bring those characters in at, because you don't need Batman and Superman to be <coughs> like well-established. We know who those characters are. So now if they take their time with Justice League two, whatever you want to call it, you develop Aquaman, you develop Shazam, you make a flash movie. Finally, you make an Aquaman movie. 
Um, Wonder Woman 2 comes out. So now you have a more... You, you make a Green Lantern movie. Now you have an established league. So when you make a Justice League 2... And you have Super Wonder Woman and her Super Friends go up against whatever threat there is, and oh no, we can't hold them back. What are we gonna do? Then you bring in the brand new Batman and Superman. You bring in the 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 A-listers. They come in and they're your like third act cameo save, and then they get to have their own movie with these brand new, hopefully well developed and likable new castings. Or maybe they might try to go the route of instead of making. Superman movies, they do what Marvel did with like the Hulk. Instead of giving him his own movie, we just put him in other people's movies and use him that way, and he works better that way. You can do it that way too, but it's just weird. To me, it's weird because then you're like, who the fuck is this? Oh, you're Superman? I guess you are. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it works better in a group movie because they can just come in as like the, they're the cavalry. You know what I mean? We need the big guns. Batman and Superman come in. But then, yeah, so now Superman, like the Hulk is the big gun. Superman is the big gun. Yeah. And he only shows up in the other people's movies. As yeah, but I wouldn't want to see, movie. I wouldn't want to see a brand new Superman just show up in Shazam out of nowhere. I feel like their first reveal should be like, like Civil War, where you brought in Spider-Man and Black Panther in that movie. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. But. Flashpoint is fucking shit, dude. Just <laughs> do it. Like, you have Flash. You haven't made his movie yet. You have an opportunity there. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, Batman and Superman should look different. Oh, well, Flashpoint. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But I'm just like, I don't know what's... I don't know what they're doing. What are they doing? This this whole universe is just on fire. Reboot! <laughs> hey. If you're going to do it, now's the time. You know what? Do it now. I think they might be waiting until after Wonder Woman 2 comes out because as of right now, they got a lot of movies in development and stuff like that, but nothing's really concrete and announced after Wonder Woman 2. Mm. Like Shazam, Aquaman, Shazam, and then Wonder Woman 2. But other than that, like we hear about Birds of Prey coming out, but we don't have any real movement on it. What? We don't even have any real movement on the Flash. The Flash isn't even shooting yet. Nope. So, That's what I'm saying. Flashpoint. Like, or even like this Batman. Like I'm, we're, we're wondering, like, what the fuck is still... Like, we've heard about Matt Reeves like a year or so ago. Like, and it's like, we haven't heard any movement on it. So I'm like, maybe this, maybe this is why. Because they're waiting till after Wonder Woman 2 to be like, all right, we're scrapping it and starting over. What do you think? Flashpoint or no? If you're going to scrap this universe, give us Flashpoint. I, you can literally I, make it the comic book want, Flashpoint. I, I'm like, I don't want Flashpoint now, though. Why? Because it hasn't been earned. It's but, the same but, reason I feel like no, it's the same reason it. why I don't like I don't want a Phoenix movie yet because no. we ha- it hasn't been earned. Disagree. Like I just got this Jean Grey and now Disagree. you're already doing a Phoenix. Flashpoint is about an alternate universe. It's not even about our about the main DC universe. Yeah, it's about an alternate universe, but it's about an alternate. That alternate universe means nothing if if I know nothing about this universe. Do you know about Aquaman? Do you know about Superman? Do you know about Batman? Do you know about what the good yeah universe I know is about to be? I know about them in terms of the comics, but I don't know anything about really Aqu- this version of Aquaman so doing- to see an alternate Aquaman. It's like you don't well, have to. You who is know this? Aquaman. Who is this Aquaman? Who is this Aquaman? You don't have to know that. You all you need to know is what this Elseworld Aquaman in this dark universe is. Make it dark. And here's your opportunity to make it dark and actually make it, like, make sense why it's dark. Yeah, but it makes it more meaningful, like, to see Wonder Woman of and course. Aquaman fighting because you know who they are and then see them fucking going after each other. But you do know who, you, who they are. You know, whatever iteration you have of them in your mind is better than the DCEU's iteration of them. So it's better that you go in just with your prior knowledge of the character and then see a dark version of that. And then at the end of the movie, you see the version you want, which is, like, the actual 
comic book accurate Justice League. And then from there, we start our new comic book universe. Then fucking go, all right, well, since we don't have a good Aquaman, but that's I'm assume- not going to appreciate but a that's, dark Aquaman. But that's assuming they're going to, you say the Aquaman we want, but that's assuming they're going to get rid of Jason Momoa and uh, everybody like. No, I'm, not, I, I, I'm fine with Jason Momoa. <coughs> like, all right. So if, if this movie, Aquaman movie is good, I don't have a problem with Jason Momoa. And I think it's going to be all right. So I, I, don't, I don't think Jason Momoa is my issue. It needs, I mean, it needs to be better than all I right. mean, good as in like. You know, be way better comic, than all right. Yeah, I know. A more comic accurate world. That's what I'm saying. So I think I don't think you need. I don't need to see a, a good version, a, a better version of Henry Cavill and Man of Steel two before I can appreciate the emaciated, skinny, weakened version of him in a Flashpoint movie. I already know what Superman looks like. I already have the idea of Superman is like in my head. All right, I can take that head cannon and I can bring it with me into an Elseworld story because it's it's a lay. Oh, bit my tongue. <laughs> It's labeled an Elseworld story, so I don't need to see what, what his good version. I'll see that at the end of the movie, not at the beginning or before. I don't need to. Mm. Yeah. It's not like Phoenix. You have to build to Phoenix. You know, I mean, it's not that's not an Elseworld story. You have to you, that you have to earn. Flashpoint. You can start from zero, make a Flashpoint movie, just like, just like um, in the cartoon, the animated Flashpoint. We didn't know that version of Superman, Batman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, none of them. That was a brand new universe in terms of the animated movies that they rebooted to start the new 52 series. Yeah, but it's also still built on your ideas of them. Not even just that, but uh, the, the, the Flashpoint stories, is, the genesis of it is built on the precipice of him wanting to go back in time to save his mother from from Reverse Flash. I didn't watch no Flash movie before that Flashpoint movie, the animated one. Did you? There was no Flash movie before that. I didn't have to learn about no, Barry no, Allen's yeah, character. No, it was all established in that movie. And they could do that! <laughs> if I could get Flashpoint... In a fucking episode, but, now, but I'm like, but you're also going to compare the, the animated movies, which have proven to be way better. I understand this, than, than, <laughs> but damn it, they should be better. The fucking DC animated should movies, be better. Uh, way better than than anything the, the the live action versions have been doing. Facts. I'm I'm giving it a lot of credit, but I'm saying that if they did it right, it could be done. They could make a badass Flashpoint movie and fix this entire universe. Fuck it. <laughs> but they're not. I think it's stupider just to reset. Like, if they're going to reset, at least do it within continuity. You know what I'm saying? They're just going to reset everything. Oh, that's whack. <laughs> and recast the Flash. You don't like Ezra Miller? It's not. I'm just saying that they're going re- to reset everything. <laughs> I think it can be salvaged. I think it can be fixed. If you gave it to a person with a vision, it can be fixed. A blurred vision? Hey, WB, man, if you want to hit me up, I'm just saying. <laughs> from the, can you imagine? From the producer of Power Rangers Unworthy. <laughs> almost 600,000 views. <laughs> 600,000 whole views? Wow. Wow. You know what else shows? Wait, wait, wait. Before we get into the next thing. Oh, no. It's still part of this. Spider-Man? Well, no. No, no, no. Oh, it's part of it. I'm, okay. st- I'm still in the Henry Cavill thing. Oh, okay. So, in another world of Bizarro News, when they talk about... Uh, Henry Cavill leaving as Spider-Man. I mean, fuck. Wait, what? Oh, that'd be, I would watch that movie. Henry Cavill Speaking of which, I'm like, so if Henry Cavill leaves, how about he goes to the Marvel Universe as like Captain Britain or Doctor Doom or Mr. Fantastic? Oh my God. Captain Britain would be fucking cool. Mr. Fantastic. Or make him a mutant. Mr. Fantastic? Nah, he's too muscular. Yeah, he is. But I'm like, or make him a mutant. 
Like what? I don't know. A mutant. <laughs> a mutant. <laughs> a generic mutant. It just that's his name. I'm mutant. What's my what's your superhero name? A mutant. I like the Cat and Britain idea. That's fucking cool. So give give him give him that. Yeah, but throw him in the Marvel universe. But anyway, <laughs> so with that, with uh, WB moving in another direction from uh, Henry Cavill. One of their considerations for a new Superman. Oh, this news. <laughs> Valzad. Wait, pause. Is it Valzad? Because there's some confusion on the internet. Because I made a post about this. It's Michael B. Jordan. It's right? Michael B. Jordan. They were, lo- they were looking at to replace The modern day Will Smith. To replace him <laughs> as Superman. Yeah. yeah just uh, Black guy, Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> that's Basi- like the, basically. <laughs> that's the go-to name now. Um, is it that they were going to recast <laughs> Superman as Clark Kent? Or Valzad. Most people are assuming Valzad, me included, but they didn't. It just says Michael B. Jordan is Superman. Okay. That's all it said. It didn't say Clark Kent. Because a lot of people didn't getting say angry Valzad. on the internet about like, oh, you can't make Clark Kent black. I was like, I didn't say he'd be Clark Kent. I assumed he'd be Valzad, but people were confused, so I don't know. I I went with Valzad, but like I said, they could they could be looking to do Clark Kent as that stupid. But I'm not for that, especially when you have a. Like, again, it'd be dumb just to be like, I hate this when it's the same race. Like, I hate it when it was War Machine. It was like, oh, Rhodey, good to see you, Don Cheadle. It was like, no, motherfucker, that ain't fucking, <laughs> that ain't, ain't Rhodey. So, to for it to be like, oh, Clark, you're suddenly black now. I don't notice. <laughs> Reboot. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like that. But within Universe, I think it's a cool idea if you were to introduce Valzad, a Superman from another Earth. You know what I'm saying? But if it's Clark Kent, that's stupid to me. Uh, Is it racist? It's stupid to you, but you don't have a problem when they do it with other people. Yeah, I do. When it's part of an established universe, I do. If it was a brand new... If it's not not an established universe. Well, okay, if it's a brand new continuity, then I've got less of an issue with it. I don't, just, I don't know I'm how like, I highly a doubt. guy grew up in Kansas... I highly doubt in the fucking Gal Gadot... Henry Cavill universe are just going to be like, you're the new Henry Cavill. You're a black guy. Oh, yeah. WB, dog. I don't know. (laughs) Kent, there's something different about you. Is this your hair? I know. (laughs) But people online thought that. So I'm like, do you think WB is going to fuck up that much? Yeah, I highly doubt they're going to do that bullshit. Cut to a year from now. Michael B. Jordan is Clark Kent. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, shit. They suck. If anything, if if they were going to cast Michael B. Jordan as Clark Kent, it's going to be a completely different different universe yeah that's what i assumed but if they're gonna do it within the dceu as it's established Val's no, it's not worlds of dc whatever it's called <laughs> no it's gonna be if, if, if they were to do michael b jordan which i don't think they are like i think the articles took it and ran with it like what michael b jordan is possibly superman i think it was just a throwaway line like yeah they were looking at other options besides henry cavill including mm. michael b jordan it's just like like it was just a but that's a very footnote. Like, yeah. it, the articles and you know reporters could not pass up the opportunity to not only one get the race bait uh, aspect of that because it's like oh shit white people are gonna get really mad that there's gonna be a black guy Superman and two the Marvel vs. DC thing of it so it's like oh Killmonger from Marvel is gonna be the new DC Superman what I want to say it was, it was definitely uh, cool to see uh, oh Boss Logic's edit Boss Logic's edit I want Michael it. B. Jordan as Valzad. Here's the thing. I don't want Michael B. Jordan as Valzad, but I would like to see a live-action Valzad. Hey, I don't think he has the... Uh, the demeanor of a Superman character? No. He doesn't... 
And very, very much shallow. As I love of me. Michael B. Jordan. I'm I love like, Michael, I don't. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, I think he's great. I just don't think he's suited for the role of a Superman. And his my shell. I, I don't think he, the way he acts is suited for a Superman character. But beyond, he's very charming. Not the, not in that, but like the the heroic like, I'm here. Like he doesn't have that kind of demeanor. But my shell reason, he doesn't have the chin for it. Give me straight up. <laughs> he doesn't have that strong chisel ass Balzad chin. Look at his chin. Look at that strong ass chin, motherfucker. That okay. chin's strong as hell. It's chintastic. <laughs> okay. A, chi- a strong chin is very important for Superman. I'm sorry. That's my thing. I draw the line at a strong chin. <laughs> okay. CGI the chin. CGI the chin. <laughs> no, God, no. But, um, here's my thing. I wish. Not Zack Snyder. I don't think he could do it. But if he had the balls, or if someone had the balls to have the vision over at DC, not just the vision, the balls, dude. Yeah, balls. To the move, vagina. To whatever. It's stronger. <laughs> yes, vaginas are stronger. <laughs> to go with an Earth 2 storyline. Like, you know how they were going dark? Is, this is what I said about. You know how they're going dark with Superman? Yeah. And like, his, the future iteration of Superman and those, and those like dark side flash forwards. Was him evil? If they had the balls, vagina balls, <laughs> to follow the Earth Two storyline and make Superman the actual sire of Darkseid, like they did in the Earth Two comics, they end up taking it back. But let's go with it. Let's say he was, and they introduced Valzad to save that world from Superman. How fucking cool would that be? In a movie. In a movie, yeah. But this is why I also said like. Instead of giving me like a Metropolis TV show, give me a Valzad TV show. Earth 2 story. Yeah, give yeah. me an Earth 2 Superman. That way you can have your cake and eat it too. You could do Superman without doing quote unquote Superman. That's true. Fuck out of here. Got but a that, Batgirl fucking show. You got a Valzad show. But then you show? also have, you can get your, oh. di- you get your diversity points because that's what they're looking for tangentially, like not real diversity, but you can also get your real diversity points by saying, hey, we're going to do an Earth 2 story and we're going to make it a Valzad story and, we're gonna, and he's going to be the, our new Superman. You read Earth 2, right? Huh? You read the Earth 2 I comic read, line, right? Not all of it. You were up to the point where Superman and Wonder Woman... Well, that's the beginning. They die. I didn't do the beginning. I, I, I looked into him when Val came into the picture. I was like, oh, okay. like Superman? What is this? Okay. Now, that, if it were to be in movies, that'd be like the second... <laughs> the, the cliffhanger of the first movie is the introduction of Valzide. But I think if you did a show... Because I know... I, but I did, I did watch the YouTube videos. Oh, God. <laughs> God damn it. So I know, how I know how it starts with like... It starts with Justice League War... But what makes it Earth 2 is instead of where uh, Earth Prime is, they defeated Darkseid. Superman. It's only Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman. And Superman and... Yeah, and Justice Don't League... they all die? And Justice League War. Oh, they, yeah, they all die. They all die. Yeah, they all die. All three of them die. So there's no more heroes. All of them. Yeah, all three of them die. Aquaman. No, they're not, they're not in it, are they? No. Are they? It starts It starts Justice League War with Aquaman and all of them. But instead no, of them... No, it's only the Trinity. In that world, there were fewer heroes. There, there was Batgirl and there was there was... Was it Batgirl Huntress? No, no. She becomes, no. It was Batgirl and Supergirl, and they become Power Girl and Huntress in the main universe. So, and they they're like the only other two heroes before the dark before Steppenwolf is beaten by Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman. And all three of them die. And then after that is a world of no more heroes. That's when they introduce the Justice League. Like really, it's a better version of the fucking Justice League movie we got. 
Because then it's Green Lantern, Flash, Red Tornado, who is Lois Lane, um, Aquawoman. There was an Aquaman, I don't think, in that world. Because I think he died. I don't remember him being in the... I think it was only the Trinity. They made a big deal in the beginning of that book of being like the Trinity were the only ones fighting, really, and those are the ones that died. And then Supergirl and, and Batgirl were on the way, and they get caught in a vortex of the explosion, and that throws them into Earth 1. Yeah, they end up going into... Or whatever the prime Earth is. I don't, I don't yeah. think it's 1. But, yeah. So I'm just saying, like, that would be an amazing Elseworld story to tell. And you get a new fucking Superman in Valzad. And you get the, uh, 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 the, the, the nostalgia bait of Superman coming back and being the villain like Zack Snyder wanted clearly in his own fucking DC Dark Universe or the fuck it was. So it was like, you could you actually had the building blocks to make the Earth 2 comic just to let Superman win. And then you could have the nerds debating like, ooh, which one is stronger, black Superman or regular Superman? And then they're going to be like, well, regular Superman is stronger because he came first and it's like, well, the power comes from the sun and melanin absorbs sun and who has more melanin? Yeah, I read all those articles about how Superman should be black. I mean, it makes sense. Like, it makes sense. If you get the you power from white, the sun, yeah. You're lily white, you bask in the sun, you never get a tan. Like, what's that? <laughs> and then, yeah, chemically, like our skin, dark skin absorbs sunlight. That's why it's dark. Yeah. Yeah. So fuck, fuck that's that. why it's much more rarer for black people to get skin cancer. Yeah, our mel- the melanin protects us from skin cancer. Mm-hmm. So Superman Prime or whatever it is. And that's uh, not to say All Star like Superman. Say, that's not to say black people don't get skin cancer, but like I said, it's much more rare, especially the darker you are. All Star Superman wouldn't have happened because he wouldn't have got cancer. Yeah, he wouldn't have got the cancer. <laughs> I'm fine. What are you talking? I'm stronger actually. Exactly. <laughs> I absorbed all that sun and I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. <laughs> Playing Spider-Man PS4 right now. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. That would, be so, that would be so cool. But yeah, scientifically, Superman should be black. Haters. <laughs> uh, you're bringing science. Scientifically, there's no such thing as a Kryptonian. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm just saying, if he did exist, he'd be black. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. I, that'd be fucking cool if they actually went with that. It I would, I would love they to won't. see it. They won't. Can you imagine the shitstorm that world would have? I mean, just think black, of it. Just look no, at no, this, no, no, no. Just look at the shitstorm. Superman. I was gonna say, just fighting look at the Superman sh- in the say, movies. I, I was gonna say, just look at the shitstorm of just the idea floating around of him being cast. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to have. I want chaos. I want that shit to happen. <laughs> I want I white people to riot. <laughs> I, I do too. White people would be so pissed. All these white tears. I drink all the white tears. Gives me shout, so much nourishment. Shout out to our white listeners. Love you guys. <laughs> We're not talking about you guys. You guys are cool. Talking about the other ones. I was like, eh, are they though? Wow. Because I'm like, you don't no, know. you're black ass. No, because I was like, they might be the same ones. I'm like, yeah, I don't want this black Superman. I don't know. That's true. You might, you might be. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how they feel. Hey man, you know we. I love Clark Kent. I'm just. I just want things that are different. I don't like the status quo. I like. I like things to shake it up a little bit every once in a while. And you could. If you I want to say, it, you don't have to get rid of Clark Kent. Well, in this scenario, we are. We're killing. We're literally killing Superman. It is. But he's Clark Kent still exists though. Yeah, he still. <laughs> we're exists. just killing him. <laughs> and spoilers, it wasn't even really him in the comics. No, yeah, it wasn't him. It was, was like a clone. It was or Bizarro. Some shit. Oh yeah, that's stupid. I'm like, oh, cop out, cop out. You don't want the black guy to beat him. <laughs> yeah, it was stupid. But even I was like, because that was like one of his first fights in the comics. Valzad, like one of his first fights is that other Superman. And it's like, um, I don't think, unless you've been training <laughs> your whole life to know how to fight, I don't think you can beat Superman right out the gate, bro. Plus, he's a pacifist, so he didn't want, he didn't want to fight. Exactly. So I'm like, you're fucked. <laughs> Luckily, 
It's bizarro. So he, yeah, he literally crumbled halfway into the fight. Yeah. I'm like, cop out. Cop out. <laughs> Fucking cop out. <laughs> but like I said, just like with Miles Morales in Ultimate Universe, Earth 2 books don't exist anymore. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> I'm like, you can't bring him into you can't bring him into the main universe. We are we got a we got it we got Clark Kent, the white Superman. We got an Asian Superman, mm-hmm. and one we can't we can't get a black Superman all in one universe. And he had a cool story, and retroactively now it kind of ties into like Krypton and stuff with the Zods being black. Yeah, that was an explanation in the comic. I forgot what it was. Yeah, they didn't explain. They gave him the name Zod, but then really he wasn't tied part. In Zod. Yeah, he wasn't part of the Zod like that. The Zod that we know of, which is stupid. Yeah, it should have been interesting if they did. Which is very stupid. They just said his parents were scientists. That Plus, yeah, it was Earth 2. You could have just made Zod black in that universe. Yeah, you could have. But it wasn't... It, opportunity. They, they had the Zod name, but it wasn't that Zod. Yeah. They just said, oh, they were, they were scientists. It was Azod, not, not the Zod that you know. Yeah, they, like, were, they were scientists that got murdered from political warfare or whatever in uh, yeah. or Krypton. So why give them the name? Exactly. Like, just for the recognition of and, But then it also kind of stupid. It's like... He took the name. He took the reason he the reason he wears the House of L symbol is to honor Jarrell and Laura because they adopted him when his parents died. But I'm like, with that logic though, wouldn't you take your parents' symbol? Because your parents died, you want to honor their legacy. That's a very good point. <laughs> but then he's not Superman, is he? <laughs> yeah, then he's not Superman. So I'm like, you could have changed that story up a little bit. Like, yeah, you want to honor Laura. To be honest, like, you want to okay. honor Laura and Jorel, but just say you didn't know anything about your parents. The concept of Valzat was cool. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm admit this. The concept of Valzat was cool, but the execution, but the execution could have been a lot better. Yeah, it's the same way I felt about Riri Williams. Yeah, the concept is cool, but the execution was terrible. Yeah. Even making him a pacifist. Like, at that point in the story, it's like, we need a fighter, not a pacifist. It's like, it was a weird choice to have that be part of his character. And then later, they just, like, just ignore it. Yeah, they so, do. They did ignore it later on. So, like, what the fuck was the point of that? Just make him different? That's the thing. That's the thing I hate, though. Like, sometimes they'll introduce or create these characters just to say, hey, guys, we're diverse. And then I feel like, A... They don't really put that much thought into them. And then B, mm. they only use them for like three seconds. Yeah. It's, like, it's just for the shock factor. It's just for the sh- it's just to get headlines. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe, sell some books. And yeah, boost sales for like a, 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 sm- a small amount of time. But then after that, it's like, all right, book's over. We're not using that character anymore. And that's it, guys. No more. It's how like, did, how did and it's like interestingly enough, he's the only... As far as I know, he's the only Earth 2 character that doesn't have a toy. Really? Yes. Power Girl has a toy. That's Huntress has a up. toy. Even the when when Superman and Batman went to Earth 2, they have toys. Alan Scott has a toy. The, the, wow. That version of The Flash has a toy. How? He's the only one that doesn't have a toy. He's like a big deal. Apparently not. He doesn't have a toy. And he looks fucking cool with that beard. When he had the beard look for a little bit. Yeah. That looked fucking dope. It's not dope enough for him to have a toy, though. Yes, not. You know the one thing I don't like about his design, though? But racist, because apparently they're like, oh, yeah, Michael, you're lying. You said, because I remember I mentioned this on, like, Facebook or whatever. They're like, Valzad does have a toy. And they just sent me a link. I'm like, this is Calvin Ellis. Oh, racist. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, yeah, they're two black that's, Superman, that's the, but they're not the same person. That's the Obama Superman. Yeah, that's the Obama Superman. Yeah, yeah they're both black, but they're not the same character. No. <laughs> not even close. I think people confuse that a lot, though, online. A lot. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? But you don't confuse all the Robins. 
It's not Tim Drake. It's Jason Todd. Get it right. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, the one thing I don't like about his his costume design, like I don't like the baby blue. You know what I'm saying? Like I like I like the the color scheme. I like it. I don't like the baby blue. Why? Because it rem- rem- reminds you of Pepsi. <laughs> somebody called somebody called me that when I vo- when I cosplayed. It was like, oh, so you Pepsi man? <laughs> Pepsi man. <laughs> I should be laughing. <laughs> that's funny. Or people would call me Frozone. They was like, are you? Frozone? Yeah, they were like, are you Frozone? Oh, I'm like, up. it's the same colors all, though. First, white and light blue. First of all, I'm wearing a fucking S on my chest. And a cape. And a cape. <laughs> and my head is not covered. Yeah, no goggles either. Yeah. Where are you getting Frozone? It's just because I'm black and wearing blue. But I just felt like it should be the Superman blue. You know what I mean? Like, why is it baby blue? Because it's a different character. I don't know. I guess. I guess. But I mean, I'm just saying like if... And plus they want to differentiate the costume if they make it Superman blue. Because he also has red in his costume too. But not white. Just dark blue no, and not white. white. But I mean, I like the baby blue. I mean, it's nice contrast on his skin. I feel like that's the reason why I did it. Yeah. But I don't know. I like... Like if I were to ever make like a Valzad cinematic version, I wouldn't want it to be baby blue. I want it to be darker. <coughs> Well, if it's a cinematic version, it's going to be like super dark, tinted blue. It's going to be purple. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's a long tangent of Val's eye. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, the Spider-Man thing that I wanted to talk to you about. So, we talked about uh, all this talk about, uh, oh, I hope Venom bombs because if Venom doesn't bomb, if Venom doesn't bomb and it succeeds, then that just opens the floodgates for Morbius and Kraven yeah, m- more and BS from Sony Black Sable and, Black Cat you know and, Silver and, Sable yeah and them, all, and them also uh, ransoming uh, Spider-Man to, to, to have Venom show up in the MCU yada 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 but then I was thinking I was like well we already know Sony wants to be in the superhero business because they're announcing all these franchises and all this other stuff Okay. But I'm like, actually, if I'm like, I'm like, I kind of don't want Venom to bomb because then that opens up another floodgate that I didn't think about until this week that I was like, I want to talk about on the podcast. What? Because if Venom bombs, that more or less kind of forces, because I already talked about the contract is over after Far Away From Home. If Venom bombs, what's to stop Sony from taking Spider-Man back? And saying, you know what? They're still profiting. Since, since well, they could profit off of they could profit off of doing Spider Man on their own. Kinda, sorta. Not as much. Not, well, because now it takes them out of Avengers and stuff. And it takes them out of Avengers. It takes them out of Avengers. The cross promotion. But is. if you think about all the other movies that Sony's have, Sony's done with Spider Man by himself, they all made money. Even Spider-Man 2, which most people didn't like, but it still made money. It's yeah, still- but it was on a downward trend. Like each movie made less. Yeah, that's true, but at the same time, it's like they've already proved. Even if you take if you take Spider Man Two out of the equation, they proved that they they could make their own Spider Man movies. And they're just like, well, if this movie isn't working, the one thing that we do have that we prove we can make money with is Spider Man. Let's just take it back. I don't, but I don't get what they're gaining because either way, they're making money from Spider-Man. And, like, Con, Spider-Man. But they're not making as much because they have to share them now. No, they don't. They don't. I don't think they share the profits for the Spider-Man Homecoming movie. I don't think they, any of the Spider-Man solo movies. They're not making a profit from that. They don't. I think 
Marvel's deal is they get the promotion, they get the money from the uh, merchandise sales, because Sony never had the rights for that. They just had the movie sales. Well, no, they had the right. They had merchandising rights. That's why. That's why uh, they canceled Spectacular Spider-Man because that was Sony. Spectacular Spider-Man was originally a Sony property. Wait, no, merchandise like toys. Well, I'm talking about toys, comic, cartoons. Sony had all of that at one point, including toys. Toys? They they had all of that at one point. Oh. Hmm. But they're still making money from the partnership. Like I feel like they're losing. Like by by taking Spider Man out of the MCU, they're not gaining anything. You know what I mean? Unless they gain- That's why I yeah I feel the same way. But I'm saying from Sony's perspective. They could be like, well, if we're not, if we can't make these other properties work, and we got, we have this one property that we think we can make work, what's to stop them? From it is working. Like, taking it back, yeah, it's working. Make it work it's more. working with Marvel, <laughs> but it's not working. Like, it's a, the studios are fucking greedy. That's my point. <laughs> I don't agree with that. I don't think they're gonna take it off the table. If if, if Venom if Venom bombs. Yeah, I, then, then I feel like they could have more reason to be like, well, clearly we have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Everything that you guys do seems to work, so we're going to give you power over how direction our franchise goes. I feel like it's the opposite. They'll be like, okay, we're not, this is not working. You're thinking logically. <laughs> Studios <laughs> don't do, like, otherwise a lot of the shit that they're doing with the DCU would not be happening. I have no A lot of the shit, on, again, right. if studios <laughs> were thinking logically, why would they be making a Venom movie? Why would they be making a Black Cat movie? Why would they be making a Craven the Hunter movie? Why would they be making a Morbius movie? Why would they be, tr- like. Hey, I got nothing. <laughs> so I'm like, that. so that's a lot, that's the thing I was I was thinking. I'm like, what's to stop them from doing, because like I said, the contract ends, and we already talked about them trying to, put their dick on the table with trying to get Venom into the cinematic universe. That's why then the Marvel cinematic universe, that's why they the main reason why they didn't want to make it rated R. And that's, yeah, it's confirmed PG-13 now. Yeah. So it's like, what's to stop them from so saying... That, so that line... I remember, remember like a, a big defense online for the... um Shit. What, fuck, what's the stupid line? <laughs> a turd in a the turd wind. A turd in the Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make it darker. <laughs> a turd in the wind. They're like, well, wait until the Red Band trailer when it's rated R. And then you're going to see that line become cool. Because... Making the word shit is cooler, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Teenagers. I'm like, just like, shit in the wind. That sounds like a stupid. shit in the wind. Yeah. That's really stupid. <laughs> but I mean, like, that in their mind, that would make it cooler. But no, that's not going to happen. It's PG-13. So, nope. Turd for forever. <laughs> Turd is sticking. Pun intended. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's what I wanted to bring up. Like, what's to stop them from doing that? I don't agree with that. I think if, if Venom bombs... <laughs> They'll be logical. <laughs> if you're like, all right, well, that's not going to fucking work. Mm, I don't know. I'd hope they wouldn't be so illogical that they're like, let's do the opposite. What's <laughs> the smartest thing to do is, <laughs> well, that didn't work. So let's take Spider-Man back because we can fuck that up again, too. <laughs> no, 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 Marvel. No, I know everything you did was gold, but no, nah, we got it now. We, we got this. Don't worry. We're going to make this Carnage movie now and, well, yeah, and put Spider-Man like, it in ma- it. It makes me nervous. Makes me nervous. <sighs> I don't know. WB and Sony don't know what the fuck they're doing, but I, I want to believe that if Venom bombs, it's a good thing for Marvel. Because they already fu- they fucked up Venom. Like, we can't have <coughs> Venom in the MCU now. Like, there's never going to be a third movie where, where Spider-Man fights Venom as Eddie Brock. Unless they use Tom Hardy. If Sony has their way. Yeah, I mean, but they can't They can't do it. Uh, it'd be too confusing for the audience to be like, wait, what? If Sony has their way, there will be Spider-Man and Venom fighting because Sony wants Venom in the MCU. Yeah. How about they just strip everything away from that 
that solo movie and pretend it didn't happen. It's like, no, 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 no. We're going to reboot the origin in the MCU. Fuck everything you did. <laughs> All the table. Take know. it off. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Venom yeah. comes out in a couple, like two weeks. Oh, shit. Yeah. Two, two, three weeks. Getting close. Yeah. All right. Looking forward to it. Not really. <laughs> so something else that makes me kind of nervous. Wolf is amazing. <laughs> movie of the year. Venom. So something else that makes me kind of nervous, and this is coming from Batman news, and they usually pretty accurate with Batman stuff. Before we move on, real quick, I'm a, I'm planting my flag in this. If Venom is better than Aquaman, fuck what? the DCU. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I don't think it is, but if it is, can you imagine? Can you imagine what? If uh, Aquaman is a turn. I didn't want to have. I didn't want to have this. I didn't even want to have this discussion. I can't imagine that. Ooh, that would be the fucking. I kind of hope that's true now. Just because it would it would break the internet. It'd be like, oh my god, Aquaman break sucked, and Venom was good. Break the internet. It would break me. <laughs> a turd in the wind. But yeah, so uh, Batman news. Basically, they're saying that uh, Matt Reeves has finally finished the, the script. The, the screen. Shut play. up! <laughs> I'm talking about this Batman script. But they're also saying with that, again, something that makes me nervous. Warner Brothers is looking at Kit Harrington as Bruce Wayne. Game of Thrones, Jon Snow. Jon Snow. You know nothing, Bruce Wayne. They're interested. They're interested in him. That's a terrible casting. That's terrible. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even entertain the thought. I'm like, oh no, I can see it. No, that's why I was like, uh, what do you? I couldn't even see him as Nightwing. Even if this never happens, just the fact that they're interested. No. <laughs> Why Kit Harrington? He's not old enough. He doesn't look like a Bruce Wayne. Well, they might not be going. I think Matt Reeves doesn't want to go old Batman right. I think he wants like 20, even young Batman. I think he wants like twenty-five year old Batman. Twenty-five year old Batman is not my Batman. 30, 33 Batman. Because like, it's like Jesus I think years he, Batman. I think he wants Batman. like year one. Oh, year one? I think he. I think Matt Reeves... I think I read somewhere that Matt Reeves wants to do like a year one type Batman story. Even then. <laughs> I would sooner pick a lot of people before I pick Kit Harrington. I like Jon Snow. I not like I don't like that him as an actor. And he's a handsome man, so it's not even like I don't think he's a handsome guy to pull it off. Yeah, he's 31 and he's 5'8". Okay. Kit Harrington? Yeah. He's got a baby face. I'm like, and I guess I'm like, uh, he's short too. Well, I mean, Michael Keaton was five nine. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I'm sitting here, I'm just like, no. I'm trying real hard to imagine Jon Snow as Bruce Wayne. I was like, mm. no, I don't see him on the Night's Watch. <laughs> Thematically, it makes a lot of sense, but nah. <laughs> the Dark Night's Watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of a Dark Night's Watch, so Netflix is moving pretty fast. Daredevil is coming out next month. Wait, that's confirmed? Yes, it is. Wow. Why are they spitting out so many Netflix Season 3 shows? of Daredevil, October 19th. Wait, is that... That means every... Has this ever been done before where every single... Not this fast. Not in, not in the same year, no. They all came out this year. Yeah, I know. That's what I... Yeah. What's going on? Why is that? I don't know. I said before that I have... I, I, that I, I'm, I thought I was hoping that... They have all the Defenders type shows come out this year. Then maybe like the next year, it'd be like Blade and Ghost Rider and all we that. We haven't heard. But we haven't heard any. Yeah, we haven't heard any. All so we've seen is Punisher. 
Yeah, I don't know what's going. And even that, I don't like. I don't even think that's is the Punisher coming out this year too. I don't. I don't know. It was filming recently. I saw some set photos, but I don't know if it's coming out this year. But I, if you would ask me about Daredevil, I didn't know it was coming out this year either. So it's like I don't know it's coming out this year either. But it says October. Maybe Punisher's gonna be in December <laughs> or November. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. That's fast. Okay. Wow. Cool. And, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited for it. Better than fucking Iron Fist. <laughs> we hope. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> I don't want to imagine. Well, something else that I do want to imagine. Uh, Jordan Pills, real quick. Jordan Pills are uh, in talks to do a Candyman remake. Oh, wow. Candyman. Yeah. The horror movie. Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. Oh, shit. <laughs> where's a mirror? They're everywhere. Don't, there's a black mirror right there, which is the TV. Don't Candyman, do Candyman, 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 Candyman. Don't do that at my house. Five times. <laughs> don't do that you gotta at my do house. got to do it five times. I already did it. Mm. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. You're trying to get killed. <laughs> <laughs> you try it. No, I'm doing it at your house, so she's gonna come here. No, the podcast is gonna be over. I'm leaving. No, she gonna show me like where Michael at. And be like, I'm gonna give you his address. <laughs> you don't know my address. Every time you come over to my house, you be like, What's your address? I'm gonna go through my text. And be like, Let me find it. Hold on. Time you gotta, I gotta, you gotta, you know, I'm like, you didn't save this shit yet. <laughs> no, I'm bad at things. Anyway, so uh, Lois Lane has officially been cast. So it's it's real. Elizabeth Tulock. I don't know who she is, but yeah, she's officially been cast. Whatever. Uh. Another person that's been cast, they're bringing uh, Mr. Freeze. Instead of Mr. Freeze, they're doing Mrs. Freeze in the Arrowverse. What the fuck? And, of course, it's just ne- it's nepotism. It's Stephen Amell's wife, Cassandra Amell, as Mrs. Freeze. I don't like this. <laughs> what are you doing? But I'm like, isn't she supposed to be in a coma? Isn't that the whole point of Mr. Freeze? Oh, it's not like an alternate universe take on Mr. Freeze? It's like his wife? It's Nora. It's, yeah, it's Nora. Nora Freeze. That's why I said Mrs. Freeze. Well, maybe this is alternate universe where it's um, Victor who was in the cryostasis. Where the fuck? It's just to get his wife a job. That's what he I mean, yeah, very clearly. <laughs> that annoys me, but all right. I'm like, can I know? Blurred vision. What are you doing? Why am I not in the show? <laughs> I get you in the screenings that you don't like, like Predator. <laughs> That's not good enough. Put oh, me sorry. in fucking. It's not on the air anymore, but like Scandor or some shit. Like, what are you doing? What, who do you think I am? <laughs> who do you think I am? I couldn't even get like an extra ticket for a Predator. Like, I was like, hey, uh, I've got a friend that can't get in. Can I get an extra ticket? No. I was like, oh, fuck. All right. Never mind. <laughs> well, you need to do better. That's what the fuck you need to do. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, anyway, speaking of something, people, people need to do better. So, guess what, Jordan? What? The Witcher is coming to Netflix. Sweet. And it's going to be starring Henry Cavill as Geralt. <laughs> who's not Clark Kent. Who's, because not, <laughs> who's not Clark Kent. He's got all his free time now. <laughs> well, there's a petition happening for The Witcher. To what? <laughs> and the petition is to, quote, block the casting of black, Asian, and those of non-white ethnic backgrounds what <laughs> what <laughs> there's a petition to be ra- there's a petition for racism <laughs> yes the cha- there's now a petition for everything the change.org petition states a recent casting call for Siri who's one of the lead girls in, in The Witcher have you played The Witcher mm, not really well this is Siri in the game 
Okay, white chick. A recent casting call for Siri in the Netflix TV show The Witcher has been revealed to be looking for a 16 or 15-year-old BAM girl. For those unaware, BAM stands for Black, Asian, and non-white minority ethnic backgrounds. I, as well as many other fans of this series, believe that the best actress, not the most diverse actress, should be cast as Siri. What if it's somebody that's not white? No. <laughs> like, that statement doesn't make any sense. It's like, we believe as someone who's the best actress should be cast. That isn't not white. <laughs> it's gotta be white, though. <laughs> and it says, in the book, and so somebody quoted, uh, Witcher Netflix, uh, the character is described in the books as pale skin with ashen white hair set in fantasy Poland. The Witcher is a piece of cultural pride for Poland and historically... Ho, 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 ho. Back, back the fuck up. You can't be throwing pride out there. Like, The Witcher is a source of Polish pride? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. So it sure. says... Whatever justifies the The Witcher racism. is a piece of cultural pride for Poland, a historically oppressed nation. nation. So why is your casting call looking for anything but a white actress? Okay, you're right. Pol- Poland is definitely historically oppressed. Um, you know who else is? Everyone that's not white. So <laughs> maybe you should allow all those other also oppressed people to have an equal opportunity to be cast in this thing. I'm not even saying I want I mean, a black same, chick to I mean, be anything in this. But it was the same argument about uh, Heimdall being black. They're like, this is Norse mythology. There are no black people in Norse and in, 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 uh, in Viking lore. Hey, guess what? Your Thor isn't even really blonde. <gasps> oh shit! <laughs> like fucking relax, dumbasses. I, I hate like the the mental gymnastics and hoops people will jump through to justify their fucking prejudice. Cause like, how do, how do you not at any point look in the mirror and go, huh? Am I really just mad because this person isn't Polish? Am I really mad because this person isn't Norse? Hmm. Or is it more because they're a race that I'm not? And I can't relate to that, so it low-key upsets me. <laughs> low-key, see what I did there? <laughs> so somebody said, if Siri is going to be black or Asian, I suppose our father, the emperor of an empire called Nifelgard, a bloke named Emrire Var Emrys, which sounds very white European, is going to be black or Asian as well. This doesn't sound too forced to you? Hashtag, what's your Netflix? Fuck people. <laughs> All I have to say is two strong words. Fuck people. Like, come on, man. I, I can't believe there's a petition for... It's a petition there's for a petition. racism. There's a petition. <laughs> you gotta keep those Asians and blacks out of my Eastern European descent. <laughs> come on. It's a, it's a fantasy world where he fights monsters and werewolves and vampires and all this other bullshit. But it has to be a white fantasy. Just like Middle Earth. Why are there black people? It's based, it's based in Middle Eastern lore. The only black people I should see are the orcs. <laughs> Basically. Oh, God. I hate people. Okay. Fantasy. And this week's chapter of fuck people. <laughs> fantasy world. Yeah, Even if it is Poland. World. It's a fantasy world. It's a fantasy Poland, dude. Yeah. Is it that? I, I don't even understand. Why is it that important to you? 
that you can I only want to see white people if I see any black people on this it's gonna offend me like we don't have that it's it's because the world caters to I'm so frustrated. <laughs> you know what I'm frustrated? Okay, here's peeling back the curtain on this. Everything you see is white. Yes. I had a conversation with my sister this, like today. We went to Everybody in government is white. Pretty much most of fantasy most books in, are white. In media, the definition of beauty is a white definition. It's because that's every the world is catered to you. So you feel like everything should. So much so that if you even if you go to other cultures, they see what the white gaze is the predominant uh, most beautiful aspiring. Like you think about you go to Africa, they have the picture of the white, which I think is so sad, but they have pictures of the white Jesus up in Africa, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, Jesus was Middle Eastern, right? Jesus well, is Iraqi. It's it's really, really people who win in history. What people call a terrorist. What people call when you look at somebody, you say that's a terrorist. That's what Jesus looked like. <laughs> <laughs> or if you go to like Asia, the white standards of beauty. It's like that's still. Like, here, here's a good analogy, and I'll, I'll end it at this. That's why. That's why when I walk down the street, and this happened to me like literally two weeks ago, I walked down the street in New York. I was passing by an old white couple. And the woman looked at me. And I was wearing a nice suit. And I wasn't even like, I was like, I was like oh, in a hoodie. I was like, like walking out my head down, my hands in my pockets. I was walking down the street in a suit, going to a stunt job. And fucking, the woman looks at me and like looks at her husband. They're, they're walking separately. She like jumps over to him, holds his hand, and then looks at me again and looks away. So I'm like, if it wasn't clear as day what you're doing right now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> It wasn't like I was intimidating. I was just walking. But she's probably seen so many news articles and news stories about black people mugging, black people killing, and all and hippity hop, and how it fucking is violent or whatever the fuck. And she saw me, a young black guy, in a suit, and still, even subconsciously, felt like she was in some kind of danger where she had to like get up under her man. And oh, yeah. Uh, even like, you it's think crazy. About, like I said, advertising works. And like you think about the news story... Where did you hear about the cop that she she, she claimed, went into the man's she house? She went to the man's house and killed him. She's full of shit, too. claiming claiming she thought it was she thought it was his, she thought it was her apartment Bullshit. and she saw this strange guy in her what she thought was her apartment. So she intruder intruder. So she shot him and killed him. Well, the headline was oh marijuana found in guy's home. Oh yeah, that bullshit. You know what kills me? Do you see the 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 follow up meme to that where like the Dave Chappelle joke? Um, you, you know the stand-up special he did where he talked I, about... I, I didn't watch Dave, the Dave Chappelle show, so I don't... Oh, okay. Well, he did a joke years ago about like you know, police brutality. And the joke was, they go into your house, they'll shoot you in your own home, and then they'll be like, look at this. This nigger put up pictures of his family all over this house. We got... This is an open and shut case, Johnson. I've never seen this before, but we're going to end this right now. And he like he sprinkles crack on the body. Let's get out of here. And he leaves. They did that same shit in real life, but with marijuana. <laughs> it's the exact same joke in his own home. And then they sprinkle something on him. And be like that's why. That's why he deserved like, this. Even if I'm like, he deserved this. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna say they planted it there. I'm like, let's say he did smoke some weed. Still, who? What does that like, prove? Yeah, does, what does that, that change? That justifies him fucking being shot. The it's the same thing with, but it's the same thing with Trayvon Martin. With Trayvon Martin is the one that got murdered. Oh, and then they took up his past. It was like, no, oh, but, he not, got but no, they did a drug test on his dead body. 
but they didn't do a drug test on fucking George Zimmerman, who's the one that shot him. Or they're like, marijuana was found in the system, as if that justifies why he's dead. That only, marijuana is legal in certain parts of this country. We know that does. That only triggers the very conservative right, who are like, oh, drug, bad, bad person. Like, they just associate any drug, even marijuana. Because, like, you have never... If, if you think marijuana can make you kill somebody... Our last couple of presidents have sm- admitted to smoking marijuana. So, should, should, should well, taking Obama out the picture, because some people want him dead, too. But Bush, Clinton, they've all admitted to... Sm- shit, Bush used to do crack. But who fucking cares? But that's not the narrative. That's my point. He was smoking marijuana, chilling out... Watching Netflix in his own home. How dare he? <laughs> so you know she got. He, yeah, she shot him. But come on, he's he's a pothead. Yeah, he, he knows was, pothead. He's like, smoking weed. What he about was, it? Like was, like like that's what the that's what the, the 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 not intention, but the the that's the narrative that they're spinning. That's, yeah, that's the narrative. That, that's as the if word, to say like, that's the word is, I was looking for. There we go. It's like as if to say this that, is why. Yeah, or it's justified. This that is he why got, he deserved to die because he had fucking weed in his in his house. But did you see all the bullshit about like how her story doesn't even match up, really, with what her original testimony was versus what it is now? Her story doesn't even make sense. No, I didn't see. I didn't there's, see all there's that. more. Because first of all, first of all, in any, if it wasn't a white woman who was a cop, those are like two things: white woman and a cop. You get two like get out of jail free passes right there. And the fact that she didn't get arrested right away—that's another thing. It took her like it took them days to arrest somebody who committed cold murder. Whether it be second degree or whatever, it was still murder, manslaughter, whatever you want to call it. Tyke Zimmerman, I don't think he was arrested right away. It's crazy. Black guy would have been in handcuffs is, that fucking night. Yeah, which is funny because I'm like, Zimmerman's not even white though. So that's the, that's the quite crazy. He's whiter than the black kid. Yeah, he's shot. whiter than the black kid. That's yeah. all that fucking matters. This is how your complexion is, really. That's another thing. Colorism exists. So Yeah, it does. But um, like anti blackness ex- really exists in every culture. We're, Asi- we're, Asians. Yeah. Are very anti-black. We're way off topic. Yeah, we're way off topic. Yeah, but but this is something. This is this is topical and makes a lot of sense. Like, it's good to talk about this. But um, people keep saying, oh, "I love when you guys talk politics." <laughs> but because this is this is insane. Like this this story was just like, if you still don't believe racism exists, prejudice, whatever you, whatever you want to call it, whatever term you want to put on it, it still fucking exists. And if it's not just between people, it's institutional too. Just how how it, the situation has been handled. But yeah, her her story doesn't match up. Like her original story was, oh yeah, I just I live one floor below him or whatever. So I thought that this was my apartment. I was coming off a fifteen hour shift. And I was I didn't really know what I was doing. I walked to an apartment that wasn't mine and killed. The fuck that story is the weakest excuse possible. When you wandered into someone else's apartment, didn't know it wasn't your. There's no other signs around that you can't tell it's not your fucking apartment. None. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Let's say you were dead tired. A 15-hour shift is not dead tired either. No, so get the fuck out of I've here. I've worked 15 hours. Yeah. Shift. I'm tired, but I'm not so fucking tired that I'm going to walk into Where am I? <laughs> yeah. Walk into somebody's house and be like, this is my house. To the point I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Get out of here. A trained officer, by the way. Yeah, because like, that means not she just, shot first not just no questions. Not just somebody that just happened to have a gun. No, she's an officer, which means she got through. She went through training. So she, And she asked no questions. How, how did that conversation go down to shoot him in his own home? And you just like, what did you say? Hey, turn around. Oh, oh, you just shot it like, what the fuck? But that story makes no sense, one. But then later on, it came out that like, she said that, but then at the same time, she said that he was in a certain position that he actually wasn't in when they found his body. There were complaints about, a, a noise complaints about hit in his apartment. 
and she lived below him. So the idea is, like, there were complaints that previous week and even that same day. So there was, like, a thing, like, maybe they got into altercation and then she made up that whole fucking story. Maybe she came off, maybe she came off a 15-hour shift, cranky as fuck, angry. It led to altercation. Things got out of hand. Led to him getting shot. There's a lot of questions, is all I'm saying. And her stories, like, her story isn't matching up to where her, her testimonies were. So... Right there. There's even more like bullshit happening behind the scenes of this story that we don't know yet. But I'm just like, come on. Did they even give her the benefit of the doubt and be like, oh yeah, I can see that. You you live in the room downstairs and you just wandered upstairs and you shot him. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, that story is very, 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 very suspicious. And people still will jump to the cops' defense. People will, people online but they always still. jump to a, but Whether still, it's a white woman or not, they always jump to a cops' like, defense. But do you, do you see how like... We, we consecutively are getting more and more examples, more and more definitive examples of like, there is no more leeway. Of like, there's no like, well, maybe in this situation, she could act differently. Cop, maybe. Being a cop is super dangerous, even though if you look at the list of the most dangerous jobs, the cop is not in even in the top 10. I didn't even know that. No, it's not even in the top 10. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm just saying like, this is, you can't get more black and white than this. There's literally. like, there's no, literally. Yeah, literally, there's no gray area of like, oh, maybe he was threatening. Oh, maybe he was in the place he shouldn't have been. Oh, maybe, maybe like, he you know, was in his home. I know. Yeah, exactly. In his home, mind his own damn business. She came in his house and killed him in cold blood. <laughs> but still, if you still see that there's some, like you can see the cop side of things, you need to look at yourself. Because it ain't the situations that you're 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 really looking at anymore. You're filtering everything through your own fucked up perception of what the reality of the world is. Like fuck, man. Well, what, what other proof do you need? If you look at this and say prejudice don't exist, look at yourself. Because prejudice is real, and you might be an example of it. <laughs> you might be a perpetuator, a perpetuator of it, and not even realize it. <coughs> That's all I gotta say. I'm gonna make a change. For once in my life. Man in the mirror. Anyway, so finally. Well, as of right now, it's looking like we need a healing, Jordan. Okay. Because there's a lot of climate change in the world. All right. The earth is burning up. Okay. And you know the only one that can stop it? Superman. No. Oh. Captain Planet. Planet. Oh, shit. He's a hero. <laughs> gonna <laughs> take pollution down to zero. Gonna yes. oh, wait. wait. He's a powers <laughs> magnified. And he's fighting on the planet side. <laughs> Captain. So. I'm like, what, what verse are we singing? <laughs> Glenn Powell, who is known for Scream Queens, Set It Up, and Hidden Figures. He's currently writing... Please tell me the Captain Planet movie's coming. The screenplay... Oh, shit. ...for Captain Planet. Oh, shit. We are talking about all this racial divide. Do you know what we need now more than ever? Captain fucking Planet. The Planeteers. <laughs> and it's coming... And right now, it's, come, it's being written along with Paramount and Appian Way Productions. I don't know who that is. But he basically said, I mean... Uh, they've tried to make it into a superhero movie before, but they kind of did, did like an, I, I don't know, but they did it like an earnest, they tried to do an earnest take and ours is way more subversive and fun and like dark and irreverent. 
Sometimes you have to think these things logically. If you have a blue superhero with a green mullet, you can't do like an earnest take on that. You have to go at it. What from earnest a, things he's talking about? Don Cheadle? <laughs> that was hilarious. But it says you have to go at it from a fun direction. So that's how he's taking, he's looking at doing this Captain Planet movie. A dark. How says, are you dark and fun? Yeah, I don't know. Dark and fun and irreverent. That sounds like the Don Cheadle version where it was like he was turning people in the trees and shit. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. That might be too fun. <laughs> it is dark. Um, Is it sad that we live in a world where I'm more excited for the planet, Captain Planet announcement of a movie being made than like Venom? Well, right now, it's just, <laughs> right now it's just a screenplay, but I don't give it, a fuck. <coughs> Even if it's terrible, I want to see that. Like you get, give me a black, I, I don't sable, black cat. I don't want any of that Morbius. Fuck no, all that. Give I, me Captain Planet. <laughs> yeah, I was like, with everything that's going on with the with the world, a Captain Planet movie would definitely be uh, what poignant, poignant. Yeah. I mean, if you do it, if you angle it that way, I, from his description, it doesn't sound like that though. I mean, with all the talk about climate change and shit, it's a perfect time for a Captain Planet movie. Oh, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I, I, thought, I thought you were going by like the you know racial harmony angle. Well, no, that, that's not even what I was talking about. I was just talking, talking about from an environmental perspective. Oh, see, I, well, I think we're Captain Planet. I guess I guess obviously the environment's the most important part of Captain Planet, but the fact that the planeteers are from different countries. No, they're all going to be white. What? <laughs> that's not true. They're all going to be white. Did you say that? Did it, does it say that in the article? No, it doesn't say that. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The Witcher people. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm just saying, Hollywood. Then let our powers combine. White. <laughs> White power. <laughs> Institutional racism. <laughs> Economic reform. I don't yeah. know. Not reform. Yeah. Economic stagnation. <laughs> Wall Street collapse. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean... I'm down for that, to be honest, though. Yeah, I would be down for a Captain Planet movie. Yo, cast Michael B. Jordan as Kwame. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'd be down for a Captain Planet video game, too. That'd be fucking dope. It would be. You hear that, Sony? Make that. <laughs> if you want to make these fucking stupid movies, make Captain Planet instead. No, Paramount's doing it. Oh, Paramount, whatever. Which I'm like, eh, Transformers. <laughs> hey, make it bit. Michael Bay presents <laughs> Captain Planet. <laughs> But yeah, I'm down for Cap. Down for Captain Planet. One with the Planeteers, you can be one too. Cause saving our planet is the thing to do. Looting and polluting is not the way. Here, what Captain Planet has to say. <laughs> they got us. The power <laughs> is yours. <laughs> like whoever wrote that song, they're genius. Cause like how we're we're thirty, dude. We're like in our thirties, and we still remember that shit you're, like you're, line you're, for line. You're in your thirties. Yeah, you're in your 32s. <laughs> Not a bitch. I'm 23. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, how many how many things do you remember from your childhood that well? Not many. I remember. R-E-C-Y-C-L-E, recycle. C-O-N-S-E-R-V-E, conserve. See, I don't remember that. Don't you P-O-L-L-U-T-E, the rivers, air, or sky, or sea, or else you're gonna get what you deserve. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Well, it's gonna do, like, a little cheer at the end of, like... That's a Rocco. Oh. Oh, See, I love Rocco. I didn't remember that. But yet, Captain Planet is stuck with me, of all things. Because you're not an environmentalist. Wait. Oh, yeah. What? But I can't Planet, he's an environmentalist. 
Well, you're not that much of a fucking environmentalist. You don't remember the environmentalist episode of Rocco? <laughs> okay, you're right. I'm sorry. You're a true planeteer, Michael. You I got am. me. Give me the ring, bitch. Earth. <laughs> I'll be heart. You can be earth. Heart. It's the weakest. Fucking it's the wackest spot. It's the wackest but, one. But is it, though? It's kind of brainwash. Is it? Th- but he didn't. I never seen him brainwash any people. He only fucking turned wolves and shit. He didn't ever use heart on people. I I don't. If he did, I don't remember. It was such a weird power. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Is that heart? Oh, he would like. He would use. But I'm like, how does heart work for telepathy? I don't know. Planeteers, I need your help. They can hear his heart. I don't, I don't get it. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Heart was the weirdest power, okay? It was. Admittedly. It definitely was. The, it was the weirdest and the weakest, but they claim it's the strongest. Guy, it was hot. It was voiced by Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, fuck. In you ruined first, it. In the first, no, you ruined Guy first, for me. The first, like, two seasons, I think, it was Whoopi Goldberg. Then it was Margot Kidder with Lois Lane. I'm like, so they go from a black chick to a white chick? Wasn't Guy a black? Guy was black. Or like or an Indian, Indian or something. Indian, yeah. So I'm like, it was Whoopi Goldberg at first. Then you go... So maybe I, I think the, the Lois Lane voice was sexy. Because I'm like, oh, Whoopi Goldberg. Yo, you ruined it for me. I got... But Gaia was hot to me as a kid. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg has a nice... She had a nice voice as Gaia. Like, yeah, but it's Whoopi Goldberg. Like, now I can just think of Whoopi Goldberg. Like, you're not going to talk... You're not going to talk about bad about... Whoopi Goldberg is one of my acting idols. I'm not saying she's not a great actress. I'm saying... Black EGOT winner. For me... No, She's not, not hotter than I don't Gaia. care. You're not gonna di- you're not gonna talk nah. bad about Whoopi Goldberg. Guy is hotter than Whoopi Goldberg. You're not gonna talk bad about Whoopi Goldberg. You don't, you don't think you don't think Guy is hotter than Whoopi Goldberg? Stab me with this fucking Saba sword. All right, Dragon. <laughs> Relax. I'm not gonna talk bad about Whoopi Goldberg. All right, all right. I, I've hit a sore spot for Michael, so I'm gonna back up. <laughs> Jordan, you in danger, girl. What? You don't even know that reference. No, I don't. It's from fucking Ghost. Oh yeah. Well, Whoopi Goldberg. She said, "Molly, you in danger, girl." Okay. Well. Um, uh, it's too, it's too black. I'm trying, it's too black. I'm trying to think of a, a quote from Sister Act. I can't think of one. <laughs> if you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you got to wake up and pay attention. Is that a song or is that? that no, that's a quote from Sister Act. That's a song. It's too black. <laughs> you didn't watch Sister Act. It's too black. All right, I'm going to rewatch Sister Act. How about that? If you want to be standing on the corner taking your shoulda, coulda, woulda. Wait, that's something like that. Close enough. Anyway, <laughs> it's been an episode of Blurred Vision. What time is it? Man, we've been for four hours. It's fucking late. I'm tired. This is what happens when you don't have to go to work. You fucking talk for too long. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Okay. Well, you shoulda, coulda, woulda. Tune in next time because next week's episode is our 100th episode, guys. 100th episode. Woo! Woo! Special guests. It's, we're going to have activities, special announcements. Next week is also my birthday. Woo! Woo! Well, well, yeah, oh, wow. Not really. Oh. Because it's going to be... It's next week, but the episode... It, uh, this The 100th episode comes out on the 24th. My birthday is the 27th. Mm. So, technically, my birthday will be on the 101 episode. You're the, you're the eve of your Jesus year. Shut the fuck up. Why? <laughs> I just compared you to Jesus. Why don't you like... That means Thank I'm going to get all the power. Is that what happened? Yes. I'm trying to remember the, the origin story of Jesus. <laughs> he has no origin story because they start when he... They start from his birth and then they jump to him being like 33. There was no... Like, yeah, like in Superman in the first movie. 
It was no, like, his origin story. <laughs> they show some of him being a kid. But yeah, guys, tune in next week. This has been this week's episode of Blurred Vision. This is your host, Jordan with Black Gay Comic Geek. Whoa! He watches all his comics, so can you really call that? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what do you do? Should we call it you a YouTube comic you geek? You don't do shit. At least it's still, com- it's still comics. <laughs> I'm still learning about what the fuck is going on in comics. What are you doing, bitch? <laughs> Black K, Black are K you YouTube play- geek. Are you playing Spider-Man for PS4, bitch? Okay. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> That's a comic book property. Why aren't you playing it? Jordan, see y'all next week. <laughs> Bye. The whip. Wind, water, hot, go planet. By your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. Captain Planet, he's our hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. He's our powers magnified, and he's fighting on the planet side. Saving our planet!